what you got to do. The guest shows up. You just click Turn it on. on right away. Just Don't even tell him. No, just leave a mic on so you get a little bit of that. Uh, then you can tell him later and put it in if you want or not. Perfect. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to a journey through time and stuff. Time and stuff, yeah. You've never been on a journey like this before. Time and stuff time. Time for the stuff to happen. Time. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of A Journey Through Time and Stuff. My name is Aaron. I'm Jason. And we are here. We're back. We've had a week break. I went to Alaska, did all that thing. Just, we're back. We're back. We're here. And um, before we get started, we want to play a commercial from a sponsor. Man, it smells great in here. What is this place? Kablarg Pizzeria. We slice it differently here. It's cool. It's cool. Damn right it's cool. She's not about to tell you why. This is She is Naughty and I represent this pizza. If you take another slice, I'm gonna turn into a diva. A pie so unique, it's cut in random sized slices. Fresh Kablarg toppings with secret herbs and spices. They pound out the dough, then they spin that shit. Slap it on the table, then spread the sauce thick. Put on the meat, veggies, then cheese. A bucket full of grease just to clog your arteries. I love pizza so much, it's like a disease of virus. As it infects, it gives pizza artists arthritis. When you're craving pizza, Kablarg is the only. Hoard it to yourself or share it with a homie. We slice it differently. It's cool. It's cool. Yes, thank you, Kablarg Pizzeria, for sponsoring yet another episode. Today, we have the fucking privilege of having one of the coolest dudes that we've known on the periphery for a long time, and yeah. uh, the third member of the cog of Thirty Six Crazy Fist to get in here, uh, Mister Mick Whitney. Hey, buddy. What's yeah, up, dude. fellas? Thank Welcome. you for being here. Oh man, thanks for having me. <laughs> For real. This is fucking great. Indeed. Indeed. Oh, man. So you were just, <laughs> so we we were just in the midst of a conversation right before you got in here about old Alaska. We're yeah. all from Alaska and yeah. you're literally, you know, not to be, you know, ageist, hey, man. but the generation, you know, the, a solid generation of, in front of us. Oh, yeah. You Easy. know, you like you said, you graduated high school in 86. Mm-hmm. That's the year I was born. <laughs> so... You know, that's right. that's okay. basically the, the the actual generation gap, like, yeah. there. Well, you know, thank God for music, it's ageless, so it doesn't really matter. Like, oh, you, yeah. you know, I didn't even, I wasn't even thinking that. I mean, no. you know, I guess it's an obvious thing, yeah. but I don't. Yeah. Well, it, I don't feel it, no, but, it's, but it's kind of the reality to put, well, to put the view in perspective. Completely, yeah. You know? I mean... Yeah, I uh, yeah, I graduated service in 86. So went to service. So you're from oh, Anchorage cool. originally. Yeah, I lived in Anchorage. I used to live in the trailer court there between Diamond and O'Malley. Oh, in fact, for I, real? Uh, yeah, gotcha. before the wall. You know, that was a huge windstorm uh, that came off the mountain and overturned yeah. trailers, blew cars out into the highway, all kinds yeah. of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. Wow, but, I mean, I remember crazy. when, you know, like uh, Dowling, Diamond, Huffman. Uh, oh, Dowling Diamond, O'Malley, Huffman, DeArmond, Rabbit Creek, those are all just blinking lights with the two lane sewered highway going through. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that. Yeah, that's that's yeah. wild. That's all right, so what cool. what did your parents do? Were they were they from Alaska too? Did No, in, we were transplants. We uh, Yeah. My mother originally grew up in 
Lincoln, Nebraska. My dad was from here in Oregon. Okay. Uh, gotcha. th- they met in Washington at a dealership. My dad was a mechanic. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mom yeah. worked in the office. Anyways, uh, he got a call from a friend in the 70s, come to Alaska and be a civil service mechanic for the federal government. And that was a hell of a job in those days. You oh, know? I bet it was. Yeah, it was 77 we moved there. I was uh, 10. Well, I turned 10 in Alaska. So I lived there from then on. Okay. And, yeah. And in fact, last year. Shit, shit. Was wait. The, so, so you were born in what? When? Well, I was born in Providence, Rhode Island. Oh, you were born in Rhode Island in what oh, year? Wow. In 1967. 67? Yeah. Oh, shit. I'm 52. So are you you the old man in 36? Fuck yeah. (laughs) Hold it down, (laughs) dude, and proud. I love it. You know, I don't Fuck know. Yeah. Just the way it is. It's all hey good. man, I want to oh, tell yeah, you dude, what. I want to tell you what. Dude. You look fucking good. And happy as shit. You look fucking <laughs> you good. Like, like rock and roll baby and yeah, some dude. yoga. I, are you doing yeah. yoga too? Did Steve okay. talk about the DDPY? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah. Okay. So oh, I so you're that. doing DDPY? Yes, sir. For about a year and a half, maybe going. Oh, <sighs> no, a year, a year, solid. Uh, I watched that skinny fuck because he's kind of your frame. Yeah. You know, yeah. both of you actually. And. uh he started doing this yoga, and he wasn't lifting weights or nothing. And he's like, I, he went on a really stretch of being healthy and for like two months. And the motherfucker I go, he was doing lanterns. And uh, I come over to his house there, and he's at the desk. And he looks like he's flexing, but he's not. Wow. You know, and I'm like, what the fuck, bro? And he's like, oh, man, I gained like, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 pounds in muscle just from yoga. And this DTPY, it does more than yoga. It, well, it's you know, DDPY is not yoga. And, and if you watch anything of, of Diamond Dallas Page, is who we're talking about. He has his own version of yoga, but it's well, kind he of, infuses yoga moves in with but the, the isometrics yes. and like push-ups <laughs> yes. and you know certain like crunches and stuff. Gotcha. But you're he in the I have the DVDs and this friend Mary from uh, Alaska, who I really need to thank you, Mary. She had an extra set and gave them to me because we were talking about it last year. Wow, and. uh he, you know, so he's telling you, he's very encouraging. Yeah. You know, just get through the workout. Just, you uh, know, just complete the workout. Put pause. Put it on pause. Take a break. Whatever. But while he's doing this, he uh, left you in downward dog with or three-legged dog. So you're, oh, you're holding you like this. Sweat it out. You know, and then he does the count for to, to hold the position. So, oh. you know, he's counting the 10, but you're getting 20, 30 seconds yeah. of holding yeah. this <laughs> yoga pose. It's like easier. And then he goes into something else, you know, sure. and it's, uh, you do some punches, maybe, you know, like Bruce Lee stuff. But most of it is you're stretching, you're doing yeah. actual. Oh, yeah. I mean, I haven't done a yoga, so I don't know if he's calling it what the move may be. But yeah, I'm, yeah. Most of it is. I sure. Oh, oh yeah. Out. Yeah. But man, it's changed my life, guys. I've been solid 240, 250 forever. Yeah. Forever. Well, that's what. The, and now I'm like two. The last, the last time I saw you. You know, you're you're noticeably skinnier than you were. Like, it's I was actually good. surprised when you walked in the door. I was, I, I almost was, I almost said, "Do you look fucking great?" Right <laughs> when you walked in, I was like, "No, I'll wait for the podcast." Talk my way, bro. It's all good. <laughs> we can compliment each other here. That's right. This is safe yeah. space. Safe in my I wanted to save. I wanted to bitch. I wanted to save the compliment for the podcast. That's the first time. You know, you I go. wanted to save that. All right, all right. Because I was gonna, I was gonna bring it up even if, even if the yoga didn't come up. Okay, so shit, you were born in '67. That's awesome. That if actually, you know what? Forever, I've said if I could have been born in any year, I would want to be born '66, '67. Summer love, man. 
I, gotta, I would have wanted to be born at that time. Like, I love it so much. I have a 68 Camaro tattooed on me. Like, well, <laughs> like, like, you know, I, I, in my head, I would be like, okay, born then, right when you are, 16, you know, you're 16, 17 years old, getting ready to get to your first car. All those great cars are 15 years dude, old. My first car I bought was yeah, the first please. permanent fun. Okay. <laughs> okay. It was yeah. a 73 Charger with a 404 barrel in it. Fuck ba- yeah. track rear end, whole nine. Ooh. Fuck All yeah. Right? So this is Fuck prime yeah. vehicle for my old man to teach me on because he worked for Chrysler for 16 years. And he worked from like- Muncie 60, 4 speed? Muncie 60, 4 speed? Quick shift. Quick shift. Cool. This, cool. Yeah. cool. Slap. Yep. Slap. Yeah. Shift so, uh, <laughs> so what I did was I found a 73 Charger that ran, had 400 in it. And but the left front quarter panel was banged up. Okay. Well, across sure. the street from where I lived, there was a '74 Charger. These are both SEs yeah. with a 383 in it that didn't run, but straight body. So I bought one for six and one for four hundred with my permanent fund. Swapped. Took the fender off. Kept the one was brown, one was blue. So I had a brown car with a blue left front fender. Then I spent eight hundred dollars on mags and tires. Yeah, of course you did. And then I went directly to the strip, cruising Northern <laughs> Lights and Benson. Because okay. in those days, that's what we did uh, as yeah. a kid. And you would just park in parking lots and be careful to drink, not in front of the cops. You know, in those <laughs> days too, man. I mean, we would party up on a hillside, uh, sure, and cops would walk around. Hey, Mick, what's going on? Not much. Not driving, right? No, not yet. You know, not right now. Yeah, you know. I mean, unless you were you a dick knew, doing but, fights, doing something violent. Yeah. Or but, being incredibly dumbing and climbing the moon tower. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't really fuck with you. There's one way in, one way out. So, yeah. you yeah. know what I mean? Right. Well, and it isn't, the, isn't the thing, too, that there were a lot less people. Wait, and that's the problem and, with everything. And the cops had a chance to actually know everybody. Yeah, you know, that's funny we're talking about this. Wow, dude, this is meant to be, brothers. I'll tell you what. Well, we so talked I, about it earlier when we were sitting in there about age and shit. Yes, and I also had the thought earlier, you know, cops need... Now, I'm not... Don't get the mistake. I'm not very political because... And I say that because I don't study it. So I don't... Yeah. Like, I quit yeah. watching the news. I do watch PBS, and I do read news on things, but I'm not like a hound. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I lack in some knowledge about the, to actually have an argument with somebody who does. Yeah, I'm in the same but, boat. It seems to me, and it makes sense, if policemen have a valid interest in the, community. The, per, in the community they're serving, say they patrol where they live. So, you know, yeah. which is the way it used to be, right? Yeah. You know, you had 100 people in the town and you had one dude. And, and, and he, he cared right. enough because those dudes paid him yeah. and because that's where he lived. Yeah. Right. And now, obviously, I don't know if it would work and don't know everything about it, but it just makes sense to me that if. I mean, I've seen some documentaries where these police in different cities, they're more concentrating in neighborhoods and patrol these neighborhoods and stay in these neighborhoods to get to know the people. And they have a better effect because, I mean, it sucks to view a policeman as, oh, fuck, there's a cop. Right. I mean, it you does. Know, I mean, it if does. we're going to have them, they need to, you know, they need to. And uh, I, Here's what, you know what I try and do? I So I, I work in Delta Park right here mm-hmm. in North Portland, and so does he. And I see the same few cops that roll through there. I don't think, obviously, no, they don't live in Delta Park because no one really does. There's a trailer park there, and there is there's there is some housing back behind in, like, East Delta Park and going back behind the airport there, mm-hmm. you know. But they probably don't live there. Yeah. But every well, time I see them, I wave. 
And I get so many weird looks from them as yeah. I'm waving <laughs> oh, at yeah, them. Yeah. Like I go out of my way when we're sitting at, I, I'm sitting at a stoplight, they're turning and they're looking at who's in the car. And I'm like, why are you waving? At I wave <laughs> and I try to wave every time because if, I want to let them know Be that supportive. I'm recognizing them. Right. And trying to be polite. And even if they're like, what the fuck is a person waving at me for? I want them to feel that unease and maybe have them reflect on the fact that maybe they view everybody as negative against them. Yeah. Well, the culture of that whole thing is is fucked up. You know, there's no personal stake at risk here. Why I have all this power and a gun at my hip. Yeah. And I can turn on my lights and go through traffic and fuck you. I'll I'll walk all fucking over you if I want to. Like, that's a lot of power to give a human being who doesn't give a shit about you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wish, I wish they knew Nate. And I understand like here, it, it seems off the top of the head, like weirdly unreasonable to think that a cop could know everybody's name. Yeah, oh, I'm not oh, saying right, that. Right, right, right. But I just want give a them. Shit, I guess. Really. Well, well, but I want them. <laughs> yeah. And not that there's not those guys. It would be I'm nice sure if it would be nice though if the neighborhoods recognized that the same cops were there all the time. Okay, we have all this problem with low income and you know families that are fucked, yeah. single parents, yeah, or whatever you know halfway houses and all this stuff. Dude. So why isn't those places? The most safest. Those people need the most help. Motherfucker on 10 acres working a steady job or owns a business. He don't need no fucking help. Guaranteed that motherfucker's got guns anyways. Yeah. Right. All right? Yeah. The single mom that fucking is standing in line and trying to make it to work or trying to find a job or has some fucking kind of issue, they need to know they're safe in their neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. The the cops on... Okay. Pretty yes. please. Yeah. Another shot. We need <laughs> that. I got to remember with just, rye on top. I mean, I, I got it. Yeah. I got. Hey, it, do you guys know the difference? What bourbon and whiskey? Um, a, a bit. I don't know what makes the difference between a, uh, like a sour bourbon and a rye. Okay, I'm not a whiskey and aficionado, but I've been told by Southern boy that the only difference between bourbon and whiskey is bourbon's made in Kentucky. Oh, so because it comes from Kentucky. Uh-huh. They call it bourbon. bourbon, but that's why it says bourbon. But but there is a difference between whiskey with an e y and whiskey with a y. Did not know that. I didn't there's, know that for the longest yes, fucking time. There's whiskey, dude. which is an American thing, and w h i s k y is a foreign thing. Gotta so change everything, right? So, oh, yeah. so gotta so, change. It can't well, it's just been, leave it's, it what it's, it is. It's been that way for a long time. They they we're the ones who made whiskey with an e y. Of course we did. Whiskey was around <laughs> before America. Oh yeah, uh, big time, man. Yeah, yeah. And so Shit, whiskey yeah. in the old days, the tra- the modern uh-huh. English spelling is W H I S K Y, no E. Right. Yeah, and that's and that's the differentiation. Now, when you want to see, when you actually, there can be like, there can be uh, Scotch whiskeys, right? right? Oh yeah, and an imitation Scotch whiskey. We'll have with them. with will be an E Y. But the actual so, scotch will be why. Hmm. See? Fuck, why you got to change everything? Uh, I'm sorry, man. I just had No, no, not you. Know. I just mean like <laughs> yeah. them. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. Like, Whoever. Okay, we're brought. We're going to make the same thing because they make it the best, but we're going to change this. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. So. It's good. I, it is. And, and guess what? It is. This is only what? 
14 bucks. Yep. Dude, how much cheaper is booze down here compared to Alaska? Oh, oh it's God. amazing. How much cheaper is it to go to the bar? Uh, not. You, oh, man. No? Well, you go to the Outliners, it is. Man. Oh, well, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. There, there are... You come out to Sandy, man. There come are... on a barbecue for you. I would love yeah. that. I would yeah. love that. Oh, yeah. Bring your girls. Well, well here's, here's, here's what... kids around. We've been actually talking about... We've been actually talking about hosting a like kind of podcast barbecue here of a bunch of guests of like a bunch of our guests that we've had. Yeah, and so obviously you guys, but, but people from other, other bands, too. people from other bands, just in the music community. And we'll jam. Dude, we got fucking gear. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I guess we could do we could create, jam right now. create a rotating gear. jam session. Oh yeah. Brother. Just get in a line and just like, oh, brother, I love flip I can your burger, tell. flip your instrument. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Plus, we have we have games already set up in the back. We have a pool in the backyard. So if it's a hot day, there's a pool party happening like at the games, same time. Right. We have we have a game from Alaska that our brother and one of our brothers invented from not lit, you know, yeah, but yeah. a brother. <laughs> and uh, they invented this game called Fuck Fuck. And Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah! I made you choke on that coffee. Wait, what? So, what? so they invented this game called Fuck Fuck. Here, this is ro- fuck. This is fresh. Oh, I was just gonna roll this one. I know, but that's that's for you. That's that's fresh. <laughs> um, which is an infused game of like, I don't know. How would you describe it, Jason? So yeah, it's uh, it's like frisbee and kind of like ring toss in a way. Um, well, but it's set it's set up with two ski poles. Yeah, and Dixie cups like like on like 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 solo ski- cups, solo cups. Right. Yeah, on the ski pole. <coughs> on, on top of the, the ski poles are stuck in the ground a distance apart. Okay, the cups are set on top of the poles, mm-hmm. and you have teams standing on each side. You can either one on one or two on two usually, mm-hmm. and each of you have a little frisbee in your hand. And the idea is is to knock the cup off of the other ski pole, but it's a big vibrating shock, and so when you hit it, even at a light thing. <laughs> And it just rattles the fucking cup off and shoots them in all directions. That the, was a hell of a sound effect. Also. Yeah, <laughs> you couldn't do that again. The game, I couldn't. The game has, um, the game has a drink in one. You have to play with a drink in one hand, so okay. you're really playing the game one handed. And basically, you're scoring points if you touch the pole, if you touch a cup, if you knock the cup off and it hits the ground. People on defense can catch the cup if it flies up in the and air. And that doesn't count then? Then yep. the points are nullified if you catch the like, killer catch, cup. Like in baseball. Yeah. Yep. It's an out. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. There it is. And so it's a it's a pretty fucking... That sounds it's fun. It's fun as hell, dude. Well, I love those games. <laughs> yeah. I mean, good. you guys know Rumble, right? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, fuck. Dude. We love Rumble, uh, dude. Yeah. You should have Rumble's him on the podcast. Oh, my God. But I, you, I, you'll have to do it super late. That fucker yeah. is a vampire. Night out, huh? Well, you know, he's a house guy. And True. Yeah. He's not, okay. He wakes up at dinner time and His comes time. home at breakfast time, you know? Yeah. 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 But he, yeah. he'd just be funny, man. Yeah. Rumble. I oh, man. That'd be so fun to have on. And he has met a shit ton of people as well. I mean, beyond thirty six, you know what yeah. I mean. Oh yeah, he's he's worked sound for a lot of other. Well, yeah, oh, just shit. in town I mean, locally. I mean, yeah. he started doing a uh, dude. He he ran Rosalind. And he shit. he ran sound for battles of the bands when we were doing fucking local battles of the bands here. He was running sound for us Hawthorne and that shit like that. Suck. I hated doing those. Yeah, just because there's so <laughs> Three many people. Band yeah. We used to do the Satyricon, you know, when we first got uh, here yeah. on Monday nights because uh, that was free, new band, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be playing to like one dude. We actually we met a good buddy <laughs> of ours named Big Josh, man, and it was him and his buddy. 
<laughs> they were the only ones there. We get done playing a song, and he was like big, six, two, three hundred pound jujitsu dude. Like, watch that motherfucker roll on the ground and not creak a wood floor. Yeah, that is that big. Anyways, we'd be playing a song, we get done with the song, and he'd be like, "Fuck yeah, that's what I'm fucking talking about!" Like up on the stage, pointing at you, like. Oh, right. Fuck, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> he became a great friend, though, man. He, it's yeah. funny. Anyways. That's sorry. awesome. No, no, it's funny. It's, it's funny. <laughs> like, awesome. like we did, you know, we would, we when we, we moved here in 2013, and like. Gosh, you guys have been here that long? Yeah, man. We moved here in 2013, and when we got here as a band, and like, we're starting to go, mm-hmm. um, which I guess was the summer of 2014, technically, or the the spring of 2014, when when the other two yeah, guys got yeah, here. Yeah. So when they got, got here, here first, yeah, six it was months before. It was like February of 2014, here. and um, we just happened to like oh be reaching out to people somehow. Fucking uh, Thrasher, mm-hmm. oh. Mike Thrasher. Yeah, the, the, uh, did you know they hurt? They were doing the battle of the bands and hosting this local thing, and we just like fell into getting into the battle of the bands cool if we get you know it ticket sales based and they make him sell tickets oh we yeah did one. oh we yeah did good so, and we did get no there, that was one. a big deal yeah like, we were tickets. like no we've refused oh you yeah. refused well, to sell the first tickets? time i ever heard of that was uh, i was in hollywood after high school and the band i was in at the time was called forgotten child and we were going to play the roxy but we had to sell like 500 tickets and there was like there's no fucking way. We don't know. I didn't know fucking oh, 100 yeah. people there. Yeah, yeah, you know? no shit. That's well, how we I felt. Used to, I used to be like, and I, you know, in those days, I was 19, and, you know, it didn't make no sense to me. We're the entertainment. Why is it, you know, I guess I get it, local bands and new guys and all that, but yeah, I just remember really, in yeah. the early days here with the Paris Theater and some other place, we were like, no, you ain't selling shit, man. Right. But, you know, 36 is real blessed because... uh so when we moved here, I met this guy, Jeff. Can I say his last name? Is that you can say yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, if, well, if, Jeff, if, our buddy, if, okay, when we, when we first moved here, we met this guy, Jeff Hill. We, shout out anybody you know that you think wouldn't be pissed if he's talking about uh, it. Oh, Jeff <laughs> wouldn't care about it. There you go. Exactly. Yeah, yeah say whatever you want. I love Jeff. But So we moved here, and you know, you do a new band night, new shit. We played the Copper Penny. Uh, I remember uh, in I've those days. I've heard stories about that place. Well, man. in those days, uh, Brock would leave during the summer. Dude, so a couple of the guys in my that I'm playing music with ha- talk about playing at the Copper Penny back in the old days. Yeah, it was a meat market shithole, you know. Because I mean? I'm I'm the the other two guys in my band. I'm in a three piece band, and they're both in their fifties, mm-hmm. and they've been playing here since the nineties. And What's so, uh, Matt Dorado, short, bald, Mexican looking dude, and then Mark Rainey is a drummer. And, and he's been in a few metal bands, tribute bands, shit like this. He's been playing here. I mean, he's been playing here forever. Brothers, when we moved here in 90, let's see, I moved here, I joined 30, okay, so. Okay, wait, before, we have, we've been on all, all over the place, and this yeah. is, it's going to drive the listeners crazy. So, really quick, go back to, you guys moved up to Alaska in 77, right? Uh, yes, family did. So, family yeah, okay, moved up yeah. there. What? Were your parents into music? Did you always have music around? Like, what got you from listening to music to wanting to be a musician? My mother played piano very well, mm-hmm. and we always had a piano or an organ in our house. Uh, piano when we lived in uh, 
We lived in the uh, outside of Tacoma, Lakewood. Okay. okay. Uh, I know gran- Lake. I know Lakewood. Uh, okay, area. my grandfather homesteaded there by uh, American Lake, I believe, mm. Gravelly Lake Drive area, uh, in the f- post World War Two. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so we uh, moved to Alaska in '77. I see. Yeah, mom played dad. I didn't know dad was, dad sang. I went to church. Mom and dad were, you know, we went to regular community Christian church. Uh, but my folks were very realistic. My dad smoked cigarettes outside the church doors. He was a pallbearer as well. You know, I hear him, the other guys talk, and they were swearing. Like, it wasn't a sure. very strict thing. Though those people were around. Yeah. Uh, but at home, it was very plain. I mean, when I turned 16, mom and dad... Uh, they gave me the choice to go or not. They didn't care. Anyway, cool. Uh, cool. So yeah, music was always there. And I, I, uh, tr- my first instrument. M- Mom had me play piano at like five years old, and I don't really remember. Yeah, I only took lessons for a year. I don't know why I stopped. Sure. Uh, and then the next uh, in- the instrument I started with was violin. I started playing violin in the fourth grade. Okay. Uh, bought it from the violin shop there on Fifteenth. Not there no more, but. Uh, yeah, I played violin from the fourth grade through the eleventh grade. In oh wow, yeah, and awesome. uh, there was a moment, or there, or and I played violin at church as well, like during the offering, would uh, do a company solo or you know holidays. Yeah, when I was young, you're pretty good, huh? I was always uh, like third, fourth stand, second chair, second violin. Yeah. Like it's no wonder I play bass because second violin is kind of the rhythm. Yeah. And, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. The rhythm guitar. And well, that's how it all, I mean, so. That's awesome. So there was a moment <laughs> in high school where. What music were you listening to that made the flip switch? The switch flip. I, for a <laughs> long, switch. so I, my earliest, like my first records I bought was 245s and it was Band on the Run. By the wings okay. and hotline, and I don't remember who played hotline. Hotline, hotline, waiting on the hotline. Anyways, so yeah. <laughs> hotline. Yeah. Wow, uh, it was like a you know a, what would have been a Britney kind of Spears a or something. Yeah, you like know a what pop. I mean? yeah. real yeah. pop. Yeah, pop, a pop. Dis- and discos happened at that time. Uh, so, sure. <laughs> uh, and I remember car wash too, and I still love car wash at this time. At the car wash. Yeah, that's a classic. The silvers. The silvers. Uh, it could have been, yeah, the silvers, the silvers. Exactly. yeah, the silvers, <laughs> and Royce Reese, I think, is car wash, something yeah. like that. <clears throat> Anyways, <Yeah>. I, I <laughs> danced with my daughter with that song actually. Anyway, uh, so music has always been there, but those I went from that and didn't really actually have this real early memory before we went to Alaska of the babysitter and like hearing rock and roll, seeing the guitar, very seventies, dazed and confused type atmosphere, but Hendrix. comfortable, you know. But I don't know yeah. what was being played. So then, by the time we get to Alaska, like, and I start playing violin, I really am just listening to classical music. I'm, I got records of you know the basic Beethoven, Mozart, Brahms, and then I, uh, Star Wars comes out, and I fall in love okay. with the movie, yes. and I fall in love with soundtracks. So I start yeah. as a 10, 11, 12 year old. I start buying soundtracks i've got like raiders of the lost ark i've got uh jaws you know, superman jaws anything I've got john close williams. encounters anything, anything john, williams. john williams or john horner yes i mean you know like so uh, gary jerry goldsmith right of course yeah. yes uh, goldsmith. and then even john carpenter yeah he's great carpenter all every one of carpenter's movies is great but and so that's where i went and then 
for some reason, I rem- I'm in Alaska as a, and I see an advertisement for Deep Purple coming to play. I think it's West High or some other thing at the time. There was no arena. There was a, a sports arena, but it wasn't that big. But uh, the, the riff, dun, 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 like that Smoke caught me, the, you know, the and that kind of yeah. sparked it, you know. Yeah. And I mean, I didn't get obsessed with it or nothing, but my yeah. dad had a guitar and I learned, like I f- figured that out. Yeah. And then when I got into high school, I met this guy named Paul Rosinski and at that time, I had actually, let me back up. So I, I met a guy in my church youth group, Jim Hollibaugh, and he was an older guy. And he turned me on to, I mean, he was listening to rock and roll, 70s stuff. And, and uh, by that time, I had kind of fell in love with uh, the Sabbath and Zeppelin and stuff. And so I bought a guitar and, you know, cut my teeth on like, you know, breaking the law and, and you know, and, uh, you know, uh, ACDC, Priest, ACDC, ACDC, ACDC yeah, you know, Black shit Sabbath, like that. So then I meet this guy Paul in high school, and he is ripping. He's like a Randy Rhodes freak, and you know, and we team up because we just got a good vibe together. And I never was interested in doing like leads and stuff. I just wanted to really learn how to write, and I wanted to. I just like the riff. But you knew. So, me, but so when you were playing violin and doing all that, you could read music. I could you read knew, music. You yeah. knew bass clef. You knew treble clef. No, knew, I only knew treble clef at okay. the time. All of the stuff you played yeah, was treble clef yeah. and violin. But I wasn't. Okay. When I got the guitar, I would just listen. Okay. I mean, you just know the key, yeah. so then yeah. I would know the scale. So sure, then I'd just right. but but that's out. the thing. You already yeah. had that mental on the sheet. Yeah, oh, yeah, easily. Okay, yeah. I mean, okay, it, great. you know, so yeah. when uh, <laughs> that was, I was a clarinet player, so oh, that right made on. the same. Yeah. Well, what really clicked for me was Paul was like, "You should play bass," because I just didn't have the capacity for the leads. <laughs> that's what he said. <laughs> so me. I'm like, really? So I did a <laughs> little research, and I'm like, wait a minute, the violin is E A D G, and 440 and the bass is E A D G. And my neck goes from like, you know, this big, you know, whatever to fucking a 35 scale yeah. and fretted like, yeah, right. fuck, I'm in like, I know this. So and then I just fell in love with playing bass. I really got into, uh, you know. OK, I, so what was. The, OK, so right there, because I want I've been thinking about these kind of questions all day because you're a bass player. Uh-huh. And I one, I love the way you play bass. Thank you. The notes that you choose to pick behind chords that Steve plays. In all of your stuff, I hear as like, I am so happy that you're not just playing his root notes all the time. And that makes, like, when I hear you guys, <laughs> and I know everybody else is listening to the fucking riffs and all the crazy, and I'm going, oh my God, he's playing, he's fi- he's finishing chords that need to be there, and you always have a nice working melody line, well, you know, harmony line kind of behind. Bass players should, uh, in my opinion, when it comes to uh, metal and hard rock, uh, you should the guitar and the bass should be one instrument. Yeah. Now yeah. that's the, for the riff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you, I don't know. I've always been the type of bass player that plays for the song. Uh, yep. I'm not trying to write it. Playing with Steve Holt in the beginning, I had a lot of I had input and stuff of what we we're doing, but as it went on, it was very apparent Steve Holt had much faster uh, writing skills and and just he was just going with stuff and yeah, and so you know when you when Steve writes for well, an same album, with Coke Wolf uh, stuff too, right? Yeah, 
I mean, you, you know, Steve used to go, hey, I got a riff, and you'd have a little four track, and you'd play the riff, and I'd put a bass line to it, okay? Now, Steve, and with the albums, and the, you know, from pretty much uh, Snowcap on, uh, hey, come over, I got some new stuff for you to, to do. And there's drums, there's two guitar tracks, there's a bass track, like he's done it all. Mm-hmm. And I'm never restricted to what he's doing, but I am going to, you know, I'm not going to, Oh, I got to make this all different. I don't think like that, man. Like, I love yeah. the, I love the music. I love the, and you know, right. well, that makes a lot of sense. And he's complimented me back. Like, well, I'm just trying to think what you would do, but you know, you can't get a better compliment from somebody who writes like Steve does. So. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> no yeah, shit, yeah, right? I mean, really. Yeah, so, animal. but yeah, you know, it. it uh, I forgot where we're at. Well, just <laughs> how, where you were like where you got you decided you were going to play bass. Oh, your so okay, told yeah, you so, that, and you just it fit. It was the same as violin. And, yeah, and. What really at those days I was listening to there was a lot of a uh, Blizzard and Diary and a lot of Sabbath. Well, that's what I was going to ask. What was the first bass player that you were like, "Oh, I love the way that this guy." Bob Daisley. Okay. Uh, yeah. On the Blizzard and Diary yeah. albums, yeah. yeah, those for some reason they were. I think probably because the guy I was playing with Paul was just so randied out. I mean, you know, he found a white cabinet in like what was it? It had to be eighty four, maybe eighty three. Yep, yep. And he, you know, somewhere in Alaska, found one of those anniversary cabinets from 81 it was amazing anyways but uh just do- and then that getty lee uh steve harris is, oh yes is huge i oh perfect influence yep, yep, yep in the way i play i mean i cannot say but and also i, I was all, I, I dove in all kinds of shit so it went i did want to like, say your triplet game is on fire so <laughs> i went into this like Okay, I learned, and I say Bob Daisley not because of, uh, oh, I just, the guy I was playing with Paul knew these, he knew Diary, he knew fucking, you know, SATO, he, besides the crazy train and the hits, he knew all this and flying high again, like, but, 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 I mean, you know, yeah, like, yeah, real yeah. bass lines. And so learning these to catch up with him, I was like, wow, this guy is fucking badass. So then you're, oh, fuck, he was in Uriah Heap. Oh, fuck, he was blah, 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 You're right. You know, yes. like, you know, like, so that was just, that's why he's such a big influence. But once I got into Maiden, and then I was already into Priest, and I had this huge respect for Ian Hill. Actually got to meet him and shake his hand. Two seconds, but I shake his hand. And uh, I got to shake Steve Harris' hand, too. Really? Oh, yeah, man. Oh, well, we can talk about that later. Steve Let me stay on track. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> so I just really got obsessed with the. I heard Peace of Mind first. And in those days, I was telling you earlier, I would go back. Like, I didn't want to get the next album until I knew their history. And it, that kind of. Sure. That was governed by how much money I had, of course, buying cassettes right. in those days. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I loved, uh, I mean, uh, uh, Peace of Mind and Killers were huge albums for me. Learned all of that. And uh, fucking uh, Number I, of the Beast. I love Number of the Beast, but those two albums, Killers and Peace of Mind, those are the ones that resonated. That I just what do you think later, over over like over. Seventh Son of the Seventh Son? You know, I gotta be honest, man. Power after slave. somewhere in time, I quit. I didn't pick them up as much. Well, well, so some, so it went, it went Seventh Son of the Seventh Son, Power Slave. No, 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 no. Somewhere no, in no, time. No, 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 no. Peace of Mind, Power Slave. Live after death, somewhere in time. Seventh son of the seventh son. Oh, s- somewhere in time was before. Yes, because I got to see them when I lived okay, in Hollywood. Okay. I got to see somewhere in time tour, and they were oh, amazing. Shit. Oh, the Eddie with the the robot Eddie. It was amazing, man. Oh, yeah, I also saw because that was like what eighty eighty six. That's eighty six. Eighty six. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh shit! Because I guess Seven Sun and Seven Sun was like eighty eight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like yeah even closer right. to yeah. ninety, maybe you know. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Big, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was a baby. I, it's so. all good. Uh, all, all but, but those were huge albums. But well, you know, who, yeah, another for, guy that was huge for me, man. I, so there was this guy uh, that was in orchestra that played upright bass, and he was real short, and he was a drummer in a punk band. And I remember he left high school, dropped out of high school to go play in a punk band in Texas, right? And he came back to finish high school when he'd gotten the, t- uh, the tattoo of verbal abuse. That was the name of this band. Anyways, Jason was the name, man. And Jason, I watched Jason play a trap kit. It was the first time I seen a guy playing combat boots, you know, doing like double kick or just fast punk beat stuff. Yeah. And we get to talking and I'm, you know, he's asking me what we're into and I'm talking about Maiden. He's like, well, man, if you're into Maiden, you should check out Metallica. Oh, shit. So I'm like, who? You know, it's like, go get Ride the Lightning. So I went and got Ride the Lightning and was like, what Cliff the fuck, dude? (laughs) Fucking Cliff. So once that happened to me, it was nothing but (laughs) pretty much Maiden and Cliff Burton from then on. I mean, really, when Masters came out, it was that was my senior year in high school. I would practice that fucking shit in the mirror. I mean... (laughs) my old buddy I was telling you about earlier before we started recording Mike Thomas right so yeah, he yeah. so he him and his dad opened up this fucking uh, comic so book store so you were like 20 19 uh, 19 19 yeah I'm practicing disposable heroes in my mom in my bedroom my mom and dad's house and this is before I moved to California yeah. Anyways, and uh, I'm playing the song and I got the window open whatever and I stopped playing and I look over and fucking my bro is like standing there like dude you, you played that with your fingers I'm like, yeah, yeah, I did. It was like, and he had no clue because I, sure. I wouldn't go to parties and stuff. I just played, but uh, so he quit orchestra, played with him, started playing. Where okay, we so, oh, uh, so we were at Maiden, Priest, also uh, Cliff Williams from ACDC, because Cl- Cliff Williams and uh, Ian Hill. I mean, you can't get yeah. more solid. And more badass. I mean, really. So the only the only other one I would say for me is um, Bill. Uh, God, why am I skipping on his well, name? Um, Black Sabbath. Oh, Geezer uh, Butler. Geezer and Bill uh, oh, Ward. Dude, Geezer, Geezer Butler and Bill Ward. Dude, that love. that combo oh, together. Amazing. As, well, and the only other one better for me is Neil and Getty. I got to put John Paul and fucking Bonham in okay, there, John, I mean, yes, I know yes. it's, it well, sounds no, cliche no, no, as they no, 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 you know, those who... You're right, because John Paul Jones had the best lines of all time. Dude, the best bass lines of all time. The most undercover genius there ever was. I mean, you know, he, your he, average Zeppelin fan, they don't like... They don't, they don't think of John Paul Jones first. And they don't yeah. think about that. He saved Zeppelin when they were too fucking high to write. He wrote... He was the only one who actually... I mean, don't get me wrong... Fucking Jimmy Page is a great guitar player, but he was this improv player who knew ba- like John Paul Jones was a studied session Dude, musician. He did orchestra. He did compositions yeah. of yeah, orchestras yeah, yeah. and stuff. He I wrote, mean, he wrote full orchestral part. Arrange all those arrangements, all that yeah. shit, all that stuff going behind, all that atmosphere in Zeppelin. Yeah. That's John Paul Jones. Yeah. Yeah, every single right. part, every hey. single part of it is John yeah. Paul Jones. So it's a yep. fucking yep. I mean, yeah. <sighs> yep. So yeah, so this arm eventually I'm gonna, what influenced me? <laughs> no, and so all these people we just talked about, like that'll be there someday. That's but, dude, that's so funny. I I just have to say, 
the reason that this arm is blank right do now the same thing? is because I've already plotted the 13 bands with the 13 p- images of the 13 bands that I want to choose to cover this one. That's why this one's already bare. That's awesome, dude. Instead of the, you know. Yeah. It's that's fine. so fucking funny. Yeah. That's so weird. That's... Um, okay. Hey. Hey. So we're at that time okay. right now. Um, you need to go. You picked a giant stack of beautiful music uh, from our... From our collection, and we're going to uh, go into a moment to pick. He's just randomly selecting Rolling Stones Tattoo You. All right, what song? Okay, so this is Fate. All right, so we were talking earlier. <laughs> right. We were talking earlier about songs that influenced me. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know why I didn't tell you this, but why I just paced it. Start me up. Oh, so I All am right. probably right. 13. Okay. What year is that? Say on there. It's got to be what? Yeah. Eighty yeah. one. Oh, came out. Seventy nine. Eighty one. Eighty one. Eighty one. So this comes out, and I hear "Start Me Up," and I'm like, I can't get enough of this fucking song, man. Right? In my thirteen year old brain, I'm like, I love. So, I, lo- I mean, it moved me. Right? Are you a Rolling Stones guy or a Beatles guy? Stones. Stones over Beatles. I. I. Okay. Yeah. I, I wasn't a big Beatles guy, other than respect because of what where they're at, what they did. I watched the anthology, like that long ass thing. Okay, from Rubber Soul on, I get it. Like, you know, they were pop stars and then they got to do what the fuck they wanted. But the writing they did, I think, from Rubber Soul on, pretty fucking good, man. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. and I, I mean, come on, Paul McCartney Wings was one of the first songs I just picked because I liked it. Well, you know and, what I mean? And right? White Album is no, no joke. Well, and I love George. George Harrison's probably my favorite if I had to go that route and do sure, that game. Sure. And sure. I just, I mean, the, the stuff he did really resonates. And I didn't even know it was him, like, you know, as a non-Beatles fan and yeah. love that song. Yeah. You don't find out But the much Stones, later. and also, you know, you ever watch that Lemmy documentary? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. where yeah. he says, you know, if everybody thinks Stones were the rough, tough guys, it's actually the Beatles. These guys are from the... But the blues that these guys put in and how they interpret it, like, it resonates way more. It's a little yeah. more dirtier. Yeah, it uh, is dirtier. Well, yeah. the, fact, the, the fact that you had... Oh shut up, computer! I don't know why that gave that to me. That's so dumb. Um, yeah, no, it's they. I, they are dirtier. I do appreciate it more. They gave a little less fucks, right? They gave a little less the, fucks, and that's why you see so many albums from the Stones. Yeah, you see, you see a lot of albums from the Beatles too. They put out a lot of music in a really short span. Well, of time. you got to stick together. Yeah. Okay, if you can give anybody anybody in a band advice, is like you need to stick together. Yeah, I mean, otherwise you're just always starting over, and or there's one dude running God, it. That resonates know? so hard. With, <laughs> that resonates so hard with our souls, dude. Yeah, yeah. 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 well, it's, it's true, rough. man. I mean, think about it. What we're talking about, like, those rough. pretty much the same dudes. Yeah, unless they were physically or unable to play or dead. Yeah, it's the Stones. And the Beatles had their time, and all of a sudden they were done. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Quick. Fucking Ono. Well, I, <laughs> fucking <laughs> Beatles, grown ass men. No, yeah, you're right. Why don't you work exactly. it out and make some tunes? Exactly. They were British, right? Uh, don't knock the British. No, I know, I know. <laughs> because, because here's my point, Maiden. I love Maiden. Maiden. Priest. Maiden Sabbath. Priest. Yeah, yeah. Zeppelin. Yeah. I mean, this is the shit we just talked about. You know, yeah. you can't get better hard rock than. I mean, well, there's obviously good American hard rock. I can't there, say that. There, there is. is. There's, there's great killer. But American it hard started rock. somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, well, they just listened to the blues. I mean, yeah. it went from there. Yeah. Turned up yeah. the, the 
fucking distortion. But but as far as I'm concerned, the best single riff writer, the guy who just had the riffs, the the iconic riffs for me of all time, is fucking um, Black Sabbath. Tony Iommi, man, he he's is, hogged all the riffs, man. He is the riff master, and the only I just one, listened to my rules on the way here. Yeah, yeah. Tony Iommi is fucking great. The only one second to him, I think, in modern time comparison, is James Hetfield. You can't fuck with Mr. Hetfield, man. You just just can't. as far as riffs, I'm not talking. You know, there's a lot other stuff that goes into. I'm not talking guitar playing skill or anything like that. But no, man, you got man. But, okay, there's okay. This is a classic example. There's lots of dudes that can fucking riff on guitar. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they are yeah. pulling off shit where you're seeing lightning. They yeah. can't write a song to save their fucking ass. Yep. Yeah. All right. And yep. I'm not saying I can either, but what I'm saying is I've noticed a lot of that thread. Yes. Now, not that there's not the exception. Motherfucker can't. I mean, you know, whatever. You could name off several guitar players, but those guys are, I mean, everybody knows them. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. phenomenal. Right. Dudes that write, I have way more respect for just because they're feeling it. It's all soulful. And I'm not talking about trying to write for a certain thing. I mean, just writing what the fuck ever. Yeah. Like, I yeah. think people get down on bands when they change maybe a tune's different or something. And I always like that about 36, even though I don't think the public... I wanted to say... I mean, yes, there's different I, sounding yes. tunes. I mean, yes. Uh, yes. the record industry really fucked up, man. I mean, yeah. I could name several <laughs> commercial sounding songs with no screaming that we had, and I don't... It's pretty baffling. I mean, they didn't give it a chance. I, yeah. I'm not I'm not saying we could have sold a million or whatever. I'm just saying you could have No, chance. but you really could have. You really oh, yeah, could have, yeah. though, bro. Really? Yeah. And... and yeah, that's weird. what blows me away is like when Holt was in here and we were talking to him about like you guys put out killer record after killer record after killer record after killer record for real like there was no junk and also you had the ability on every single record to also give us a soft meaningful in-depth yeah song on every album. Well, and well, and for me, that shows the ability to cover all like man, what people want. Yeah, we're and, just and dudes, man. I mean, really, you know, uh <sighs> you're just dudes that have been putting out fire for 20 years. Well, you just want to write you want to write something you want to play. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, can I mean, I, I can't can, can I ask a question cuz we're on 36 uh, and I love it. We have to listen to a Rolling Stones okay. album. But <laughs> Well, maybe we should listen to the start me up first. And then I want to come back and figure out how you got from playing bass and bands in Hollywood to okay. back up to Alaska to being there as the older dude of a bunch of young kids who are starting 36 from a festival to remember a buddy who died, right? Oh, dude. Okay. We'll start from right after high school. Yeah. I get that. Like, that's a good one. Like, I, 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 I've been curious because we talked to Steve about how everything happened from his position uh -huh. kind of being there and already there but with somebody else and right. the songs were already happening and you know i i want to hear the all the right. you side of joining uh, that you want to hear the new guy yeah i want to hear oh, the new yeah, guy all right because we also got to hear the kyle new guy we got to hear the Excuse modern me. new guy right yeah well yeah. Okay. Because, okay because also the fucking serendipitous thing of that is the serendipity <laughs> of, so of cool, all of bro. this is the first time the first time we played with you when we talked about before in, in, two, in 2012 yeah. at hooligans uh -huh. in that that small ass stage when the power went out because we won a battle of the bands to 
play yeah. for oh you. Yeah. Right? <laughs> my first show right. with it was, their band. It was his wow. first show with Fighting Silence. Awesome. It was his first show with Fighting Silence. We played. We He learned five songs. We, we opened for you guys. Right. And it was Kyle's first. First Alaska gig. We were doing first like Alaska. a little mini tour. Yeah. I thought it was the coolest thing, man. We did Homer. You yeah. fucking Homer, yeah. dudes. Yeah. Dude, I've met a guy there that grows the best weed. Are you fucking kidding me? It was so <laughs> cool, man. Looking for weed, and Kyle yeah. found him. We ended up in his pickup. But that whole deal, I mean, Fairbanks, Anchorage, Soldatna, oh, and yeah. Homer. That was just so cool. Here's what's amazing. At that time, you know, I had met Brock a few times. I had known him from before. I had never actually, like, met Holt, but I, I had seen you guys already play at that time for over 10 years. Right. You know, I've been watching you guys play. Um, watch you at the Egan Center a bunch of times, watch you down on the peninsula a few times, especially after Bitterness came out, watched you down there when I was just ending high school. Wow. And like like so many fucking things. <laughs> and so I've met Brock a few times and actually talked to him and actually met him one time at Forest Fair in Girdwood. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And uh I was on acid and I bought yeah. him a beer and yeah. we talked together. And that was that was like two weeks before you guys played. <laughs> Anyways, so You're so big. <laughs> yeah 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 um um dude i was gonna actually say other than that time i never actually like we got down there and i was wheeling my stuff in and you're like dude i already have my bass rig on stage oh. you just want to play through my fucking shit and i was like uh he came back like okay. a gay girl i, I, I gave <laughs> back i'm like i'm like he's letting me play through his amp guys he's letting me play through <laughs> and we gave that amp. look we were like oh dude <laughs> well you know what brother i'll tell you this much man it's a real crying shame if you're in a band that gets any kind of success okay i'm I'm talking even if you get to be the top dog in your hometown that you're not cool to the band coming up this old school attitude of like I, we're not going to move isn't our drums that the bro ship where's your bro ship tattoo there it is there it is <laughs> yeah, well the bro ship okay the bro ship was dudes from utah okay and their own click their own thing and that branched off to meeting good friends on the road and being bros. Turning and you, they're like that. That was a thing where like that they had to approve you. That, I mean, it was like a you know that I, has inspired me to be a polite person in a band forever. I hey want to tell you that when I found out about the broship and you guys getting that, and that was like this thing that was like road musicians. Dude, it went crazy after other. we got ours. All well, of a sudden, I mean, Holt's mom and dad have one. Well, right, right. And so, but forever, I've been like, for real, dude, like I've been, okay, any place you go, you're always one nice to the fucking sound guy forever. And you're just polite to every band you play with. Look, man, this is the right? bottom line, dude. We all bleed red. All right. Yes. Okay. And, yes. and okay, we all bleed red. We're all breathing the same air. I don't want to smell your shit. You don't want to smell mine. Farts are cool, but bullshit <laughs> isn't. All right. So, and especially out on the road or getting to play a gig, because the bottom yeah. line is, guess what, motherfucker? You are living in America or wherever you're at, and you have pulled your shit together or been fortunate enough for someone to shine on you that you get to play music tonight for twenty minutes, maybe an hour for five people. Oh, or five hundred, oh, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Maybe the bartender and your bros. Okay. Yeah. And that's been done several times in this with this guy. So, okay. So, you get to play a show. Just be cool, man. Don't yeah. be bummed out about the bullshit. You get no. to do your gig. You get to play these songs. And if you have concerns of other things, uh, don't play or figure it out where you can get where you are happy. Because yeah. 
to be a dick to other bands coming up when you're the headliner, that's just lame. That's why I do that, man. Besides the fact, <laughs> there's not much room on a stage like that. Yep. All right? Yep. Now, right. okay, now that doesn't mean, I mean, every time I do that, I have to read the guy and be like, you know what you're doing, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, sure. you know not to plug for it sure. into the 8 ohm, right? Yeah. Okay, because you plug it into the 8 ohm, you're going to buy up the 410 and the 15, and then it won't sound as good. Then you blow my shit up, and then I'm mad. Yep. And I don't get mad, so don't, please. So anyways, you know. Right. It's just, how hard is it to be cool, man? Yeah. How hard is it to be cool? I mean, yeah, really, right. there's going to be dicks. Well, that You was, know what I mean? They're just, they're going to be dicks and bitches. Yeah. That's just people's, we're human. I get it. Play your instrument. Be a nice guy. Be happy about it. You know? That was the thing that we noticed immediately is like, these guys are just fucking nice to us. Like, we feel like we're not, like, only doing a, you know, we're not only this little thing that they have to wait through for them to then be able, like, you know. We oh, never, my God, dude, well, I know. Well, I mean, I've been on tour with plenty of bands where, well, they're, you know, you, you never see the dudes. Yeah. And they're not, we're not doing huge places. I get a huge place. Okay, we did the Mayhem Tour in 08. Like, I didn't hang out with Slipknot. I didn't hang out with Disturbed. and. Yeah. Uh, mast. I mean, Thomas hang out with Mast at all, but I mean, you know, those guys were in big buses near the arena. You're in a parking lot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you get that. Yeah. But when you're on tour with three bands, and you're playing, I mean, maybe a thousand seater, but you're doing three, four hundred, maybe even a two. Yeah. And you don't want to hang out at all. Yeah. And you don't want to move your drum set. And there's two or three locals. Yeah. yeah bitch like what the fuck man yeah yeah i mean yeah. i can't I, we I, watched I, you guys we watched you guys at dante's this last mm-hmm. november when you yeah. guys were playing here right before you guys went to sorry about Europe. Like right what what <laughs> no. Oh. Oh. oh oh no yeah okay okay yeah no, you guys were having fun you guys were having a fun, yeah, fun he was jesus yeah. christ <laughs> uh, that's fun no it was it was it was a good uh, fucking time club. it was a good fucking time yeah uh, I was excited to play Portland. Yeah, yeah, no, we we went out fucking and um, dude, it was just like it looked like the same fucking energy that I saw in like two thousand and ninety seven, brother. And, it is crazy. Yeah, I bet I am fifty two, and I'll get on that stage, there. and I don't, I don't feel this. I don't feel. I mean, I think you're it's a, a common monster. thread. No bear. That's why they. That's why you're bear because you're a <laughs> fucking. You yeah, you get bear, you dude. get you get larger than life. Well, and just, I'm not a never been a guy to. Not that I don't get angry, obviously. Yeah, I can tell uh, where I, that. Uh, I can tell that's where that yeah, stream of energy goes. Exactly. That that's where that's a positive you go. outlet. Yes. to be mad and and look mean and your strings I, take the your oh, yeah. it right. It goes all the way. It goes through you down yeah. through the tip of your fingers, dude. You Ken Shock. You know Ken Shock is. Right, drummer for Candiria used to be. Uh-uh. You know the band Candiria? No. Candiria? Oh my god! You need oh, to look yeah, that up you, right you know, now. Candiria? Yeah, yeah. You know who Candiria is? May, I, dude, the name does. The name isn't ringing a bell. No, I might, I brother. Know. You like Sarah, prog rock? You best get yeah. on the Candiria train. I mean, they, I don't know what they're doing now, but maybe, maybe I just don't know how. That's how the name. Anyway, the drummer Shock. <laughs> we're on tour. We toured with them a couple of times in a day, and then he's talking to uh, and somebody jokingly says to Ken, Ken's an amazing drummer, man. Yeah. Uh, jokingly says to Ken, uh, why don't you wear drum gloves? 
and Kenny, Ken Big Stoner, he goes, well, man, you know, I, I, I can't do that. I, I have My skin has to touch the stick because, you know, my energy comes, I can't have that barrier. My energy comes through me, into the wood, through the wood, into the head, out of the drum. Yeah. And it's, you know, whatever it sounded right. like to that dude, I was like, man, you're absolutely fucking right, dude. I mean, you know, yeah. that's how, and that's what you're saying. Yeah. That's what it feels like. I mean, yeah. there's sometimes when I'm playing and I'm, I don't mean to sound arrogant, but like, no, I, uh, I, please I, I do. feel like I am tearing through the bass with my right hand. Like, You've earned I, it. like, I mean, you know, like, I don't know how else to describe it. Like, it's a really, uh, and after all these years. Do you years break through, strings? Uh, not a lot. Uh, what do you uh, use for strings? Uh, I love DRs. Okay. I use a 125, 105, 85, 65. Because uh, <laughs> you only play four string? Yeah. I yeah. have never played a five string or, or anything. No. Nah, really? Yeah. Nah. Many years ago in a bar that used to be on Dowling and O'Malley's, uh, I was having drinks and I was playing in a different cover band in those days in Anchorage and I got called up to play, uh, play that funky music, White Boy, which I, could have played in a regular four-string straight E-tuned bass. Yeah. I didn't know too much about drop tuning in those days. It was a five-string. I was too drunk to realize anything but, man, this sounds weird. That low string sounds really low. Like, yeah. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I never. And I think because of that, because I got off stage, and they were like, what the fuck were you doing? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so, I don't know. Since then, I've never picked up a five-string, but I've never had the need to. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. When we did Romance, uh, I was playing a Tobias Growler at the time and uh, Martinelli Humbucker in it. And uh, I always had problems with clack. Yep. And it was immediate, obvious to me. When I joined the band, I had a 84 Jackson Custom P bass. Okay. Yeah. I waited four months for this fucker. It's tattooed on me. Yeah. And, uh, I immediately realized because of the tuning drop C that I had to get thicker strings. You know, in those days I probably played 110 or something. And I went right up. And then I think I went to 115. Anyways, didn't know much about fixing up stuff in those days. But when we did Romance, the producer took us to this bass shop. I don't remember the name. It's in Florida. I don't remember the name of it. But they had like $7,000 bases on the walls. I mean, nice place. And this dude, I wish I remember his name because he'd be, you'd be like, what? I mean, he's some 70s popular guy that owned this bass player dude you know sure and he's like pick a bass man and so i picked this bass i really like i don't remember what it was he said just play like you would play play for me so i played for him and he was like i know what you need and he was the guy he said he showed me he set my bass up he said you need to play these he gave me 125 one he gave me those gauges told me the height and and ever since then that's how i've got that of what to do and you know cool because you can look at the bass and i mean the i've got string marks across the pickups and they're all the way down yeah you should yeah. my base is tore yeah up. i see it <laughs> i that's yeah the, that's, oh, that's you're way over there wow all, I, in between the pickups so, all my so, all mine's gone so I, I play with a pick oh you do i do that's I okay do. i know that's it okay. is I know it is, and I I I was Dude, waiting. Chris to... Choir, Cliff Burton, and Cliff Burton, you well, know, Cliff Burton said it true, man. He's like, whatever well, the song calls for. Well, that's and, what he well, said. And then here's the thing. There here's the thing is, beer? do it sounds right. Dude, oh yes, okay. Here, let's play um, a song. Come back. Yeah, yeah. I yes. We, we I know, yeah. man. We're gonna go <laughs> yeah. forever. Um. Well, Jason <laughs> Jason Newstead, Jason oh, Newstead. Dude, you know what? He man. played with a pick only, and the fact that he could do all of Cliff Burton's stuff. 
The fact that he could play disposable heroes with a pick. Well, well, you would be easier with a pick if you could use a pick. Well, he could do it. And for that, I was like, there's nothing wrong with playing a pick. Well, I used to do the, the, you know, the, and then I do chords. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. I love that song. Yeah. I don't know. I started as a guitar player and all, all of my, I, I was, I wanted to be Hetfield when I was a kid. Well, well, that's what Steve said. He had uh, Hetfield influence him. Well, that motherfucker does all that riffing, down picking. All yeah, down picking, dude. Holy shit! Okay. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. What? Yeah, I yeah. wanted to be that, and so, dude, I just, I got, I got that, I got a down pick from hell, and I, I, <laughs> yeah. and and then to me, that sounded like Cliff Burton when I when I started playing bass. Yeah. It sounded like him, just that fucking grind. Yeah. When he, well, you know, in that, you know, when he would do those solos with that Rickenbacker, he had a single coil Stratocaster pickup under the bridge. Yep. And that's yep. what he would click on. Yep. So, you know, you know, it's what the guy was this. That's, you know, he was just musical. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, you can tell. I mean, Metallica is obviously Metallica. Ginger power. Yeah, dude. We surround ourselves with Ginger. Yeah. We got Rumble. We got Kyle. Our buddy Chris Neary that texts for us overseas. He's an Irishman. He's ginger. I mean, we are, we we ended up with a merch person that was ginger. It's important. And in in, in the sun, I got ginger in my hair. (laughs) I love that. I love that. No, it's, it, that's the re, it's the reason because I had a huge struggle. Man, should I go to fucking fingers? I watch all my, Getty plays with fingers. Jaco Pastorius plays with fingers. Like everything that all these guys do. But then I'm like, I watch I watch these guys play with fingers, but the style of music they're doing isn't necessarily what I want to feel as a bass player. Right. You know, and for me, I f- I feel like I can articulate exactly what I need to hear and never have to like all my articulation, I got so fluent with a pick playing mm-hmm. on guitar right. that it felt like it would do a disservice to have to get my hand retrained. Well, I used to sit around, man, and just sit at the bass and just try to hit the pickups and the strings got in the way that's how i started playing with my yeah. fingers yeah and to be honest in those days i was getting shit for you because i started with the pick because i was playing guitar at the time and yeah. uh i had this guy who was into like you know talca anthrax and you know sure just different yeah, early sure. thrash and sure what are you doing you're using your yeah, i thought you liked steve harris you know so i Read that somewhere to just sit around and try Dig to hit the pickups. Just yeah. hit the pickups. Strings get in the way, and that's I just never went back. And at this point, I'm just way more fluid now. Oh yeah, no, no, a pick yeah, yeah. is way more. Okay, studio guys love a pick. Bass is hard to record. Yeah, you know, but when you use your fingers, you just you either need to play soft and have this tone. You know, I'll use all this shit. No, but I just have played to learn to play consistent you yeah, just you yeah. hit the same all the time well, see i dig really hard yeah i play oh, bass dude. i d- i break strings all the time well I, I have just extra g strings and extra a strings all the time okay this look are you coming down from the top no 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 i i scoop i i've watched i watched in my alternate picking mm. enough st- and, and i make sure that i play scooping the mm. pick not st- slamming the picks i i do all my alternate picking scooping and i alternate i alternate pick almost everything i do 
I don't do any sweet picking or anything right. like that. Or or or. So you're uh, just a pick monster. All right. I I dude I. Walls I am, of Jericho. Yeah. Okay, that yeah. bass player. Yeah. Aaron. Sure. Dude. Sure. Symphony X. Dude, no, his, his he's a pick player. Yeah. I've never seen like, dude. I, I, he I is just, like. I, I dude. He's coming my, from up here sometimes. Oh really? Uh, sorry, he's coming from way no, up here. So right so here. you can see on yeah. on the base yeah, back man, on the top yeah, horn. Well, I so plant dude, I plant hard on the top horn and everything is just sitting yeah. and I dig really hard. Yeah. And well you get a growl that way too. You, I yeah. I yeah. mean I that's you know, I when I finally I was never like I want this certain tone. I just I love the way a piano sounds. Right, so when I hit my bass, that's what I want. You know, striking those big fat chords, right? Yeah, just that. You know, you want that clarity, and but you want that hammer feeling. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what that's what this hand is to see, dude. All along the top, those are my, you know, and I and I have just, they're gone. Oh, dude, my I get you know the callus comes off and there's one under it. But but <laughs> here's the funny thing is when yeah. I, oh they feel crazy the way holy shit yeah fuck yeah the way <sighs> the way that I hold my hand too I fret everything on the side of my pinky oh wow I don't hit the top just because my hands are so big that it, even so, so you're seen, blessed yeah. okay it it it's hurts got the stretch. well red and long yeah red and long okay <laughs> we're gonna take a break we're gonna take a break note. i have to pee now so we're gonna grab a beer uh, right, and then we'll be right back alcohol. we'll be right back <laughs> all right we're back rolling stones we can just hit start this is a fancy his dad gave it to him yeah, it's new we the first like hundred and something episodes we had just this smaller manual drop not not nice, not balanced table, not counting. Oh. And I love, I love all the counterpoint. Mute that you hear the bass player doing in this. Yeah. Countering the notes that he's fucking playing on guitar. Yeah. And the lyrics are dirty, man. Oh, dude, the Rolling Stones are dirty, dude, motherfuckers. I like that shit, man. I see some bitches that make me cry. Shows documentary. They talk about the stones. Talk about mushrooms. Yeah. yeah. Don't make 
good, man. <laughs> Dirty looks and smoking smoking spliffs. We're not prejudiced. No, no. You know, I don't know. That's Some another story. We'll have to get into that hour four. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it just sounds so good, man. Dude. What what we love is like MP3s do not sound like this. If we were to go get to YouTube and try and play a copy of this, my buddy Mike, I tell you about the Kager. All his music is LPs downloaded to digital to play. Okay, yeah. And he has his program is a week long before he repeats. Wow. Sinatra the Slayer. Fuck yeah. <laughs> that ass, dude. He literally that's what you're listening to. Sinatra this way. Like this song. That's our that's our record collection. I love music. Yeah. Right. You're a singer too, huh? Uh, in my dreams. <laughs> Do you ever sing on any any anything? I've done some backups in 36 in the early days. Uh, at the band before 36, I sang lead songs. We were three-piece. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, you know, it's the one instrument I just, you have to practice. Yeah. Uh, and, and and you can't sit around going ah, nah, nah, quietly while you're playing something. And to sing and play takes tons of practice if you're yeah. not a natural. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah, that, was, that was the role that stepping into this band from, you know, taking the place kind of their last bass bass player uh -huh. um he sang and played oh and, wow and, oh. and and he actually sang like half of the songs oh. of, that, of their catalog like they're they, him and the guitar player they were back and forth wow. and so it's been a I, scary scary transition well that's awesome dude because that's a different level i mean really i mean with something lacking in 36 i wish we would do more and it's just it's not on anybody it's we, i don't know we just don't do it uh yeah. steve does of course all this screaming backups and that kind of thing but there are harmonies going on especially in the later records yeah yeah that would be really cool to pull off live uh don't know why we don't other than we're just headbanging and doing other shit so that's so, more important so, but yeah. but, so, but so i always ever, love do you, ever, do you ever sit there and go because like okay you guys are getting ready to go on tour you're getting ready to play a string of shows something like that you obviously get together in a garage somewhere set up some gear and like run through shit uh -huh. right well we've been practicing for past three weeks that's so kyle holt and i uh three days a week yeah, well but, so just yeah. go guys what if i like sing here if you could do it there's no argument there's nobody going nope don't do that not at all in fact do, when time this takers okay, came do, out the last time i think one of the last times we played uh Egan Center, we did Titans Takers and those backups I did. Yeah. And in fact, during that album cycle, like I was doing the backups on uh, Distance and another one that we were rehearsed to play, but we didn't end up playing them for whatever reason. I forget what. Yeah. But I mean, bands like King's X and, you know, the Stones and these classic bands, man. I mean, the backups in them, that makes it. I that, mean, Jesus yeah, yeah, Christ, yeah. dude. When you, I mean, you know, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains, you know, these, oh, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah. Jesus Christ, man. That's the Pearl Jam. Yeah. I mean, anybody harmonizing in your band oh, yeah. is badass. I'm, I, the yeah. Eagles. Dude. Yeah. I mean, like, for real, if you want to talk just about get more musical, You just get more musical. Yeah. And when yeah. you combine it with heavy riffs and heavy stuff and you sing around, Catatonia. Yeah. 
You guys cat, know, oh, hundred percent. Oh, okay, you know, I mean, yeah. they don't have a lot of well, harmonies going on, but you know what I'm saying. Me, when you can, for, that's my favorite. So, shit so, for so me. for me, like right now in in that kind of realm is is Haken for one. Those you haven't heard of Haken yet? Mm-mm. Okay, bro. There's some, I have I have a couple little uh, once this uh, is over and we're gonna sit here and share some th- I, I want I want to show you some Haken. Cool, cool. They will blow your mind. And then Caligula's horse. Have you ever heard of Caligula's no, horse? What a cool name. Those dudes are like I fig I feel like there's someone that you guys could go because they own. Here's the thing: is Caligula's horse only plays in Europe. They're from there. They're from Europe. Some or, right. you know uh, England somewhere. Right. And uh, only play right around there. And only they never come into the states. They never go. It's a different level, man. Those guys, like you know, they want to. I mean, that band we open for uh, Barry tomorrow. They, I don't think they, they want to. They, they, they don't. They, they choose I, not to. Yeah, they've, right they've put they've put well, out they've put out a bunch of stuff. Like they have they well, have DJ fans there. There's no that's reason it, to. I that's mean, it. There's a different yeah. level of appreciation for excuse me for music in general. Like from. <laughs> Oh, no, no, you're good, man. Uh, Burps. Hey, burp into yeah. that mic. Let the people here. I'll even show you something. Check this out because we have so many sound clips. We oh, we oh, have yeah. a whole nother level. To this podcast is us making fake commercials Fun. and and clips and promos oh, and let's things do that. for for <laughs> yeah, this. Oh yeah, and when we did this thing, uh, Brock and I did that. Uh, are you tired of being slow in the pit? You, oh, are you overweight? Are you, you know, get into the Bears circle pit workouts in your own living room. You on yourself with Slayer in the pit, losing weight. Okay, you know. That's awesome. Okay, so here. So check this out. Okay, so we have a couple like, uh, I don't know, Jason, what one should we give them? We have a lot of good ones. Ah, shit. Um, Oh, shit. Here. Okay. Welcome to Kablarg Motors, proudly serving the U.S., Mediocre automobiles for the last three and a half months, and we're still going. <laughs> Kablarg, Kablarg. When I first heard about Kablarg Motors, I broke down at a taco house somewhere outside of Dallas. I was fortunate enough to get upgraded to a bigger car that smelled like farts at first, but now I only smell burritos, farty burritos. Which is appropriate, because later my farts will smell like burritos. Yeah, you guys smoke weed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know, Um, you bet you do, Panama Red. Here we go. Over the years, Kablarg has. What what were you say? Trump University, maybe. Oh, pretty funny one. Yeah, here you go. At Trump University, we teach success. That's what it's all about, success. Absolutely. Hello, my name is Philip Hyman, Director of Student Relations at Trump University of Gynecology. I help new students who are striving for success on how to grow balls, where to put them, and on what field to play. I am <laughs> Philip Hyman for Trump University. If you're going to achieve anything, you have to take action. And action is what Trump University is all about. But action is just a small part of Trump University. Trump University is about knowledge, about a lot of different things. Above all, it's about how to grab him by the pussy. Hello, my name is Rabda Klitoraz, financial advisor here at university. Whether you wish to enjoy the goodie program or the four-year bandage till the mascara runs master's degree, we got your back, Chief Lika. 
We'll have you singing like you're at Franklin. Your only obligation is a pet, your soul, and a Klondike bar. <laughs> and in return, you will get absolutely no sort of accredential credential whatsoever. But you will be able to wake up every morning and say this, my friend. You'll say this. Good morning. Today, I'm very proud of myself. <laughs> See? It's good. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Creative. Very creative. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. That's nice. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, here, I'll give you one more. Uh, oh. Hey, Jason and I suck at heartfelt shit, but y'all are some bad man pajamas out there. When things feel bleak throughout our week, we think about time and stuff. The positivity from our guests sharing their passions and listener <laughs> interaction has been eye-opening. Time and stuff. When life is a little dry and itchy and you just can't quite bless the rains down in Africa, remember us. Diamond stuff. When you've been rocking and a rolling, rocking and a reeling, but Barbara Ann still won't take your hand. When McDonald's <laughs> decides that you're going to have it their way today. And long after Subway isn't fresh. When you're on Hoth <laughs> and the call comes down that the ATATs have landed and you know it's cold as balls outside, you got to pick yourself up. Go out, climb in that snow speeder, and take down those four-legged bastards. When you get knocked down, get up again. They're never going to keep you down. No matter what the song, put on those red shoes and dance. <laughs> we'll be singing when we're winning. That was my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm yeah, serious. I'm not saying that just because it was you guys, but that was, you can feel you meant that one. You're not just fucking oh, yeah. off. Yeah. Like you're seriously fucking off on that one. That was <laughs> yeah. really cool. <laughs> yeah. We really meant the amount of fuckery. That's it. Yeah. It's good, man. That needs to be whatever. You, that needs to be in part of this. That's pretty cool. Yeah. We, dude, we have, I mean, if you, like here's, here's our soundboard. Yeah. And so we have, these are all things we've made. Then there's that panel. Then there's that panel. Then there's that panel. Jesus. Then then there's that one as well. And we've just made Clips. A, a lot of them. Like, how long have you guys been brothers? Me and him. Friends. Yeah. Birth. <laughs> yeah, we've been friends all our lives. Like, I, we're, we're so our. That's really cool. You guys know that how cool that is. Yeah. I shit, mean, there's there not are. a lot of folks. Huh? Oh shit! Hanging are. on to childhood friends anymore. No. And we, then, let alone. Still being able to get along well, and be we, creative. So that's so really our, fucking our cool. Our parents, man. our parents knew each other right. before we were born. So you really are brothers, like not just we. You really we, are. We had family yeah. friends we really that we we spent time with, you know, and there were sure, you know, living in the same town. We went to different elementary schools. We went to different middle schools, and so like all that stuff. But our families were friends, and by the time we went to high school, we went to the same high school. Oh, yeah. And I so, and then so, and then we were on football team together all there four you years. Go, yeah. You know, team soccer all team years. all four years together. We yeah, played football and soccer for awesome, four years, man. and then we hung out and like you can tell. You know, we walked our senior year together. So <laughs> when the, when the <laughs> seniors right. walk we out, together. we were we were the first, and not only were we the we were the first two of our whole senior class to walk. Uh, and, right and and that was pretty cool. Yeah, I went and, with my guitar player at the time, and we yeah. both wore white suits under our gowns. <laughs> so so here's what's funny is is our entire our entire senior soccer team because we were kind of like weirdly good our junior and oh, senior right. year as a school our soccer what team school? 
Skyview. We went to Skyview, Skyview on the peninsula. Okay. Yeah. And so, you know, we um which which started in like 91, 92. So, okay. Okay. So that as a high school That's why I'm started like, down what? here. Yeah, we were we were we were like the we were like the competing team for so high. Yeah, in, in Soldotna, Kenai Kenai High School was, was down the there. Nikis- Nikiski was down there. So So High was down there, and right. then and then you had uh, then Skyview came in like ninety one, and so we went to that that one, and um, our soccer team was so our whole senior soccer team wore soccer cleats as we walked. Oh, that's <laughs> cool. Man. Oh man, you know, yeah, yeah. No, but we've been we've been bros since then, and then. Living up back in the peninsula, you know, I I always wanted to play music. He was actually in a band with um, a buddy of his, and they played. He he played congas and sang, and his buddy played acoustic guitar and sang, and they were a two piece and sm- the Smash Brothers. Cool. They and they cover shit, and they played they cover songs. They also had some original songs and things like that too. But they would just go around and play nights at a bar, you know, play for four hours and well, I would and definitely just, get the vibe from you guys that you know entertain. You know and so I mean, like, I mean you're in we, love we jammed we jammed at a, so we cool. jammed at a party one night and from the from the time I, I was actually playing acoustic a guitar at the time with them and so it was me and their other guitar player, our buddy Sean and then Jason. And right. we just jammed at a party one night and we're like, man, this is fucking cool. You should come like gig with us. And like they brought me in and I only played a couple it was like one of those things that like we, yeah, it was like, we were kind of like a practicing gigging band kind of thing. Yeah. Like, it yeah. was like kind of off the cuff and just like, no one really cared. Everyone knew the music. Yeah. Um, well, there were cover songs, was all, you know, yeah, but cover songs, popular songs, but, well, at least easy stuff. Them, and, but, 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 but the funny thing was like our Sean, the other guy, he would take like popular pop songs uh-huh. and acoustically rendition them and uh-huh. then we would jam those and he'd make medleys of a bunch of songs and like oh, yeah. it was fun and there was by the time that we were really going they convinced me to start playing bass because they Sean was already a great guitar player he was playing congas and like dude we need to we need low in and so they they convinced me to play bass and by that time we 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 were playing a bunch we had a really good set like we, you know, and we also had like this comedy element to it, and like cool. we invented drinking games for the people, and like <laughs> yeah. they really were, yeah. Well, man, you know, it was almost like a, almost a Cheech and Chong s comedy troupe <laughs> yeah. music show. It was all just fuckery. with this fuckery, dude. Well, you know, well, like, that's cool, man. but it was entertaining. Like, hey, man, there's two types. Of, you go see a band and hear them, or you go see a band and see them. Yeah, true. Yeah, and in that situation, you. You guys probably had to do it out of just to save your own souls. Oh, hundred yeah. percent. Okay, you know what I mean? Like, okay, like we might as well have a little bit of fun yeah. here. Yeah. yeah, you know. Well, but out of that oh, spawned fighting silence. Out of that playing together spawned. Now were that were fighting silence came here. That yes, yeah. fighting silence no was longer? the band. Nope, no longer. Nope. We we moved. And you guys aren't playing together now. Not at the moment. Kind of weird. This is we, the Mick Whitney <laughs> podcast at this moment. <laughs> no, 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 please, take no, over. no, no. So, so we have a gang of music that we've written. That's so. So basically, the drums, he, drums. Yeah, yeah, I can play. Yeah, I play you drums. do whatever in a band right now. You do whatever. Uh, I'm a singer mainly. Really? Uh, yeah. I'm so, a so mainly. when we were in Let Fighting Silence, he was just yeah, yeah. busted. When we were in <laughs> Fighting he, Silence, he, he was the front. I man. have most respect. He was the front man. He was our Brock. yeah. Okay, he was okay. our Brock. Right, right, right. And I'm so, sorry, my memory, brothers. No, 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 no. You're good. No and so, 
And so, you know, we were a four piece. We were basically the like the same thing: bass player, guitar player, drummer. I, I love that man. I mean, yeah. if you're gonna have two guitar players, I'd rather the singer play guitar. Yeah. Or yeah. bass, whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Drums. Whatever. Yeah. I think or, that's really or just cool. be a three piece. Yeah, I I am very partial three piece. Cream's another band. Power trios, yeah, dude. dude. Power well, trios. Well, my band before thirty six was a trio. We were a five piece cover band. Yeah, I used to go. I'll, I'll tell. I'll say that later. No, that, that that's later. that's what Fighting that's, Silence was was a five piece cover band until we moved. And, well, well, we well the Smash Brothers, the rendition of the Smash Brothers was a five piece cover band, and then we're like, hey, we have a bunch of originals we're writing that are actually pretty good, and so why don't we like make a a band that's not a cover band and rename ourselves and play these originals that we're writing yeah, that, that are actually it. pretty good, right? And so. Through that, everything progressed. We we ended up being fighting silence. We ended up being a four piece, moving down here, and having a really good string of luck, string of shows. We opened a, a stop of the artery tour for Chimera when they were touring. Awesome. You know, like we we were doing having a pretty good string of shows, and our original guitar player, <laughs> who just didn't want to do what we were doing. And moved back to Alaska. And so then we were guitar playerless. And that just was kind of the downgrade of Fighting right. Silence at that at that version of right, it. Right, right. You know? But we ended up getting another guitar player from Alaska who was a buddy of ours, but much younger. And his brother. Yeah, yeah, buddy. And then um, his, his brother, who's a drummer uh-huh. at that time. And so then we started a new Fighting Silence, which was like a full-on prog band. Cool. And and actually that Which top that, for... that top whiteboard is still all that music. a concept album we were writing. We had five songs, you know, one song was fifteen minutes long, right. a couple <laughs> yeah. songs were seven, eight Epic. minutes long, a bunch of moving I parts. Love that shit, and though, we have man. we have all that music still. And now me and him play all of that music on bass and him on drums. Right. And so we're kind of at a moment where like fighting silence is still this thing that me and him share with the music. That we would like to continue if we found a guitar player. Awesome. Well, or just keep that attitude, and you will, you know, man. But in the meantime, someday. in the meantime, we're both also gigging musicians in our own bands. Well, would you and, really love the music you created under entity? You know, I don't know if people come to realization until they get older, but you know, like you know, when, when we play in thirty six, the reason that happens on stage is because thirty six is his own deal. Like it's not just Mick, Brock, Stephen, no, Hull, you no, know, yeah, Kyle, no. uh, Thomas. It's 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 its own life yeah yeah it's yeah it's on it force well that's why you guys you guys love that music you have a connection to it and together you are fighting silence yeah. so it means something well and right the, the funny it's thing not is, just a bunch of dudes put together to play some band music to, to make money it's yeah. or to whatever it's, well it's, and this is a translation for that because we get to take our creative juices and then turn them and broaden them out into so much more than what the essence of what we feel the one singular thing as our band needs to be. We, if we want to make something, nice. if we want to, if we want to make a country something, or we want to make a rap something, or we want to make just a funny, you know, all those other creative outlets we can do with this podcast, and that's like that's where oh, we man. put our friendship and the funny things that only me and him find funny as well, a I'll brain, tell you what we do we man. you you switch to guitar i'll play bass and we'll do some fighting silence <laughs> all right <laughs> there it is well <laughs> that's an right. idea isn't it 
You yeah. never know, man. Oh, we love never the know, shoes man. and stuff. I would, it's cool. Yeah, I just like to play music, you know. Mm-hmm. I, That's it. You know, really, I mean, it uh, it saves me. It saves me a lot. It's, it helps me climb a ladder to paint houses. Do you play bass every day? Pretty much. Even if I dink around for a couple minutes, if you can yeah. count that. You pick, you know what you I mean? pick, it, you pick it up I pick, almost I, every day? I will hold it at least. You know, and there are days, obviously, you don't touch okay. it, you know, but yep. I, I'm, I am always, uh, I love to get baked and play, man, uh, bass, like yeah. not just play, yeah. I, I obviously play too, but yeah, it's it just, I don't know, man, it's freeing, I don't think about it, I'm just playing, and all of a sudden you hear something, you're like, oh, that's pretty fucking cool, yeah. and I mean, and it's, I mean, I have, uh, I love that. I have uh <laughs> you turn into such a different person uh, with those glasses. Uh, <laughs> right, right, right. You, you just right. transform before uh, my eyes, man. That's, I love it. I uh, love that, man. Uh, well, uh, you know, man, out. I hit 40 yeah. and people were going, "Look at this picture." And I was going, "Okay, there we go." Yeah. I'm backing it up 4 feet or uh, whatever that is, my arm yeah. length. But so yeah, and, and the whack thing about it is is and we can get into this later if you want was we should get into some spiritual we shit should. later, but I, I, okay. The more I use these glasses, the worse it gets. So oh, yeah. when I struggle to see if uh, I will consistently do that, I notice that it does get a little better. Like it, it's not quite in focus and I'm not reading the back of no CD case, but anyways, back to what I'm getting on my phone. It's like, I got all these like based Italy's and that's what it yeah, is. It's just yeah. going home and, and what's this one? Yeah. So oh, yeah. you know, I do, I'll be playing, be playing I do something. That. I do that shit all the time. I do that shit all the time. You know, <laughs> I mean, I've had. Where is it at? So here, I gotta, I gotta share this. This is a song, and the recording is not the best. But this is a song my daughter and I wrote. So I had this little melody, and she come in and start humming this, humming a melody over it. So we wrote down words together. And. That's metal as fuck. <laughs> minor third. Oh man. Go anyways, you know. Third. Yeah, uh, buddy. Anyways, so that yeah, I play and thank God to the phone. <laughs> I can remember some stuff if I'm ah. quick enough to be like, oh, get your phone, dickhead. So, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Isn't that, that the one awesome. great thing about technology? Yeah. I, yeah. I think back to so many riffs I had that I wish I would like. Well, I mean, not to, it not, I'm not blaming easy. weed, but as a stoner, like, you know, oh, I, I yeah. feel I get stoned and I'm into the riff. Yeah. yeah. And not that I have to be stoned to be in the riff, that's not what I mean, but. You're just stoned. You're in the riff. I, mean, well, I don't know yeah. how to explain it, you know, you and, can, you, you and then you're like, oh, that's so cool. And then I go back to play it again. And it's not exactly the same. It's not I'm close. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Not, no, sorry. You're good. You're good. You're good. That's that was just great. Yeah. You're close, but you know, it's not it's not the same. So to have that technology is definitely the problem with 
the and we could go on to this later too because i know you want to go back to high school and shit but i just want <laughs> technology and spiritual growth are very unbalanced and yeah, yeah all it spells is disaster oh and, i completely and, agree. And, and we need to really and it, it starts right here yeah uh we really need to balance that out as a humanity yeah that's why we try and do everything as analog as we can other than actually having to put it on the to internet, use like, the technology, I think is not a bad thing, man. I mean, yeah. it's yeah. inevitable for us to become attached to technology. The 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 morphous of you know tissue and technology is inevitable. It's probably, you know, you damn well know it's already happening. You know, yeah. you know, Amazon Skynet. I mean, I can, you know, I mean yeah. like you know, I mean, okay, really. I gotta say, I can, you listen to Rogan. Uh, you listen to Rogan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, even um, beyond that, you can oh, watch yeah. this oh, yeah. normal news, and if you're wise enough to to try and not believe everything you're hearing and seeing, and look yeah, between no the shit. lines. I mean, a perfect example. Okay, years ago, I, I was watching. I love PBS, and I was watching. I love PBS too, man. Watching I was the news hour, and there was this, I don't know, minute, minute, two minute clip of a report that worldwide these scientists got together and came out. Shit. Did you guys see that? Motherfucking tab fell right in the goddamn beer. <laughs> uh, Don't choke on uh, it. Right? That's old school. Don't drop your thing in there. Anyways, uh, sugar, they wanted to have the government put sugar on the narcotics yeah. and treat it like a narcotic. Yeah. So that that was a, you know, blah, 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 scientists, blah, 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 narcotics, sugar, you know, and that was it. And they went on to something else and never heard about it again. <laughs> wow like uh sugar industry wiped it out well just huge. just but you know even beyond that like that's a real thing so that's a real problem all right sugar is in too much shit yeah and you have these educated humans that we don't celebrate anymore uh you know pop stars that have a clothing line and fuck on tv get more popularity and more respect than a man that is telling you if you want to live longer and and do the things fuck on tv longer and do more things longer you should not eat so much sugar like you know this is it's so fucking ass backwards it is it is it 100 percent is well well they've (laughs) we've seen a we've seen a degradation of um trustful news sources well our whole journalist uh 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 culture has just been shit on I mean, yeah. those are the people that we're supposed to trust. They're the whistleblowers. You know, a reporter and a journalist, they're supposed to go in, have, and we're supposed to be able to believe them, that they have enough integrity to be reporting the truth on whatever it is. Clicks right. make the money. Well, exactly. it's, it's, it's just Click sucks, man. It's, it's it sucks. Yeah. Dude, money is the root of all evil. Yeah. I mean, it really is. You know, if you don't... Huh, it, it just... We're supposed to be able to believe a, a news report, yeah. Because in the yeah. day there is none of this, no technology. I can't get it instant. Something that happened over in Europe, I'm going to hear about the next day, next week. Yeah. You know, when I first moved to Alaska, man, you know, we got TV shows a week after Washington State did. Yeah, yeah. And it was yeah. they got something so longer after the East Coast did. Yeah, you know, like it was that delayed. Yeah. yeah. Johnny, you know, and, and John, now Johnny, and every, Johnny Carson would be there, and then a week later there, and right? Then a week later, we there. would see like yeah. you, you know, it would. Uh, and yeah. The fact that people assume that the instant stuff is a right, and not 
something to be thankful about. A privilege. Right. Yeah, and not oh, yeah. taken for granted, and at the same time, not abused. I mean, I fight my kid, stay the fuck off the phone. She has to earn her time on the phone. Damn right. And not oh, that yeah. we're not human and like, yeah, whatever, get on it for now. But like, you know, yeah. we have, you know, there's an app where you monitor like everything she does and she doesn't have service. So it's a Wi-Fi thing only. So then you regulate that, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. it's just, uh, it's it's such, it's so weird because it's such a part of their lives. Like they, they don't know a time. You know, they look at a rotary phone and go, what the fuck is that? <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, I mean, you know, and that's yeah. uh, the, the imbalance of. Yeah, I feel I feel very lucky to have grown up for most of my childhood without the internet well even just being in alaska yeah, yeah. i yeah. mean you know goddamn well your folks were like get the fuck outside right there oh, i, I was i was a latchkey <laughs> kid i was I a latchkey kid especially you guys growing up peninsula we yes. oh yeah oh yeah so yes. so that's the thing is is i grew up i you know you reach down deep i, grew uh, up, I don't care i grew up cause, <laughs> cause, because you know the peninsula pretty well i know well you know what's funny man is uh growing up i didn't when we went fishing and stuff, Dad and I went to like the little Sioux, Montana Creek. We would go down. We went to Seward. Yeah. Never yeah. went down to Kenai much or Soldotna. Gotcha. Joined 36. Yeah. I mean, Kenai all the fucking time. And then when I left the band in 08, I worked for uh, Emerald, Alaska, which is a- Oh, yeah. 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 I worked for I them out of Kenai yep. through a buddy. Gotcha. Spent uh, like five months, most of it in Kenai. Yeah, I got good, good friends in so Kenai I now, up, and I love the Kenai. Like, if if I get a choice to, let me rephrase that. When I get a choice to buy some land, I really want to, yeah, buy something in the peninsula yeah. if there's possible. Yeah. I I grew up in Kasilov. Yeah, I was born and raised in Kasilov, dude. And so, down there, like, do you know the Petries? Uh, yeah, cool. I just talked to Rob the other day. Okay, very cool. Yeah, we might be moving to Oregon. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that was uh, Kasilov kin. My mom, my mom and dad were big, big, big. Yeah. They, they knew a lot yeah, of people yeah. as as just being musicians. My mom was in a lot of bands, and she managed the VFW in Soldatna for a lot uh, of years. You're deep, you guys are and, deep. I like and, this. Oh, see, now, oh see, yeah, you know, oh, yeah. I've got to meet that. You know what I mean? Like being in, being with Steve, especially. Oh yeah. You know, you know. But but Ben. Player, but player, but, but you know, my my mom my mom ran bartended the old night watch oh in, shit okay in soldatna when the night watch was still the night watch okay well i might have spent i you know, probably served me i mean i did go down to Plinson and see charlie's and shit oh you know yeah oh so, yeah my dad played charlie's some his four, dad played charlie's some 4 a.m runs yeah no Oof. but but you know back back in that day my mom was bartending the night watch uh, man and so man. and so that's like the and and playing music there on the weekends you know they were yeah. both but so yeah i don't i don't know where I was going with that. Can I hit that? Oh yeah. You can if there was something in it. Help with that. Okay, should we go back to the story? Oh yes. Okay, so you the get, tragedy. Everybody happens. listening better keep the fuck up. That's all yeah. I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> right. Tragedy happens. Sticky notes. What ha- what brought you back to Alaska? Oh, you want to go back to high school? Well, we I want to go beyond there, because like, that goes goes high school, Hollywood. Then we can to how lead you up, get, lead up how into how I got into thirty six. Thirty six. Yeah. Yeah. Go. Do you want everything? I, I just kind of want to know. Well, you, you are you've already talked about kind of you going to Hollywood, you playing a little oh, bit of dude, music. I didn't there. tell you, you nothing. All right, go <laughs> for it. Go for it. Just let us go, man. Okay, go. so I'm ex- I'm okay. So it's my senior year in high school. Uh, 
really committed to playing it. Let me back up. So a year before, saw Star Wars. We'll go way back. I'm gonna take you back. Sorry, saw Star Wars. <laughs> okay, saw Star Wars. Got had some friends. We used to play D and D. We were those kind of kids. Nice. Uh, I wanted to be a pilot. I wanted to fly. And after I saw Star Wars, we got together. We had the idea we would take, become a pilot, jet fighter pilots, astronauts, stay together as bros, buy used rocket engines. At that time, the technology should be better. We can modify. We can make the Millennium Falcon. So we got plans to make the Millennium Falcon. Okay, we're in like fourth, fifth grade. Right? Holy shit! Yeah. So this idea with these two friends, they were brothers. Sticks with me through high school. When I go into my ninth grade to get my planner, I I make my four year planner out to get into the Air Force Academy because I'm going to become a pilot and I'm going to become an astronaut. I had ear problems as a kid, lots of ear surgeries, young. I, for some reason, went to the doctor. Whatever doctors asking me about school and stuff, I'm telling them about all the, uh, the plans to go into the Air Force. He's like, "You'll never be able to fly, man." I'm like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Dude, you lose your hearing, your ears, no." Nope. So that for me, I never told anybody that. That for me was the transition where the only thing I had is music because I was playing music. I was doing orchestra and stuff, right? Yeah. And so I'm like, right. what am I got? Ninth grade? What is that? 14, 13, maybe? Sure. Right? 13, yeah. So, and right after that, I discovered guitar, blah, blah, blah. So now we're up to senior year. I'm fully committed into like, this is what I want to do. I want to play in a band. There was Boom. a point in high school where I played in two bands. I played in a band called Love Drive. That was Love Drive. Love Drive oh, after the Scorpions. Classic. After the Scorpions. That, yeah. that band, I played in a band called Love Drive, which was made up of like this star football player uh, who is actually a great singer songwriter now. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Sean LaRose. I, I don't know if you want me to mention his name, but please. Uh, and then uh, a guy, Mike Mendoza, played guitar. And I actually saw Mike later in 36. We played San Diego. He lived there at the time. Dude looked exactly the same as from high school. It's crazy. And then uh, uh, Greg played uh, drums. And I met and him again go- in Fairbanks. You- he lives in Fairbanks now. Just recently, the last time I played Fairbanks, he oh, came out. I didn't shit. even recognize him. You said man. you're going to service at this time. Yeah, these are all service guys. Gotcha. And uh, so that band played like, you know, we did like Dio and Motley Crue and you know stuff like this and uh, uh billy idol uh and then i played another band at the same time called vengeance and this band was made up of uh you know the the outsiders the <laughs> yeah. the, the, the long hairs and vengeance. and we did like iron maiden well motley crew at the time acdc metallica we did stuff like that and uh <laughs> so but love drive was the first band to play service in the auditorium in front of the whole school, which was like at those days, that was like two thousand kids, uh, in like five years. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, man. Yeah. We did. Uh, what did we do? We did like smoking in the boys' room, rainbow in the dark, and uh, running with the devil. And then, yeah. we, and then, yeah. <laughs> and then we we and played so a hall. You're playing bass. I'm playing bass. Yeah, I had, oh, I, had, I, love I, had I had the Jackson. Yeah, I love that running with the devil bass. Yeah, line, man. Oh, dude, Holy Michael shit. Anthony's the shit, dude. Yes, that fucking is. Eddie's a yes, dumbass. Get rid of him, man. Yeah. There's another guy. That's okay. another guy. There's I can't no, forget yeah, Michael Anthony. Michael Anthony. Manhattan was sure. a huge deal for me. I love Women and Children First and A Fair Warning. Yeah. Amazing albums. Anyways, uh, so yeah, so it was in those bands. And then I met uh, this guy, uh, my buddy Mark, and a couple of the guys. Oh, he was in the band Vengeance. And uh, we kind of got together with my best friend at the time who sang. And uh, we were going to uh, start a band called Wasted Lace. 
And uh, we had plans to move to Hollywood, and Mark and I went to MI. We got accepted into MI. I got wow. a, I was a bowler at the time as well. Got a bowling scholarship for two thousand. Bowling, yeah, yeah. I bowled oh. from like five years old on. I took state in oh. my age in eighty two. How many? Th- how many? How Holy many three hundred games have you bowled? Uh, my highest two seventy six. Oh, you never bowled a three hundred no, game? Eight no. strikes in a row. Eight. Two seventy six. Yeah, I love that bowling. Yeah. Dude, you have to come bowling with us because we let's go out. We're, we're terrible. Let's we go out kick our ass. <laughs> no, yeah. I'll tell you. Not tonight. Not <laughs> tonight. But I oh, fuck, dude, when I was gotta go when I was though. in college. Kyle is badass. When really? I was when straight I, ball dead on every time. When I was in Holy college. Shit. When I when I was in college. All right. I moved to Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona, right out of high school from Soldatna to uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Wow. And grew Cult. up grew up down the street from this little strip mall that had a Circle K. A tattoo parlor and a bowling alley, Sweet. and That's I met I and I met the my a buddy I went to college with. His roommate, I went to a, a automotive school. I learned how I'm a mechanic. I'm I just touch. I think me, we need to talk about that later. I just touch mechanical things and and can fix. You, you can fix minivans. I've done. I've 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 rebuilt more of those than. I just spent twenty two hundred dollars on my transmission. Ouch. I need help with my engine. Later. Okay. Okay. We'll talk about it later. Okay. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> I. I need to put so, this out, brothers. So I had a buddy, whose roommate worked at the bowling alley, and he was a bowler, Dude. and he was a freak. And so because of that connection. I got free shoe rentals and fifty dollars, fifty cent games. Awesome. Dude. And so I would just I get can't off. Believe of, what it is to bowl now. I know. I would just get off work, go in there. Spend four bucks and be there for five hours, dude. Brother, spend I, four bucks and 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 now, I I never learned to bowl with a thumb. That's how Steve bowls in the hole. I I, I have my thumb outside the hole. Yep, yep. And so I know it's not like PDGA. Perf- I cannot bowl the way I bowl. That's how Steve bowls. No thumb. He rests it like almost in his forearm. Uh. I just uh, my hands curve. so big. In the last my hands year, so I bowl thumb in now yeah. because I know and I fucking just I, know I someone's gonna ask me to go bowling and I bowl give like this if I get my choice. And the problem yeah. with the new bowling eyes for me is all the general balls, <sighs> like the old school. There was all like leftovers, right? You yeah. know, so you got distance in your hand width, right? Mm. And that's the big deal. So yeah. like mine, I like it like to here semi tip, not to the yeah. knuckle, just a little bit up, and you have to have it fully thing. And I stand, you go. It's either two or three dots to the left and two boards over, and I'm throwing a second arrow in from the right. And that, when I get it right, that ball goes, and it goes right into the pocket. And when yeah. I was a kid, man, my dad was like, recognize this shit. And he, remember, I don't know, and you know Anchorage at all? Oh, yeah. Okay, Park Lanes used to be Mountain Dew. Oh, sure. That's, I bowled Park Lanes as Okay, a kid, that's where yeah. I bowled. And, okay. and like, that's dude, yeah. I got lessons. Like, I bowled in the Saturday morning league, kids league, right? Nice. And this guy recognized, he's like, and he talked to my dad, and also my dad's like, we got ready to leave. And he's like, nope, hang on, you're not done. Don't this take your shoes off. And I'm like, what? And he's like, and this guy, it wasn't about strikes. He set up, They he had the guy back there setting up different scenarios of spares. So I learned how to throw a cross lane to the 10 pin. I learned how to pick up, like, what to do for splits. I learned, like, four sleepers, sixes, sleepers, what, sleepers, uh, you know, the threes whatever like this is what we did and and that went on for quite a while like 
you know, I mean, I, I don't know. My dad, Later in life, my dad got pissed at me because I didn't become a bowler. Like, he was like, you could have made so much money. What the hell is wrong with you? You know, like, yeah. yeah well, and at the time, as a kid, I was obsessed with playing music, you guys. Honestly. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean. Totally. I, I would have. You're talking. Uh, no, you're yeah, fine. Yeah, you're yeah, talking. You're talking you. to two kids who have been <laughs> yeah, obsessed just, with music since we yeah. could. For yeah. my senior. Okay, here. My senior talent show. We we are not senior talent, but it kind of was a talent show. Like there was a senior, like like. Flying every, high again, Turbo Lover, and something else at my talent show. Service. So there was so so for in at Skyview every year they do a talent show, like a school wide talent show. Anybody can get up and do it. Me and my brother for my senior year, he's he was a sophomore, I was a senior. We got up and on one of the live DVDs of Metallica, God, it was good. It was it was it was Metallica Cunning Stunts. The it was it was that was the name of their their live DVD. They put on it a show in like Texas or something, right. and they they formed a live DVD out of it. It was Metallica Cunning Stunts, and in that thing, sorry, James Hetfield or I mean sorry, Kirk Hammett and um, Jason Newstead do this fucking solo bass thing guitar bass thing together where they do a medley a little jam between three or four of their songs no words just guitar and bass and Dude. for my and and me and my brother saw that we'd watched all, every fucking thing ever that they did religiously and <laughs> yeah they're like metallica fucking like yeah and, and, and so and so and so we're like we have to fucking learn this and so me and him we realized it was like okay this is like four songs intros to so, four of their songs and so we learned it my brother was on bass i was on guitar and that was our fucking senior talent show thing that like that's music like him and his sister have been singing forever they're all singers his entire family singers his dad's a fucking cool man. his dad's a singer and guitar player his fucking dad's one stud. of the his dad is like you're a stud my dad's a stud he, I don't think man. I'm a stud. <laughs> My dad Brother, stud. I've seen stud. He, you have stud all over you. He can sing and play drums. <laughs> he sings and plays drums at the same time. Fuck you. You're a dick now. <laughs> <laughs> he sings no, and plays man, drums. No, man. That's like we were talking about earlier about singing, man. And the cool thing is, man, like. I just love singing, man. I, I mean. Well, he, okay. That's is. what I'm talking about. I just love to do it, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. 100%. We should so I do, seriously so I do play lot, some music before I you leave. Know? When you love something, you just do it a lot, and then you know, dude, I'm, I'm playing bass. Yeah, exactly, man. I, I mean, mean, really, I mean, because I really, it just makes sense. It's what makes you happy. I've said it in many interviews that I've been fortunate enough to give and been asked to give, rather, and and I just really, it comes down to okay. I just you had, love you had, to play bass. You go in oh, circle, sorry. bro. Yeah, my bad. I, oh. and, uh, I, I mean, I really, I just love that sound. That yeah. I mean. And the dynamic of rhythm with the drums, right? Building off of it's that. It's a combination of drum. It's a combination of kick drum, toms, and and the guitar. I mean, when Steve and I go, no, that should punch you in the face. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, you feel the kick and the sonic from us together should be absolutely amazing. And be like, and even if you don't like the music, you should be able to Mick, recognize like Mick. the sonic's muscle. Hey. <laughs> You guys playing Bloodwork live for the first time I watched it play. I know you hate that song. I don't hate it. You know, come on. <laughs> I know that's your song. But but sure for me, as a kid, paranoid. as a kid, I have to tell you, live watching that hap is sonic, in that moment at that age. At that age, in that moment, is sonically impressive. <laughs> oh, you're just. I'm telling you. <laughs> 
That's real. I want everybody to get that. That's real. Uh, you, every you, time I, you've, you've I it's touched, humbling. You've humbling, touched, man. You've touched me humbling. for a long time oh. in the in the best of ways. Well, when you got something like you're packing, it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no, oh, man. Look, I, I I can say nothing but, more but, than how humbling. I mean, that is. I mean, really, no. To that, to have a bass player. Bass players a lot of times get overlooked in heavy music. Yes, they do. And I don't give a shit that they do. It really doesn't bother me. It really doesn't. Because the people that know, know, and that that's the most important thing. I'm blessed to play with a guitar player, let alone my drummer but and a singer, but my guitar player knows the importance of bass. He knows that he doesn't get the sound as huge unless I'm standing Everybody behind him. Everybody in the band knows. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> that's so, for sure. So, you know, so to have that alone is awesome. To have strangers that become brothers let alone just be people that say you know i play i went to south fucking africa guys and yeah. had a bass player yeah the the promoter said hey man, i got a buddy i need you to go meet and i roll over and i'm like oh who's this guy and he's like oh he's a bass player he plays bass because of you i'm like what and he i roll up and i he's at a table like this and i come up like over here and hey so and so I want to introduce you to Mick, and he turns, right? He's having beers with his bros and his girl, and he turns, and he and like he, woof, like he goes white on me, and he stands up, and he's like, and he's shaking, and I'm like, I just, I just grabbed his hand and hugged him. Uh, nice to meet dude, you, brother. Man. You know, like just relax. I wipe my yeah. ass. You're good. Yeah. Uh, you know, and he's like, dude, I can't believe. I'm like, hey, what's up? Yeah. You know, it's cool. Yeah. I'm like, you play bass. He's like, dude, I play bass because of you, man. And I'm like, in South fucking Africa, you play bass because of me? Mm. You know? I mean, the, come on. There's a reason you guys insane. went yeah. there. There's a reason you went there, dude. Well, yeah. I How mean, does that I mean, make you feel to know that your music has touched that many? Like, do you, does it, does it scare, does it keep you awake sometimes? No, man. No, no. Are you humble away. with it? Are you humble Very with it? much, man. I ain't shit without, you can't go nowhere without people listening to it and getting connected. Yeah, and the man. fact is, there ain't 36 fans without being 36 fans, okay? You know, I mean, we might That's not. That's for real. You know, I mean, we're not maybe selling out Wimbledon, but we can definitely go play places and, and guarantee that those two to thousand people that show up will love us yeah and they will and they know that we're the type of band that we're not going to give a shit how few or many are there it's going to be the same oh, gig yeah. and we're going to play our hearts out and you know and that's that's what you get yeah and so what we get in return has been amazing and i cannot be more humbled by that i mean i've had kids come up to me and be like you know your song saved my life. I tried to kill myself. I've come from a bad family, but you know, and and they and they Man. this terrible story, and and you're just like, wow. what? Like, and they're like, yeah, the lyric, and they're talking to, and I'm like, and they're talking about lyrics, you know, and stuff, and I'm like, they're like, no, I, you know, I know who you are, you know, I'm like, okay, you know, and <laughs> and you know, because you know, you know, that should be if the lyric is the one that really re resonates, they should be talking to Brock. I mean, Dude, you know, yeah, but at the same yeah. time, like, no, I'm here to listen, and you know, and you have to take those timeouts. I mean, I've, you know, come close to missing bus call listening to a fan talk about what 36 has done for them because <laughs> it doesn't matter how annoying or something it might get, like that's owed. And that needs to be owed and paid back for real. 
Okay. If I'm not really feeling that and I can't really give them the reception and the listening they need, I need to have the balls to be like, I got to go, man. Yeah. Right. Thank you for that. Yeah. Yep. I, I really do. I mean, I mean, that's, that's wow. just it. Wow. You, you know, you, you, you must, you, you must <laughs> listen. You must, and uh, you know, people, people talk to each other and, and before you can finish your sentence, they're already thinking of the reply. So that's the key is to shut that shit off. Yeah. Yeah. Not that I'm not, I'm not, I don't mean to speak like I'm perfect. I don't, I do the same thing, but I'm just saying, I want one of those. I'm just saying, uh, I've learned that lesson a lot listening to, uh, people from 36 who say shit like that. And it's always humbling. It's, it makes me play harder. I mean, I've I told you, some I, people that have talked like before gigs say, you know, or I mean, cause we'll go out and, Get a beer. Just, I mean, I'll be honest. I've met a lot of stoners right. in the parking lot, man. You know, you, exactly. you know, and and I'd be, and they tell me something like, that. "I'm yeah. like, I'm playing for you tonight." Okay, and that so, those yeah. little words, like they're like, dude, thank you, made their day, dude. If it not made longer. my day when just by you letting me use your fucking app made my fucking life. I, I still for talk about it to this day. Dude, <laughs> every time, every time. Here's here's what's great for me, and this is like such a humbling moment because I I feel like I have the privilege to go. Yeah, the 36 guys are my friends. Totally. I, fe- I feel like I have that privilege, right? Oh, yeah. And in this solidifies it even more having Kyle here, having Steve here. That's for like, you know, but and I go, dude, yeah, Mick even let me use his amp one time. <laughs> <laughs> like like I I say that to yeah. people still yeah, today. Yeah. Like, you know, Snowcapped that album came out 2003, 2004. Right. You know, I'm a junior in high school. Jesus, man. I'm in my and, 30s. Yeah. Yeah. You're me now. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're us now. You right? know, right? You, right? But, you know what? But, 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 dude, I want to tell you, you're talking about those people telling you that stuff. If I would have had the chance then to say it to you, to your face, I would have. No. Because, because, because. High school sucks for almost all kids. At some point in time, there's some form of right. reje- there's yeah. some form of rejection that every fucking high schooler feels from somebody, no matter what. Well, yeah, it's all for us. You're growing up. Especially, every, everything is especially than if it you're is, you know? especially if you're somebody who's different than most of the other fucking kids. Oh, dude, I, 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 I wore huskies. You know, I was quiet. Yeah, you know, spent my ninth and tenth grades in the library. Yeah. During lunch and I, shit. I was a band kid. I hung down uh, in the fucking hallways of the band kid. The best <laughs> thing, the best thing though, because I was an orchestra player. So when I was in uh, my senior year, my junior year in the middle of the semester, so the second semester after the second semester, I I quit playing orchestra. I quit playing violin. I was playing bass at that time. Yeah. Uh, I was. I remember being at the stand holding my violin with the Vince Neil. You know, leather chain, leather chain up on the bicep, and then a gauntlet <laughs> yeah. on my right arm. You know, and like cut violin. off, like I got on now. Uh, Playing yeah. right now, like you know, maybe I'm done with this. You know what I mean? I just yeah. I wasn't into it. I wasn't practicing at home anymore. You know, like six months of not practicing uh. and falling, going from like second stand to like all the way to the back. Uh. Let me and, and my art teacher really not giving a shit. Like just seeing the change, and uh. then the choir teacher for the second semester offered. A guitar class so i went to my teacher and was like what about can i bring my bass in <laughs> and she's like well what do you mean i have an electric bass and so they let me do that 
instead of That's guitar. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm a, in this room of guitar players, the only bass player. So that's what that we did. In fact, banned. my 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 guitar player uh, Mike Mendoza from Love Drive, we really connected, and uh, he was in the class too. In fact, for our senior final, we learned uh, "Don't Talk to Strangers" by Dio. Oh fuck yeah! And we played right. we we played that song as an original for in front of our teacher because she didn't know it. Oh yeah! Uh, and you had to go up in her office and play in front a, of an original. Yeah. You had to make an original, and we did that together. <laughs> that's awesome i love that we, i love we that. aced the class but uh <laughs> have you ever have you ever told anybody that before mm, i don't know <laughs> Dude, but did you just uh, let out a fucking little I, secret i may have let a secret out but, oh, Mick. but hey, uh, let's cheers uh, oh, let's, dude. Let's but cheers what was cool about those days too was like that's i spent my days amazing. with that guitar player or, or other guitar player other band we would you could sign in to like practice rooms and there was not like a drum set and shit, but there was, you could bring your guitar. I mean, we would just yeah. sit in there yeah. during lunch. And we had practice rooms. We would bring school. lunch from home. I mean, in those days too, man, I would run home and we would get stoned and play. Yeah. You know, and yeah. then go back to school. Yep. That was us. Four years of high school in those little fucking soundproof rooms. Oh, yeah. It was the best, man. I, I, Grinding. I started playing violin in the fourth grade, and my daughter has had no opportunity to play music other than a weekly music thing that is on like a f- those fucking flutes or whatever the fuck they're called, a recorder, or whatever. Oh, gotcha. That's it. It's it's fucking dumb, man. There's no by, support by, for by, that. By. It's the same. It's the same diss as what we were talking about earlier with not respecting our scientists as rock stars. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. it's it's a uh, you know uh, uh, old people and young people shouldn't be worrying about too much shit. They, yeah, damn right. Well, and the stuff that they need to worry about should be the things that they actually need to well, worry about. Well, if you educate about. people, you have a better society. Bottom line. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how the society's going to go, and everybody's not going to agree. Well, there's a problem. But you're going to have educated people that probably don't want to blow each other up too much, and if they do want to, they're probably going to make something that's going to be hard to stop. I, I mean, you know, either way, you get a better... There's, there's <laughs> I a, mean, there's know, a there's problem that people think the earth is fucking flat. Right yeah, now. what the fuck? That it's actually can, real. There's a fucking problem. There, but 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 that demonstrates. Can I roll a swim? Yeah, you can do oh, whatever yeah. you want. Are you sure? Here, yeah, yeah, dude, do do what you want. What? And then here, hold on. I need to pee again. Oh, you Let, son of a bitch! I'm gonna pause. I know I'm a fucking. You need pussy. a urinal in here, you guys. I we do. do. Just a urinal with a um, curtain. Oh you know man, I mean? we just need to fucking drill a hole. In, you're gonna no, no, no. In the like a pro right urinal, man. You know, flush, <laughs> no smell, the whole deal. <laughs> all right, you're gonna all right. you're gonna pick Plumbing. another album. Okay, okay. <clears throat> you're gonna pick another album. I'm gonna go Dude, pee. We're are gonna you guys pause. Ready to, this is so much fun. And then, thank <laughs> you. I just want to say thank you. Talk about being humbled. Thank you for real. This oh, is man. really fun. I've been cool. waiting this for this great. for a long time. This has been oh, I've been I get a look at that board. Yeah, <laughs> like we write your name up there. Uh, like you have you uh, scheduled out Bear thirty six CF. Look at that right where, there. There's June, the, July sixth. Uh, ah, right there. Yeah, yes, right under the right big on. stickered name. You'll have to ask like, me when we come back how I got that nickname. That's a good Bear. One. Yeah, cool. All right, we will. It's not what you think. Well, we're gonna take another little pee break. Uh, spliffs are coming, beers are coming, and more stories from the fucking. Raddest dude. We also have to talk uh, about yeah. Star Wars. Oh, we have so many things to talk about. Oh, oh we can, we're, dude, we 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 probably need to like make a list, and well, then we we'll could go down the list too. Which oh, we're gonna have question time. Yeah, question time is gonna come, and we question have a whole time. segment. All we right. got all kinds question of time. We have lots. I'm of so stoked. <laughs> all right, all right. We're gonna be right back, everybody. Talking on the podcast. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Here, I got. And I got some. <laughs> yeah. Here, here's a good sure. sound for you. Do you recognize this? Welcome to Rydell High. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> so the third deal. And every time oh, really? I'm outside smoking a spliff, I, he goes, ding, 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 ding. I'm like, and I say out loud, welcome to Rydell High. <laughs> Maybe you got to be there, but it's pretty funny in my head. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. That's oh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll be right That's back. That's awesome. <laughs> That's fucking greatest. Go. So, so buddy has Chris my here. buddy Chris from who texts for us overseas, he, he's, he loves Star Wars too, and he had this cart like trivia game, like a Star Wars trivia game, right? Uh-huh. And, you know, there's a certain way to play it, but we wouldn't play it. We would just like go through it, be like, oh, you know, oh, 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 okay. And we'd ask questions. Well, you know, everybody else would go to the bar. <laughs> well, we would roll back, you know, you do the show, have your day, do the show, back up the gear. Everybody goes to the bar. Chris and I go back to the, the bus. Overseas, we were fortunate enough to have a bus with, with the split of yeah. another band. Anyways, uh, so <laughs> to play the fucking Star Wars game, you fucking, you know, fucking. Have a beer, <laughs> fucking smoke a slip, and sit down and ask each other trivia questions about Star Wars. Like, <laughs> rock and roll yeah. lifestyle, baby. I tell you what. Badass. <laughs> That's awesome. And then, so then we get, to, you know, people come back to the bus and catch us doing this, and then they want to get catch involved. Oh, they, yeah. You know, and they want to get involved. Hell so then, yeah. So then you start, and then you find out, oh, you know that much about Star Wars? Somebody else, right? And then it comes down, but it, it came yeah. down to, I won. Uh, but it was a close heat well i I can't remember why so so i don't always win at those kind of games but i wanted uh, that one so the biggest there are there are i met this guy in australia Uh, okay so that's our australia trip we just came back from two three months ago uh i met this guy uh, he uh flesh flash art flash heart is on instagram it's photographer for bands and stuff he's a star wars nut too but he's into the cosplay, like he goes deep, right? And you know, and he like you know, even dressing up his kids, and he has this like Darth Maul costume he puts on with the yellow. He's yellow and black, though. I mean, oh, dude, way more than. I mean, I cannot. I mean, you know, I'm not. I might sound like this huge fucking super geek, but I'm not even close to most people that are in Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, right. you know, so, I just love it, and I've read some books. But this dude, and let me, I'll finish this work. So he's part of this worldwide troop. I love it, right? Like they have patches and shit, like Uh a stormtrooper troop. And he gave me one of the patches. And then he gave me this pin and it's round, right? With the the wings from the Rebel Alliance up the right like this. But at the bottom, instead of just being round, it's the bottom of the circle from the Empire, right? With the like gears. Look like right? Yeah, yeah. And then up the middle, instead of the rebel thingy, it's it's from the Jedi, it's the lightsaber with the star. And then in the middle, because he's from Australia, there's a golden kangaroo. Oh, shit. Dude, so fucking blessed. You talk about the shit we were talking about earlier about people, just you know. meeting. Same that, shit, man. Yeah. Same shit you were just saying. Man, I've been listening to you forever. I just, I can't believe. I'm like, and you know, he, besides the fact that he brought me fucking Mary Jane, you know, like, you know. He, yeah. It was just, he was just so cool. And, and, I just, and he ended it, up coming to more. How is the weed in Australia? Uh, you got to know the right people for sure. It's wow. expensive, uh, but not unreasonable. Is Australia it, is expensive is in dec- general, well, man. Is, is it decent really? quality? <laughs> it worked. Yeah, I came across a minuscule amount that was like, okay, this is like Oregon weed. Okay, but uh, good outdoor. No, I should take that back. Let me take that back. The guy that drove us around. Fuck, man, they're going to kill me. Can't remember the fucking names. Are you killing me? Right now, my band is laughing at me. Like, yeah, you don't remember shit. Anyways, <laughs> uh, 
Hey, my dad. Corno. That was his name. Right on. Right. Corno. 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 So he's the guy in Australia that kind of just, he was like driving us around. Yeah, kinda, yeah, yeah. Kind of tour manager. Your kind dude. of. Uh, for the for the most bands that were with us, there was uh, three bands total. Uh, uh, from Crisis to Collapse, which is really good. Check them out. Thrash metal style. And their singer hooked me up with good weed. Uh, but uh, Cornell, when we got to his hometown, he's like, uh, I got some. I'm gonna. He didn't smoke, and he was like, I got some weed. I'm gonna get you some weed. I'm like, well, who are you getting your weed from? He's like, my mom grows weed. I'm like, oh. <laughs> cool thank you nice the best like sweet fucking dark crystally and came yeah. like in a foil old school it's a 36 crazy fist on it you know and nobody, <laughs> yeah. nobody oh kyle smokes rumble smokes but nobody you know brock will yeah. dabble but and hope wishes he could but he can't yep yeah. uh yeah that was awesome so yeah i can't say that it was good it, you were happy i was happy Okay, uh, good. really happy. Okay, cool. But funny story. So this lead singer in God, what the fuck was the other band's name? <laughs> Jesus Christ, they were the co-headliners. You think I'd remember that shit? Uh, I'll remember later. I'm sorry, guys. It's okay. Anyways, uh, uh, hey, he, you had whiskey. It's okay. Yeah, well, you had bourbon. I, I don't normally drink a lot, but I'm not. I don't. I, I don't feel well. Anyways, yeah, anyways. Yeah. So this guy is uh, he's uh, Richie, Richie. The guitar player in this band, kind of like the guy. He's like their whole, right? Uh-huh. Uh, my age. And he, he comes up to me. He says, yeah, you you uh, you smoke pot? I'm like, yeah. He's like, yeah, I notice you smoke a, a lot of. I'm like, yeah. He's like, uh, I'm trying to cut back on the beers, mate. Uh, but I don't like to use a pipe. and uh, I like to smoke it in a spliff. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm your guy. You know, yeah. yeah. He's like, well, roll me one or a couple. So he hands me this weed, and it's like Oregon weed. So I'm like, where the fuck did you get this? Where can we get this? And he's like, oh, I know so and so. Like, and when Stefan from the Deftones comes, she, this is where he gets his weed from. I'm like, oh, figures. I don't know those guys, but it was uh, it was just good weed, you know. Yeah. But end of the day, wow. whatever. Dropping a name. Oh, Fucking. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, I roll him up some splits out of this sweet weed, and there's like a little nug left, and I'm like. Here, I wrote you up a couple of splits, or you got the little nug left. And he's like, no, nah, you keep that. I don't need that. It's cool. So I immediately roll that up yeah. <laughs> and go out, see outside to see how good it is. And I come inside, and I'm like, hey, man, good shit, right? Yeah. So the next yeah. day, uh-huh. <laughs> Richie comes up. He's like, man, Mick, that spliff you rolled to me, man. I smoked it on my porch last night or wherever they were at. And he's like, I got really baked. That was really nice. Will you do it again? And I'm like, yeah, that was really good weed. That's what I told you. I came in, you know, after you gave me that, I came back, went out and smoked it, and I came back in. Was like, hey. he's like, is that what you meant? I didn't know what you meant by that. I thought you were just like, you know, like, oh, <laughs> I just thumbs up. Yeah. yeah, thumbs up. Good day. But, but at the end of the tour, I had this. Uh, there was a super heist. <laughs> Woohoo! Super heist. There it is. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it so, came back. So then, uh. I I'd never had done this, and I thought you know Australia is pretty special. You get to go that far, obviously, or anywhere. But yeah, Australia. So they had a poster right for the tour. So I put it in the dressing room for the last show. I was like, "Hey guys, last day of school." You signed my poster, and when Richie when he signed it, he was like, "To my new soul brother, thank you for showing me the way of the weed." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, that's brilliant. That's great. It helped him stop drinking, man. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Willie Nelson. It's real. Willie Nelson was like, 
you know, he gets asked why he smokes so much, and he's like, well, I'm a redhead, got a little bit of a temper when I drink whiskey, you know, and then, you know, I was drinking whiskey and two packs of cigarettes a day, so one day I just rolled up 20 joints and put them in a cigarette pack and haven't drank or smoked since. Yep. (laughs) All right. And I know what works, you know, what keeps me calm. Yeah. Well... (laughs) That's, yeah, might be a little easy to be calm being Willie Nelson, but yeah, yeah, the right. the the light, the ability to have the lifestyle choice to go with it. Well, just the knowledge to know what works, man, and not look at it as so much as a crutch. You know what I mean? I mean that's the that's right because everybody. I mean, I'm sorry, you got something. I don't care if it's, everybody's got something. Yeah, drink, smoke, Definitely. sex, shopping, fishing, yeah, shopping, shopping yeah. Uh, addiction, of and something. this shit. This driving, phone driving is added oh, yeah. to that. That's another one. Add oh, worse, dude. They're, yeah. The phones. Kids are getting. Kids are getting fucking binds for the neck because of how they look, look at down. the goddamn phone. It's insanity. The fact that they're on their phones instead of going outside and playing and being creative when they're young is not connecting synapses in their brains when yeah. it count that creates imagination and social interaction. Mm. Yeah, soulfulness, things that you need. You don't. There are recluses in life. There are people that are shy. Yeah. That doesn't mean they don't need some human interaction to be human and want well, that. And that is that is not working. It's like what meth does. Meth does the same fucking shit. Yeah. Completely Shuts erodes those off. connections yeah. where you can't yeah. think. You can't fucking yeah. communicate. It's not right. Yeah. And, yeah. and be a person. Yeah. You're a fucking yeah. zombie. Yeah. No shit. Fuck that shit. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Weed doesn't do that. It makes you want to know more about people. Yeah. No, man. Look, you the did. bottom line it with makes... weed is this. If you are lazy and a dumbass on weed all the time when you smoke weed, you're probably lazy and dumbass anyways. All right? <laughs> really? or, yeah. I mean, yeah. come on. Strong-willed people and people that actually do shit when they're... I'm not saying you don't smoke weed and get a little lazy and want to watch a movie. I get oh, it. Sure, sure. All right? But I climb ladders and paint houses all fucking day long high as hell. <laughs> right. Yep. And those houses shit's getting look done. Fucking great when I done, mean, right? you know, I shit's like to do. Done. I like to work sometimes when you're like that. There's more focus. Oh yeah, yeah. There's dude, more, cleaning there's more is better, clear, dude. Gardening. I'm not is so pissed about some mundane bullshit. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm gonna do this great and get it <laughs> right. done right. Fucking, I'm happy. I you can laugh at some bullshit. You yeah. can laugh at some minute. I tell you shit what, that doesn't matter. I tell you what, the same way. Like, the oh, same fuck. way that Jason feels about 300 pallets. The same way that you feel about 300 fucking sets of trim, 300 houses worth of trim, the same way I feel about 300 brake pads, the edge can be taken off to still make that individual one feel like it's worthwhile. And I know it sounds crazy and uh, like an addict, but just sometimes like when you can't smoke at work, you know, obviously they look forward to that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, exactly. really. I mean, at yeah. a certain point of the day, you know, I mean, I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice right now? Well, I mean, for me, a lot of times it's one wall at a time. You got to take it down. I can't, you know, you can't step back and look at the whole scope of the project you're doing because you will. Your mind fucking does whack shit if you can't control your thoughts all the way through and you need yeah. to. Yeah. You know, you it's not yeah. so bad. No shit you can do this, you know, yeah. like, and so what? Sometimes there's pressure from higher ups to get shit done quicker, and that sucks. But at the end of the day, right. fuck you. I'm you only a get, dude. Do you I'm ever only get a told, dude. Do you ever get told you look like Holt? I get told he looks like me. 
Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Because because as you're sitting here, I'm going like, God, man, I don't know if it's the lights or all the weed. Or no, something. man, I'm we've getting... been told we look like brothers for sure. I yeah. Mean, yeah. You know, that makes sense. I actually I have a we that. were we were he on tour that. for we were on tour with Romance, and in those days you would do a lot of meet and greets and stuff, and we were you know those pictures <laughs> in the Romance cover right with the so we were standing like just by coincidence in that order. Yeah, and people were holding the the CD cover and looking at us, asking they like see Brock autograph, they see Thomas get your autograph, and then it was Holt, and then it was me, and they would look, look, walk by Holt, look, walk by me. <laughs> really, I, I don't know why. I don't know why. But, yeah, that would happen all the time. And I, what yeah, the fuck? oh, I, no, there was I a time it. we sold out. Okay, do you guys are familiar with the Astoria in England in London? I, it was I mean, a famous heard, venue, I, yeah, famous yeah. venue. I think it's like, it might be less, but I, you know, something like I don't know, fifteen, two thousand caps, something like. That. And, the, and so, in the romance height, like we sold that out on our own, and but we didn't oh, have a yeah. fucking merch person. <laughs> so this tour, Brock and I were doing merch, and I'm in this little. They had like a little merch. Like if you squared your room off here, <laughs> no bigger crazy. than that. Was, so we're that's not the same. So I'm doing. I'm counting the merch, right? Because you got to count it for the venue. And I'm counting the merchant. And this person leans into the window area and goes, hey. And I'm like, hey, how you doing? And I turn around and he's like, is anybody from the band going to come out? And I'm like, yeah, they'll all be out later after the show, man. And I turned around <laughs> and went back to counting. <laughs> so yeah. we do the show. And then you get done, have to wipe off real quick and run down to the merch booth to sell merch because that's when you're going to sell the merch. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. This person came back was like, uh, I'm sorry, Mick. I didn't know it was you, and I was like, "Dude, don't sweat it, man. <laughs> it's all good." <laughs> yeah, you know? but yeah, it, 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 that kind of we look like each other, and we've been, yeah. That's I've had people funny. look at me and be like, "Oh, Steve," and they get up close and be like, "Oh, you're not Steve," you know. Well, obviously the hair, the hair, and the, and the beard, you know, changes it. The weight but, loss. Well, but you are, you know, you are, and then you just have facial expressions like the the there are there are. Ways that you, that you smile. Your bandmates, man. Ways that you kind of smile, like faces <laughs> you make when you make a joke that I can tell you guys have spent so much fucking time together. Well, Steve together. and I work together, too. And yeah. we've been working yeah, together. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, you paint together. You yeah. guys paint together. We spent together. a lot of time with that guy. You know, it's weird, though, because, like, you know, obviously... Like and on a on tour we'll do weird old man shit together. Like uh, yeah. on the Mayhem tour, like Fuck, we would yeah. make sure because on 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 a, on a festival tour like that, like you have dinner and lunch at certain times, right? So we would play because you're doing it. You would on, on uh, the bands we were with, there was a rotating schedule except for the headliner, and so we would always go have dinner together after we played, and we would sit and like there were moments like Steve's one of my friends where you you don't have to say anything all the time. <laughs> Everybody, you know, we're comfortable enough to be, and we have spent the hours not saying shit with that guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah, and I'm cool dude. with that. I really, oh am. I I resonate with oh, that. Yeah. That that, that know, makes my heart so yeah. full. The yeah. fact that you can be with somebody in a room and be oh, there's and nothing wrong with like, that. No. Shit. Like we're fucking guys. Uh, yeah. dude. Like, <laughs> and here's the thing, I, dude. Here's I can the see thing. Your facial expressions. There like, are some moments shit. that some of the closest moments <laughs> I've <laughs> ever. <laughs> some of the closest moments I've ever felt to this dude. <laughs> Are not saying a word. <laughs> well, yeah. Holy fuck. I mean, you know, I don't know. <laughs> so when we did Australia, was Australia? Oh yeah, no problem. We have well, a song to listen to, by the way. Okay, well, let's rock, and then we'll continue.
All right. Yeah, because you picked some Waylon Jennings out of your fucking right. delicious pile that you had there. <laughs> right. Sounds like a band name. That? Delicious, delicious pile. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dirty, but should great. that be the three piece we yeah. create? Yes, I think it's been named. Delicious pile. <laughs> Oh. Pile of what? Yeah. Just for you to well, decide. Yeah. The delicious pile with the hit single Sweet Peas. <laughs> there it is. Okay, so here we go. Some Waylon. And this is great, man. I've yeah. I. This is the kind of music that I grew up on. Oh yeah. It was. It was. It was the Highwaymen. Yep. It was everything to do with Outlaw Country. Oh man, Hank, was, Hank Jr. Oh my dad, you know my dad All loved Hank Senior, not Hank Jr., but he loved Cash and Waylon's and Willie yep, Nelson. Yep. My dad refused to believe Willie Nelson smoked pot. Uh, you know, uh, Patsy Cline, Dolly Parton, uh, Loretta Lynn, uh, Charlie Pride. Uh, yeah. All that seventies, late sixties, early sixties. It's only rock and roll that causes you yeah. to leave them when the only way to get back oh, is to crawl. Record people love you, they can get you on the bill. Yeah, this is the kind of music that my parents played. This is this is what. There's no rock and roll without this kind of music. I don't know if people realize that. You know, they, there's such a separation there can be between like blues, R&B, and country. But like, this is what this is what taught me the difference between downbeat and upbeat. You have to be solid to be a player in this music. When I saw Hank three, dude, that band. You're animated on stage, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm all over the place. This might be this episode might be the most musically diverse episode that we've ever played. Let's do it. I love it. I love it. I've been my YouTube playlist. I tell you what, I tell you what, most people come in here and like find one and that's it. And I'm like Bros, we've said it a billion times, and I'm sure we're gonna say it a billion times more, man. We love music. Right? Hell yeah. Almost famous. Yeah. Hey man. I, I gotta get it out, man. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, okay. Have you ever met someone that doesn't listen to music? Have I ever met someone that doesn't listen to music? Like no. it's not important to them. Oh yeah, like yeah. It's met- not a priority. They might turn the radio on, but like they're not like they're not seeking out. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I've met those people. It's weird people, bro. It's yeah. really weird. Jehovah's Witness. 
Oh, dude. Okay, I Isn't got a good it like story. It, I got a good story religion, about that. In a way, or something like they're just like. Okay. It's, it's kind of like that. It's not important to them. Or this yeah. is what you say when they come to your door, right? So I'm outside with my girl, my little girl, and she's probably can't be more than six. And they come up to me, hello, sir. And I'm like already kind of mad dad. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they're like, <laughs> can we ask you a question? And I'm like, shoot. And they're like, if you could change anything in the world, what would it be? And I looked at him and I looked at Dahlia and I looked back at him and I said, I would wish that everybody would just take responsibilities for their actions and quit blaming other things and people for that. And just act through love and use their fucking head when they think. You have a good day, sir. I said, you too. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that about fucking works, right? Let me get the fuck out of my yard. What the fuck? Push your shit on me. Advertise oh, your shit all you want. Leave a pamphlet in my mailbox. But get the fuck off my porch. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little invasive. It's, it's the whole deal week. with the religion, man. Yeah. This is the right way. And this yeah. is the only way. No, yeah. it's not, dude. Right. It's not. Anything. And we're far too, we're, we really want to get on with life. See, the biggest thing I mean, for me, on. the biggest thing for me is anything, and I know, I know that any religion, doesn't matter which one it is, for some people in the moment can provide Relief can provide comfort. Can it Dude, can total be... security? And to be honest with you, there's nothing probably more precious than blind faith. I mean, if you truly yeah. love someone, yeah. you're going on blind faith. Yeah. If you're not going on blind faith, you're going on something materialistic. And then that works with religion True. as well. And then there are amazing things in all religions to guide your life and make you a better human yeah. being. Yeah. But the fact when they come down right. to well, ruling if... your life and disabling your individual thought and questioning things or say and the unwillingness to have that conversation with your followers that's fucked up well for me it, it even boils down to something even more and, and basic we, is separatism the well, moment that any one thing tells you that there is one type of people and another right because it, this is the problem the, in all religions you're supposed to live through love in all religions, you're supposed to put other people first. In all religions, you're supposed to help a person that's got it worse and every than you. Single one Even of if they're full of shit. Well, they have a huge True. caveat to every one of them. They said you're supposed to help those people as long as they're the one that God loves. Okay, the only reason, we like, all know at this point, or at least not everybody, but you know, religion was put to regulate society because yes, of whatever 100%. reason they had at the time. Yeah, whether 100%. It was, you know, and, and, and it's all coming to light slowly, yep. right? And the fact is, we can see into space. There's more than us. The Earth's not flat. Sorry, dudes. Yep. You know there yes. are there are spaceships here at some point. Black you know, holes are the coolest black, fucking uh, things. They're, ever. they're the most brutal things as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. there is uh, there is a higher. Uh, there is. Something, okay, look, man. Everybody's everybody's life is in your own head and heart and minds. Okay, so this your uh, your ball of energy that is borrowed. So at one point, it's up to you to do what Ooh, you want. So good. this is up wait, to you, wait, wait. and this is governed by your I thoughts, really like by that. your beliefs. This is governed by your choices. Okay, this is governed a lot by what you think. If you sit around and say every day, I don't feel good. Yeah, how's it going? How's it going, brother? Same old, same old. Well, guess what you're going to get? Same old, same old. All right? Okay. Even when things are shitty, if you can at least... Say something like, 
I believe it's doing, I believe I'm being great. I believe things are great. You know, the, the need with the technology to share everything so personal is, in my opinion, is very fucked up. Everybody doesn't need to know my shit. Agreed. All right. And, and even no if, one I, knows my and, shit. And, and even if, yeah. and even if you feel the need to talk to somebody, well, cool. That's what friends are for. Okay. Then, and, and you should have phone calls. And, and those people should be on one hand. Those people are not everybody you speak to because you're bored smoking a cigarette at home and the kids are crying that's not okay yeah you need to find someone yeah and there's people out there that, you know there's if you really need someone in your life to talk to you need to picture that person you need to be exact you need to know what you want you need to not do it selfishly you need to do it and be real with yourself and and think about that and that person will drop into your life and that might not be a permanent person that might just be a stranger that becomes a friend for a little bit and all of a sudden they're gone because you need that change is the only constant when were when when was a big moment you dealt with it dealt with what what you're talking about right now where you needed to find someone that you could just like, or do you have somebody that has always been that guy? Well, I've always had a band guy, to be honest with you. Right. Somebody in my Steve. band. I have, I have, a, I have my oldest friend. I've always had, okay, uh, I, so- I, have, I have a, I have a one hand besides my band. I have like a one hand of friends Your that team. I know. No problem. And you know, and they're, they're old school. Um, I played my, my, the guy I mentioned with the radio station, known him forever. My buddy Randy with yeah, all oh, those guys I don't know. Sorry, oh. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, my buddy Randy. I, like the first real job I ever had was at a car wash, and I want to have my charger when we were sixteen, and, wow. and he played guitar, and you know we just we grew up. We just you had that dazed and confused summer pretty much. And you got those guys still, still yeah. And That's my my, awesome. my oldest best friend Tony. I mean, I met him at uh, there was a band in Anchorage called Jackal. That uh, oh, yeah. uh, you remember the band? Uh, what was her name? Um, uh, started with a C from Anchorage. Really heavy. Gabe played bass. He owns the brewing shit now. Uh, oh, what the fuck was their name? They're really good. They opened for us at Egan many times. Anyways, uh, John Evans sang for them, or and he, you know, amazing singer. He sang for this band Jackal in a day, and they did Iron Maiden covers, and he did them to a T. So, you know, they played a kegger, which was what you did in those days. Uh, you know, yeah. I would go see him. Well, I met my bro Tone over a joint. Like, we knew uh, <laughs> his cousin played drums, and I knew that. And uh, Tone rolled up. Like, hey, you know, just, you know, the connection like we're having right now. Like, just yeah. freely yeah. and feeling love. really good. Yeah. A lot of love, yeah. And he's like, you want to smoke a joint? And like... He's kind of, he was like, uh, yeah. well, he moved to, like, we went to Hollywood together. We did a lot of drugs together and just have remained close friends forever since. So, real yeah. times. Real oh, times. Oh, yeah. We can go on from the high school and sure. whenever oh, yeah. you're ready. So, hey, so let me ask you then. Then what, what, um, what was the situation like? Because we kind of have, I guess, in a roundabout way, talking about feeling this way and needing someone to rely on. It seems like you and Steve have been just there. There's just, uh, well, I think it starts with the respect for the riff. I mean, really, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, so there's what a happened, real love for what music. What happened where just, you just, became the bass player? What happened when you became, like, what was that? What were you doing and looking for, and how did you fall okay, into 36 well, at that? Okay, well, this is uh, early 90s. I was playing in a band called Damien Clank, and uh, we were a three-piece. We, we were a five-piece that played c- cover at Coots. 
And uh, I would go see 36 play at gigs on my way to to play Coots. Because uh, JD was an amazing bass player. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and they were great. They were, I mean, they were doing some killer shit, you know, for that time. And, and it still is. That you know, Boss Buckle is awesome. But, Boss Buckle, yeah, I love Fucking those tunes, Boss man. Buckle, I love man. those tunes, and, they, right. and you know, anyway. So I knew about him then. So then uh, I would see Brock at Coots and got the the balls up to a couple times drunk in the parking lot, be like, "Hey, my name's Mick. I play in the band Damien Clank." You know, and uh, by this time, uh, the five piece has kind of dismantled. And the drummer who kind of ran, he ran the band and he owned a studio in his house. Duran, he was, he was really cool, man. Became a very, we were really close as well. In a band, I've always had a, he was the drummer, really close to him in 36. I'm yeah. close to everybody, but obviously Steve and I spend more time together because of work. And just, we just, I don't know, man. We think alike, you know. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, but, uh, so we were playing originals and we like, we're really about trying to get the clubs in Anchorage that were strictly cover bands in those days. Cause in the day you would play, learn covers, you know, by your fourth, fifth set, you start slipping in your originals a little bit. By the yeah. last set, you're playing mostly originals. Damn right. Ending with a couple covers. But you know, in those yep. days in Anchorage, there was the gigs has happened. We wanted coos to do stuff. Uh, so we, and we got like, we opened, Damien Clank opened for great white at the Egan. Wow. Uh, you know, we did some, I can't remember what else but we actually played with 36 once at gigs but anyway so i would see brock in the parking lot and i wanted to do something heavier in those days but i had just come across pantera and yeah, you know, yeah nirvana's yeah. big then alice chains you know yeah and it's suicidal and stuff and uh suicidal tendencies yeah yeah and then uh of course you know and so i kind of it was this parking lot relationship you know being yeah, drunk yeah. so then uh Sorry. And then my band kind of dismantled. Damien Clank kind of dismantled. And uh, they had by then gotten rid of uh, Ryan, the second guitar player, had left. Yep. And he started playing with my drummer. And they did a band called uh, Mac 5000, which was the old singer Drew, who sings in Coke Wolf. And he was from Broke. Oh, yeah. Okay. 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 So, and then they had uh, Sean Sean Cobb, who played in, I can't remember the name of the bands, but several good bands, had a recording studio. He actually passed not too long ago but anyways they were mac 5000 uh ryan and i did some hanging out duran let me invite 36 over to his studio to have like a barbecue and to play like just jam together so steve and i and in those days i was very much i wrote a lot more yeah. like i had riffs you know yeah so i was showing steve and i they had given me some tunes and i had learned some 36 stuff and you know that was the first uh, I, think I, I think that happened twice and then another time i met them there was a guy uh kurt and he was kind of like doing the manager role at the time a friend helping them out is what was going on but they were had a like a not a big party just like a friend party at his house i got invited uh i remember everybody left there was a guitar i was baked i turned it i didn't crank it but i started playing some riffs i had steve come down with you so then there was that so then they left. Like I hung out with them one other time, like just hanging out, and it was, I don't know, it was it was weird. Brock had come back from fishing, and because his he, he's commercial yeah. fish all the time, and, and uh, 
he had gotten like a potassium deficiency. He was in the bathtub. They called the medics and stuff. It was really bad. But anyways, I didn't. They left for Portland. I didn't hear nothing. I didn't think nothing of it. At that time, I had just started working contractor stuff with painting and roofing, and uh, <laughs> I I don't know. A, a month went by, whatever. Uh, well, see, it was October, so longer than that. So maybe two, three months. But anyways, I get a call one day on a landline. And it's Brock. And they're like, he's like, Mick, it's Brock. You know, like, hey, Brock, what's going on? He's like, hey, we're in Portland now. You know, we got a room here in the house if you want to come join the band. And I was like, really? And in, the, in that day. Holy what? shit. Yeah. Really? yeah. So in those days, uh, I had been uh, married and divorced already. I had two, my two oldest boys, uh, Michael and Sebastian, and their mother had remarried and moved to Texas. So I thought. Well, Portland's a hell of a lot closer to Texas. I'll give it a year. So I said, sure, okay. So now I got to figure out the way to get there. So I go to my. So bot. what have they done when they moved? So this, so player? this was like you know this was the same summer JD died. So they had right. like moved the year before or maybe two years before they had moved to Port Orchard. The five of them. Okay. Came back. Went down to a four piece, opened for Primus. Yeah, yeah. The Primus had the had the show at gig, big, yeah. had the party, and then JD passed. Right. So it was because of. So then Ryan had started playing with my ex drummer, you know, and then Ryan and I were hanging out, yeah, uh, kind of partying together and stuff, and just getting to know each other. And then uh, the guy named Mike Sedone, who owned gigs, he was in a band called Vertigo that used to play covers at Coots, right? So we, yeah. I knew Mike through that, and uh, Mike. I would talk to Mike, and Mike was like, "Dude, you're the guy for 36 now. If they're gonna, you know, if they're gonna do anything," and he said something to those guys. So then they had this input, and I just, and you know, Brock. When they were talking about it, from what I've been told from those guys, right. is Brock was like, "Well, I know this guy, Mick, you know." So then Mike came into play, and then Ryan came into play. So then that's how that worked out. So yeah, so yeah. I mean, so I, <clears throat> I said to my boss at the time, I said, "Hey." uh, you know, I need to get. I don't. I can't give you the exact notice, but I'm going to be moving to Portland. I'm going to join this band, and he's like, "Well, how are you getting there?" And I'm like, "Well, I got to work to, you know, save up some money." And he's like, "Well, I was going to give you a raise. How about I buy your ticket to Seattle instead?" And I said, "Oh, okay. Well, thank you." Fuck yeah! So I got dude, a ticket to Seattle, right? So that's crazy. Now all I got to do is get from Seattle that's to Portland. Really cool. Fuck so I'm yeah. at Coots that night or the next night, whatever. I used to go to Coots quite a bit, and uh, I <laughs> I run into the guy I bought weed from, and he was really good friends with uh, JD, and uh, I had only known him through the we had become friends through weed, and uh, yeah, yeah. I was telling him the situation. I'm like, "Hey, man!" And because I, you know, he wrote. I'm like, "I guess he was going to be the new bass player," and I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Really?" He's like, "When you leaving?" And I said, "Well, I." My boss, I just told him the story. I just told you, my boss bought me a ticket. Well, how are you getting from Port Seattle to Portland? I'm like, well, I don't know. I got to figure that out yet, but I'm not worried about it. I mean, you know, I'll figure it out. And he's like, reaches in his pocket. He goes like, you know, two, four, six, sixty bucks. He's like, take the Greyhound. So there, I had my way to Portland. Fuck so, man. So October 11th, 1996, I flew and went, rode the bus and. Thomas actually came with his best friend at the time who had lived in this house and picked yeah. me up at the Portland uh, downtown. And we used to live on 72nd Division there. Yeah. Fuck yeah. There wild, go. dude. <laughs> Woo! That's fucking wild. Holy shit. Yeah. 
Wow. They just called you up out of the blue. Well, yeah, after they got settled, you know. Yeah. After a couple good hangs. <laughs> yeah, Man. it was crazy to to think about it now to not know who the hell they were and just go live. So then at that time, at that time you 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 come down and then like it's Brock, it's Holt, it's Thomas and you. Yeah, it's actually it's it's Kurt. Okay. Okay, yeah. Kurt yeah, yeah. had the credit to get the house yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, Brock, Thomas, me, and Thomas's buddy Shane, who wasn't permanent, he he was leaving. Yeah, but uh, so this is the first time like and you this guys... house became like a pretty much, pretty much like a frat house, you know. Yeah. Uh, at times we would have cool, quiet, clean times, but there were definitely a lot of partying going on. Oh yeah, I mean the bathroom was plastered with porn at one point. And, <laughs> uh, yeah. I so, mean, you so, would just—I so, mean, I was, but the there were cool, very, very cool but, moments. But man. you're the older guy in all of this time, very so much like, so. So, like, you know, when they broke out the beer bong, and we started playing beer games. I'm like, man, I did this ten years ago, right, right, and went through it again, like a dipshit. Yeah. Oh, dude, there were times where I'm looking down at the fucking 24 pack of Coors Light and going, I think I could drink probably ten of those. Like, so I would just start losing, just to drink the beer. Just to go to bed, you know, like you fucking punks. It is, cause, cause well, well, Brock had just the year I joined. Brock had turned twenty-one that yeah, April. Yeah, well, you know what I mean. Like no, that's what I mean. Yeah, like, so you're that. Oh, when I showed up, you know, they were talking about name your rapist. How you know that was so, the newest song, and yeah. So like when oh man, that's awesome. Because because I imagine like you know, are were at the time where you decide were you like, should I make this move like. I had no I'm, question about I'm it, curious. actually, man. I knew the music was strong. And to be honest with you, it's what I wanted to play, you know. And to be honored and to take JD's like, like position. A, a time now or never, like. I just, well, I joined October 11th, 96. But and you turned were 30 your, that next April. So, right, yeah. Right. So, so you were like, you know, being like, oh, man, I'm 30. Like, if I'm going to do it. Was it that or were you, it, I was really, to be honest, I was really lost in those days because I had divorced my, well, I guess it had been five years since that, but I just didn't, I just wanted to play. It yeah. came down to just wanting to yeah. play, yeah. to be honest, man. And, you know, and I was torn. I didn't want to leave Alaska because I had my two boys and, and then they left. Right. Yeah. Right. So I'm out. Yeah. I mean, really, to be honest, yeah. that was it. And then you know, the ironic thing is six months later, they moved back to Alaska. Uh, well, I mean, and you know, thank God 36 in the day would go back two, three, four times a year. Right. But uh, music has just obsessed me, man. And the camaraderie of a band, uh, when you get that, is uh, undeniably family. And, you know, you go through hell for those guys. Uh, well, put, so a, put up with a lot of shit. I mean, well, so that's why I was like, obviously the 2008 happened, right? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was just. Well, you don't make shit on the road unless you sell a lot of t-shirts. And of course, the economy in those days was going down the toilet. But yeah. uh, mm -hmm. I just was like a year behind in rent. My wife at the time was uh pregnant unexpectedly <laughs> yeah uh i was there was just i mean i left that mayhem turn and handed her 22 dollars with a new baby 
I mean, what a dick. But that's that's the obsession. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, yeah, really, that's, that's honest right there. No, that's, that's real as fuck. Yeah. I mean, I was able to, you know, obviously send money later, but uh, yeah. it just became too heavy because I had quit, and he started writing tides, and I started hearing that shit. Yeah, and I actually had a conversation with my wife, and she was like, "Well, it's a part of you. You need to make a decision." And so I did. I went back, right. And got out on the road and like, you know, Tides came out and 36 was rolling then and went, you know, did a two months with Devil Driver and was going to miss the birth of my daughter and left to go see, be with the birth of my daughter. And then after they came back, uh, I had told them, you know, well, I'm in for the long haul. Yeah, it's all good. And got out on the overseas and everything was fine because in those days we'd make some nice, you know, decent enough take home for doing that mm. and then came back to do the mayhem and it was not it's just been a, a bit yeah and out on that two months in the van i don't know it just that was a gig to get us in front of people yeah. well, that was a gig you got to suck it up and do it and i did but it came too heavy for me at the end and i i had to make the other choice and i did and in retrospect, it was the wrong choice. Uh, yeah. Because uh, I should have been more true to myself and things would have been fine. Things would have worked out. Mm. You know, because uh, you know, I ended up, you know, splitting from my wife anyways. And, yeah. you know, my daughter and I are closer than ever. So it's all good. And she, mm. she's been at shows now and is going to Alaska to with me this trip here in a couple of weeks. So. Fish camp? Yeah. Oh, she's been there. When are you guys up there? I, I Well, those guys leave. Kyle leaves Monday and Brock, uh, uh, Steve leaves the end of the week. I don't leave till the 21st, but. How long are you going to be up? 10 days. It's not that long. I got, you know, I got two old boys. I got three grandkids up there. Yeah. And obviously fish camp, man, the show's. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a good time. It's unreal, man. It's good yeah, time. Alaska. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing, it's man. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And now you've been back like what nine years now, right? Since two thousand twelve. Yeah. Oh, it was the same time as Kyle joined, basically. Uh, they were jamming to- a year before that because he sat in on some show during the Collision Store uh, in Seattle, I believe. Uh yeah, yeah, it's funny going when you come back, you know. I'm actually my first gig back, uh the coolest thing I remember is Rumble come up to me and hug me. He was like, It was so cool to mix bass, man. You know, <laughs> yeah. like right on. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it yeah. I mean, Cause, cause you live I'm and watching learn. watching you guys now, man, it like like we I alluded to earlier and you said we'd talk about like you guys are like it looks when you guys played now, we just watched you just just before your Europe thing and then Australia. Like, mm. you guys, I can tell on stage, you guys just have so much fucking fun together. Yeah, and yeah. And, yeah. and 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 it looks it looks effortless, and, and you guys are just in your. It's like, a good time. Man. It's yeah. a complete. You see it. Your show is it, fucking awesome. This is this is the kids I saw. Well, old man, like thirty year old, like, like I imagine me and some 21 year olds, right? Like now, but that's what I was as a high schooler watching you guys. Well, Kyle has made a huge difference, uh, for me, uh, uh, joining the band. Uh, I love Thomas, uh, but he was very unhappy on the road. Gotcha. Uh, Thomas is an awesome human being. And I love him with all my heart, Yeah, but he's grumpy bitch and, and didn't smoke pot on the road (laughs) in my day with him. 
uh, you know, obviously amazing drummer, uh, incredible artist. But, yeah, yeah. But uh, there were moments on the road that on stage where if you made a mistake or something, you know, you got a glare. And I understand that. We were out in front of, I mean, you know, new band, whatever, I got you. I shouldn't make that mistake. And, and now I don't. But, <laughs> and that was the lesson learned with him. And not that we didn't have great times on, on stage as well. I'm not denying that. But with Kai, there he doesn't have any judgment. I mean, he's, he's grateful to be, you know, he's your guys' age. Yeah. You know, yeah, so he's yeah. a fan too. Yeah, that was great. Cause yeah, he, yeah, when he but, came over, he felt so much like he, he's, he's an old soul. Right. But his vibe yeah, is, uh, is what Thomas is now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, he's way more chill naturally, or at least portrays that, uh, even if he's upset while he's playing. Uh, you know, and that puts everybody at ease. Uh, uh, yes. That, yes, please. Uh, we were talking about Steve and I's connection. When it comes to 36 and, and being his bass player, and this I don't know how this will come across, so I'm not trying to be negative. No, uh, no. I know what it is to be a bass player, right? So he doesn't have, there's no ego. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to overplay. I want to make the song better. Right. You know what I mean? So, uh, and he knows that. So there's confidence in that. So that makes it, that makes you bond even more. You know what I mean? I mean, there's moments on stage with, with Holt and Kyle where everything's one. Everything's just, you know, everything is, there's sometimes where you on stage and I feel, exactly I feel like I'm playing off, but it's just that it's so on that you, you, you stepped out of the moment to hear it and <laughs> yeah. you, and you shouldn't have, oh, yeah. you know, you gotta go back. You know, uh, I've had, I've actually had one gig, uh, during the rest inside the flame store. We were in Michigan, I believe. I don't remember where, I can't remember who we were with. I want to say scars of tomorrow and the band called Catherine. I can't remember, but, uh, Actually, we had been touring so much that everything was so automatic that I was able to let, for, for damn near like ninety percent of the set, like completely play without looking at the fretboard, without thinking about it, like really just being in the song. And I wasn't daydreaming; I wasn't thinking about other things. Looking at the crowd? No, no. I I banged my head, I did my thing, but I was just so in the tune. Like I lived in that space. That's fucking amazing. Uh, I've come close again, but for some, I think it was just because everything was so repetitive. You know I, what have, I mean, you, you, I, that has a lot to do with it. I get moments like I'll get a, a section of a song like that, yeah. like of one song, yeah. like like part of I, your set disappears. I, like yeah, I, yeah, but you, but you know it was like like gold. I forget. I like I go into the bridge so of a song and, and forget the like the bridge outro into a next song. All of a sudden, I'm in a next song. I'm like, oh man, I'm back here again. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but, that's wow. that's muscle memory and and just disconnecting. Yeah, it's like in meditation. It's it's a form of meditation. Yeah, I gotta adjust. No, please do your thing. It's on the edge, man. Oh yeah. Guys, oh, a ball that. adjust. That's it. Oh hey, and and by the way, you chose your next one, ACDC. Oh yeah, yeah, I got the song too. Okay. All right. What's the next one? More final. This is what first album with Brian Johnson, right? Second album. Second album with Brian Johnson. I love the the 
That, that. Yes. On my arm. The hair and the light. Oh. Yeah. Uh, fuck, there's so many on here that I love. I know, man. I love oh, ACDC so fuck. much. Oh, they got a different... Wow. We'll do Inject the Venom. Inject the Venom. I've always wanted to cover that. All heavy. Oh, yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom. No mercy for the bad if they want it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I can see that. Inject the Venom. Oh, yeah. shit. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to try for... That too? No. Are we not oh, familiar with this? No. Oh, oh no. I've, I've, I know this entire album... It's just about getting the perfect drop. Oh, is that okay? The, the line in the middle. Oh no, it's just he, like he an, it. it's just like a mini game. Every time we do this on a podcast, and we do want to do a, a mid vinyl drop, you know? Right. I know. I wish that fucking went closer for you. It's all good. I had my oh, dick yeah. rubs up against my pants when I sit up and goes a little numb. <laughs> <laughs> I know you know what I mean. Come on now. Oh, oh no, it's complete. Yeah. That's why. That's why you gotta fucking move. I know you got no back, do you? Oh no! Oh, got, dude, that's, got, you gotta, I, he's you gotta a sit drummer, up straight. He's a drummer. You gotta sit up straight. I was for a while. What do you think about the Thrones with the freaking back? Is that cool or no? I don't know. I've I don't seen think that. I could. They look weird. The people that play with those, they look weird. When I sit down, I naturally just kind of like fucking rock, no matter what. Like I have an internal rhythm almost. That's so good. I just kind of like. No, if you see Kyle play, he does that. Kyle, when he kicks his kick, he he leans into it. He he'll take a lean in. Yeah, yeah, because he's little. <laughs> fierce. He is a fierce drummer, dude. He's that motherfucker fierce. is badass, man. It's fucking fun to watch, man. All you guys are fun to watch, but well, those guys yeah. get crazy. I mean, I'm not doing much with headbanging, but those. Uh, yeah, I, I hope I got this fucking right on. This makes me nervous every time. Hey, man. Shit, shit happen. He might have some fade out. That was perfect. Badass. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll crank this shit. No mercy for the bad if they want it. No mercy for the Cheers. bad. Cheers. My fuck my fucking dude. Inject the venom, baby. Mick. You're you're a brother. Amen, yeah, brother. You're Amen. A brother. Hell yeah. I got an old stereo, man. The speakers are like this. You know, it's got the two tens and the little tweeter. It's the ten band graphic. I get a little buzz on, go to cook, put this shit on. Oh, dude, when he does the solo, boom, sounds like a gunshot. Boom. Oh, shit. <laughs> I swear these are fucking Bomb Scott lyrics. Yeah. What a loss it was, though, huh? Oh, dude, you know, I... Uh, progression to what you get into, right? So I had these cousins in Washington I remember staying with when Bon Scott died. I didn't know who Bon Scott was at the time, but they had a poster on the wall 
and they were bummed like that whole day. All they did was listen to ACDC and look at this poster. That's I felt all it. They did. I felt it when Lemmy died. Oh, dude, are you kidding yeah. me? The yeah. day Lemmy yeah, died, dude. all I spent all day listening to Motorhead. Me too, actually, listening to fucking we. Uh, dude, Chris yeah. Cornell, are you kidding me? Oh fuck. Oh, man. Chris. Yeah, that's a fucking. You know, rough. I appreciated Soundgarden, but Audio Slave, and just in the time span of me being a kid. Oh. Audio Slave. There it was, and we missed it. Ah, yeah, there's no back to no, It's a vinyl, bro. Yeah, it's a vinyl. Right. Yeah. No, no. We, we got nothing. And they kick into it, too. This is... This is solo. That kind of transition, man. Rhythm-wise, you know what I mean? The Coco It's really good at speeding up the song. Well, it's Malcolm Young. Oh, Malcolm yeah. Young is the fucking. Oh, that's so heavy. I would have loved to see these guys on this tour. I would have loved to see them here. Uh, we did do a download they played. I didn't see them though. Heard them. Fucking dumb stoner, man. Get involved in hanging out. Really, yeah. that's happens. It happens. Yeah. Same thing, like I, I miss Priest. Like I heard him, you know, like glimpses, but I was like just hanging out. You're like, what? Go go watch Priest, dick. Like I did get to see Priest, but you know what I mean? Yeah. That's fucking awesome. Dude, great vinyl picks so far, man. This has been a <laughs> nice little journey and through your repertoire. I'm loving the, the kind of uh the kind of thing you have. So we're about let me do this real fast here. Hmm. It's question time again. You've been sitting in our chairs drinking our beers. Now it's time to question you. Gonna fucking ask your brain some questions you might not know the answer to. Mm-hmm. It's question time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking stoner. All right. That was a, uh, like, improv. Yeah, it was complete We improv. didn't write that, that shit. That was really yeah. good. Oh, <laughs> it was ridiculous. That was just me jamming on a guitar and, and acoustic. Yeah. yeah I like and, it. Um, okay, so <laughs> we uh we like to ask a lot of questions. If I will answer them. What is your favorite guilty pleasure song? Like the song that is just like completely out of genre, out of weirdness, but you don't really want people to know you like it, but you kinda do it. Like a <laughs> like a or Britney Spears, not. or a, uh, I really don't have no, an affinity no. for any bullshit. I mean, uh, no, no, but I, just like uh, a, like a, like a weird off genre. Oh, I don't. Do really, you have a guilty pleasure? Uh, I song? guess, I guess, I guess it would be something my daughter turned me on to. Uh, I don't, can't remember the name of the band, but it goes uh, something something. How's it go? Da, 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 
Uh, I can't remember it. Uh, it's something like Fall Out Tra- Boy or something. No, yeah. it's like Train or something like that. Uh, it's just a I tune. Think it, I don't like the band. I think it was Panic at the Disco. Panic at the Disco. That's yeah, who it is. Yeah, so I, I guess yeah, I could say I could that tell. song. Okay, but that song, the the lyrics are really fucking positive, man. I mean, and I not to not to. We need more of that. Yeah, and it, it, it got it's positive. a catchy melody. It really is. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. Gotta have high hopes that's yep, it there. that's it yeah so i mean you know high hopes all right yeah. that's a great guilty pleasure song yeah, yeah i like I mean, it I, otherwise it, it really no, i don't actually. i mean i'm because i'm not anything older i'm not really that ashamed of i mean any like sure. you know car we talked about it earlier car wash or uh i mean yeah. uh you know i love me some i don't know Steve, like Steve like, Winwood is like fine. like I'll tell you I'll tell <laughs> like, you I love fucking I'll, like <laughs> yeah, anything dude anything well, Steve well Winwood, I'll I'm tell you like, yeah. one that dude, I still uh, love Peter Gabriel I mean one but, that I still but that's not cheesy though you know one that I still love to this day is Smash Mouth you're an all star uh, hey now you're an all star and I still I hear that song and it takes me back <laughs> to this happy. thing of I'm like being a nine age. being like a thirteen year old and feeling shitty by every senior <laughs> dude there was multiple times that se- football senior football players would come behind me in science class and choke me out we had hazing like, we had hazing bad teachers That's like fuck. allowed it a little bit like it wasn't a little really bit so a bad, little bit though like it wasn't really that it was bad. it was kind of bad were you not tall yet or are you just thin Oh yeah, I was just I was just an awkward. I was tiny as shit, dude. Jason, Whoa. I was. I was so on you the were fo- extremes. I was on the football team, dude, and I was like we five were the, one. We were the oh. same like, until my junior year. I was year. six one. He was five one, and we were the same weight. See, when I was in eighth grade, <laughs> I, I was like five ten, one hundred seventy seven pounds, a mustache. Yeah, no, they didn't know if I was a senior or a freshman. They were just <laughs> nice. like, you know, no, so. So that's so much better. Uh, <laughs> much better. I spent a lot of time in the library as well. Going into ninth grade, going into ninth grade, I was like six, six foot, six one, a hundred and forty five pounds. I have noticed having children and, and being involved with like going to school and shit. Uh, taller kids, it, it's awkward for them. Like I noticed, like they'll run awkward at first because. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Oh da- yeah. Dahlia is like here on me right and she's 11 and when she runs <sighs> poor girl right you should slap but i don't want to i don't i don't want to no i don't want to put say football anything pads they, put football pads and a helmet on top of them and right watch that little bubble okay, right Aaron, that's yeah. not the point <laughs> well we, <laughs> we don't need to make I, it that last year i tried you know that was at, me, she dog. wanted to last year she wanted to play softball right so i i coached the team Right, Boy, yeah, that was good, man. I loved it. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I ended up coaching fall ball after that, nice. and she didn't want to play. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I I'd be like, <laughs> they'd be, uh, you know, they're ten year old girls, eleven year old girls. Yeah. I even had a, a couple eight year olds, right? And they start talking shit, and I'd be like, "Hey, you're on the field. It's my time." <laughs> and they'd be like yes. could you imagine could you fucking imagine though like oh i'd love dude, the that. parents were cool with it they loved it they were like <laughs> yeah because we did shit i i'm yeah. not like a good i'm not like some super coach that's not what i mean but i know i love baseball 
uh-huh. like almost as much as music and you know it's like bowling i mean really? I, I love baseball yeah i played yeah. baseball clear through high school okay. uh was never like i was always jv yeah. but whatever i love baseball and anyways right, right. so you know the fundamentals right so uh-huh. that's all they need yeah because this was fast pitch i mean catching pot flies mm. making the catch and throwing the first yep. you know swinging the bat level i mean basic stuff and, and you know to get them because you would teach, you could see the girls. I had an eight-year-old girl, Tiana, man. She she could play any position, throw the ball third to first, first to third. She loved first base. Nice. She she was a tiny strike zone, swing level, hit it to the outfield like, oh, fuck. So I was talking to her parents, you know, and they're like, yeah. I'm like, wow, you're really lucky. That's really cool. She's authentic. They're like, no, no, you don't understand. We go home after practice, and she wants to play catch more. We go home after games, and she wants to play more. Clear until she goes to bed. I'm so tired. Like, you know, like, <laughs> that's awesome. and that's when you go suck it up, soldier. No, they right. did suck it up they and did. make that girl yeah. a fucking world champion. Yeah, they did. They, it's like they, they, did. Yeah, they, they played softball as well, you know, they, okay, they, uh, and not just co ed beer drinking, they play softball. Good, yeah, but, good, but it, was, it was a cool experience, man. I, I never thought I would love coaching like that. It did, it was awesome. It was cool. Good that's fucking you. okay. Good another you, question, man. another question. Okay, all right, it's that time. Uh, what's your favorite color? If you had if you had to sit in a room that was the most relaxing colored room, what uh, color room would you want to blue sit? Blue and green and brown. I know that's several colors. No, no, no. Blue, blue, and, blue and green and brown. Nice. Mm. What would be the most dominant of those three colors? Mm. Green. All right, that's your favorite color. No, uh, blue. Blue, blue would be the most. They dominant go together color. for me lately. Okay, what blue is my favorite color forever? Growing up, like, but like that color blue, like what color blue? We have some good blue. Aqua blue, aqua blue. Okay, more dark blue with some green in it. All right, Little forest green with. I guess I'm describing camo, ain't I? I mean, <laughs> no, no, hey, no, that's, 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 you know, that's it's the calming blue. Blue, Bob, pretty much. Bob yeah. Ross would be proud. Yeah. Like, All right. <laughs> Bob Ross would be fucking he has proud. like so many different types of paints. It's just Van Dyke amazing. Brown. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's a that's drinking awesome. game. You watch, you watch, okay. watch okay. Bob Ross, and every time he says Van Dyke Brown drink, he gets your fucking fucked up. <laughs> if, if, I like would you it. rather, would you rather good. have awesome the show. head of a lion? Or the head is a star. What? Like, would you rather have the head of a lion or your head is a star? And neither. If you had to pick one of the two, would you rather? <laughs> if your head is a lion, like a lion's head, or your head is a star? A star. Yeah. You're the first one to ever pick that. People are like, "Why would I want a star for it?" I'm like, "Cause it's a fucking star, dude." Like, uh, excuse me, nuclear power, solar flares. What do we need? Yeah, gamma you know, radiation. Gamma radiation. Hidden aliens inside of me. What do you need? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The reason life exists at all. Period. Hello, vitamin D. Oh, yeah. Right here, baby. The only reason Click. life is even here is because of that fucking thing right out there. And Amen. if my head was one of those, you know what I? You know. 
I don't know. I mean, I get it. Yes, thank you for first. What did you say earlier? We're all just borrowed bottles of gas or Bar- something energy. like that. We're all just borrowed energy. Man. Yeah, We're borrowed, borrowed energy. energy. We give up this form and our energy moves on, and yeah. we go yeah. on to the next I, I life like or that. the next dimension. Uh, Look, man, everything, and everything okay. for your wait, life. Wait. Here's my question. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. This is it right here, Mick. This you, you were talking about earlier. I was so happy because I knew question time was coming later. I thought of this question. I initiated question time. I played the commercial. It, do you believe in free will? Because you were talking earlier like like a man who who thinks that free will is real, and I I want it that that's uh, at this point in my life. Yes, I believe I, at this point in my life. It works like this. So the universe, and we know certain laws. And this is just what I believe right now. No, and yeah, and yeah, this has yeah, given yeah. me a lot of comfort. It led me to yoga, uh, besides obviously seeing Steve do that. I mean, you could, don't get me wrong. You can look at things I'm going to say right now, and, and there are very practical. Well, no shit, man. Like, okay, like, okay, I needed some side jobs painting. And I said to the universe, I said, yo, universe, I need some side jobs, some inside or, or some not, not, I don't want it to be tall. I just, I need some extra flow going on. That's what I would like. Some, some easy, nice, nice people side job. Okay. I said that a week ago. I got four. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Now you can look at that from a certain point of view. Before I tell you what I'm going to say here, and it's not that it's anything revelation here, it's just what I believe. Uh, yeah, it's summertime, dickhead. Everybody wants their shit painted right now, all right? But there are two outsides and there's two insides. Like, that doesn't happen too often. Anyways, it's a blessing and I'm going to take it. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to look at it like you're goddamn right. I just, not that I made it happen, uh-huh. but it's a little Star Wars-y as I reached out and I believed it. And okay, I, situations okay. came into my life okay, but- where I chose to initiate something, whether I was actually thinking about it or not, and it resulted in this because it just pieces fell into place. Okay, so but, but, so, so that that's why I asked: Do you believe in free will? Because I, do you believe that that thing was inherently a choice? And yes. You, okay, I believe and, that, and you could have then chosen differently. Totally. If. If all things like if up I didn't sp- choose to say I can do that, or if I didn't choose to make the well, phone call because okay, okay, you made a phone call that is, that that, in, that that you said, hey, I want to do this, right. and that's if if you could rewind the clock and every neuron was in the same place, every star was in the same position, every single atom that is in your surrounding was rewound back to the exact same position so that everything could then be, boom, press play and all of the same stuff. Every single connection, every single molecular collection, everything at a quantum level, electrons popping in and out of existence. If you rewound every single thing back to the exact same state, Mm -hmm. And then press play, and you were then given a proceeding to choose again. Mm-hmm. Do you believe at that point you can choose differently? If you've yeah. already, you do. Yeah. Oh, that's that's interesting because I don't. I think that I think that that chemical state in your brain, the 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 
the amount of atoms that one neuron has, the amount of everything that is going on, if it was at the same state again, I believe that is in fact what you're Every, okay, the to. only con, the only thing you can really count on in life is change. All right, and you, and your change is different. Change for us compared to the geological time is like an insect is to us, right? 100%, okay, right. 100%, okay, yeah. so it works like this: when Aladdin rubbed the lamp, the genie goes, "Hi, you woke me up. Cool. What do you want?" Right? Okay. So there are laws in nature that we know. We can send people into space. We can make airplanes fly. We right. So there are certain laws that are for sure, right? Okay, your attitude and your beliefs and what you say attract those same things to you. Yeah. The law of attraction. So, okay, sure. so sure. so if you, all possibilities for your life in anything you can imagine and think are possible. I agree. All are happening at the same time. Yes, some other dimension, there's a dickhead mix sitting here talking to you yep, guys. Yep, And I somewhere agree. there's a dickhead one of you sitting here yep, talking I to agree. me. I agree. All right? So I that's that. all happening. We choose what to believe, and we put that out there, and the universe hears that. Whether you believe it's God or whatever you want to call it, okay, that happens. That's yeah. vibe. That's the force. That to that me. is what goes on. Okay, you, if you were saying you were sick, and and not that there aren't physical elements and genes that make you act away, or you inherit you know baldness, or, or you get sick, or whatever. I get that. Yeah. But your attitude, and everybody reads this. Cancer yeah. patients that have no hope get a good attitude and heal, and they can't explain it. All right, we are connected. We are stardust. We are. That's why racism and uh, generalizing that we're not the same and putting people down that don't haven't earned that. Okay, right. I'm not saying there aren't dickheads in the universe, but you, know, you got to earn that shit. You just can't assume it. Yep, agreed. All right, yeah. agreed, man. So, okay, so what what you believe for real, what you think, and what you say, that comes to you. Now, it may not come to you the way you may envision. You have to be specific right. in your thoughts. And I can tell you, it's hard to be specific in your thoughts sometimes. Not everybody is OCD. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's hard to let go and have some blind faith in the fucking universe. You know what I mean? Like, But it's for real, man. I mean, it's at least for real for me and the fact that it keeps me happy. Yeah. Okay? It's not just the amount of fucking weed I smoke. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Might have something to do with it too at a certain point. But at the end of the day, I would still be struggling to believe and think like this. You know, you can find the same, you know, you can find the same things in religion. Seeking you will find. Asking the door will be open to you. You know, you know, whatever. I mean, it's all there. And it's the same spirit trying to tell us something over and over and over again. Now, you want to get deeper and be like, is this some kind of alien project and all that kind of shit? And that's not real. I don't know. I can't say that. Yeah. What I can say is this is working for me right now. Like, and I've been raised and I've always believed, you know, we're more than just, we're more than just what we are. Yeah. We really are borrowed energy and there really is going to be something after this. I don't know how exciting or whatever it might be, Interesting. but I think it really will be something that you put forth in. I don't think you grow, you know, if you're stunted spiritually here, you're going to be stunted spiritually when you die. Well, I can tell you something, so, Mick. I can tell you something, Mick, for sure. 
what you're going to get after this is the people who remember you because of the contribution to music and to art in the world. For sure, regardless of anything energy-wise afterwards, in, 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 in the physical existence here today, yeah, you forever are going to be remembered as long as information and music exists friend and yeah, the really same heavy, way man. the same way that you but but see anybody can speculate to what might exist afterwards in a th- in a way we can't touch mm. because in that way it's not that real and we can be comforted in something that is nicer to believe in than is real to to experience right experiences are harder to deal with well, that's that, that's, that's the kind whole... of the nature of everybody. Of well, right. Well, you, there is no gain in in uh, you know there is no uh, there's there's no there's no true love without heartbreak. There's no true happiness without sorrow. You 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 well, you, you know there's no appreciation for what you have until true. you lose it. Yeah. So well, here's here's actually the the, the biggest nugget is humans by evolution are inherently a pleasure seeking species because life is actually inherently painful right and our species has evolved to seek pleasure within the painful existence that we actually inhabit that that is kind of a baseline and we were lucky that we exist in a time that humans have padded. Oh, we are in the luckiest time of all. Cool. We are, Especially living where we do, man. It's, are you it's fucking as, kidding it's me? As pad, yeah. it's, as, we, it's as padded as it can be right oh, now, dude. gentlemen. And so, so for me, to think... I, it's, it's hard for me to envision something past me because I can't envision something before me. Other than the... Like, I can't envision a me before I was born. The, right. It, that 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 is doesn't fucking exist. So why should something unless you can actually be contributive? You're lucky in a way where I've remembered you for 20 years. People like you, the Paul McCartneys and and the 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 Jimi Hendrixes and the the every you're putting every, people on a pedestal, man. No, 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 yeah, I'm not. No, no, I'm not. Because, yeah, no. Because we, for everybody, everybody has that somebody. No matter what name, what stage they're on. For listen, Mick. The same way that you knew names of bass players in bands that people didn't know about when you were a kid and you were young and growing up, mm-hmm. is the same reason I knew your name when people didn't know of 36. I've been confronted and, with this before, man. And, well, well right, right. But, but, but here's what I'm saying. But, here's what I'm saying. Is, is in that, you have the ability, you have the ability to be carried on as a, as a someone forever, but it's actually no more significant as everybody else's mick to their hometown as the somebody who went somewhere in their scape of the world all over the world and carried on forever like there's 
Think of how many other bass players have been that fucking guy who's barely, like, gotten there. How many people know the bass player's name in Tooth Grinder? I have uh, their... Yeah. No, that's my point. But right. but I guarantee you there is a kid sitting in their hometown who's been listening to them since they barely first started who fucking knows his name and plays bass because of him. And... You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That exists, and that is on a spectrum forever, and it and it and it breaks down, and it and it fractals. It's all yeah. a fractal. Well, it's all ripples. It is. It it is all that exactly. And for me, I look at that and I go, it's inherent that people are born wanting to be a producer or a contributor. Some people plan and some people build <laughs> forever, forever. Mm -hmm. That's it. It, it. it fractals from there. And there are subdivisions of planners and builders. Okay. Okay. Like a beehive. And you can be both. And that's the big oh. thing is you can build and you can plan. You can build in one project and plan in another. You can plan your own project and build it. It breaks down from there. But it's, 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 it is a dichotomy, planning and building. In that, for me, mm -hmm. that's why free will can't exist because you're either influenced by planning and building things that you love things that you want to contribute to, things that you feel like need to be supplanted. You see an emptiness in an area and you want to fill that with something you're not hearing yet. There is always this drive to either contribute or to plan. Uh, right. Okay. Well, it, it kind of breaks down. Yeah, I get what you're and, saying. I get what you're saying. You're like, these are natural urges or natural with, thought patterns that, but are, that, that don't deviate, what, that you what, can't get away from. What people care about as free will, should I turn left or right at this red light because traffic is one... Those little those things... Are, those are not... Those those are, are, but, the, 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 but you do have the free will to change what you're doing. You do. I mean, people drop out of like multi-billion dollar jobs to go wander the wilderness. Right, because they are influenced by something that made well, them Well, they have, question themselves. Right. I but, mean, anybody that's for real but, about it. But I, I, for me, it seems like there's always going to be a something that is the cause of the something. It's kind of an... It's kind of a... A regress. Well, that's an the whole. That's the whole regress, point right? of. Well, that's the whole point of of uh, meditation or anything like that, is to reach a point of nothing, where there is nothing influencing you. Yeah. Where you are yeah, really sure. one with yourself sure. and one with the things around you. But then at that moment, because I I do I've practiced mindfulness meditation mm -hmm. from from time to time. I've not gotten and, into that. Yet. And it seems when you get to a moment. When you are experiencing your the the self as something kind of external from what you imagine you are, when when you are paying attention close enough that you notice thoughts coming into existence and being the experiencer of the thought versus experiencing the thought, mm -hmm. you realize that you had no control of where that thought came from. I disagree. I think the key is, to, and the lesson is to shut that thought off. 
The lesson is well, to get but, to a point where but, you're but, not you're but, not thinking. But the you're pr- not you're just there. Of course, of being just there is recognizing that thoughts naturally coming to existence and shutting them off. My point is is that naturally thoughts will come into oh, existence. They flood. Yes, and, I, I, and I, that, don't, I don't. I don't meditate on the regular because well, I fall but, asleep when I get there. Well, but I, right, uh, but but the 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 the, the okay, the free will that one has is the the experience of the uncontrollable thoughts and being able to choose them or not. But well, you, you know, but I, I, but but the. That is a factor down from the lack of free will of choosing whether or not that thought can arise. Inevitably, no matter how close attention one pays, a thought will arise in their head that you did not have control of arising. And the fact that that happens tells me you are not in control. You had no free will in choosing. You're not in control. You're just not, not conscious to control that. Ex- that's why free will doesn't exist at that level because but, you're okay so but okay so i mean you know if you compare it to like uh an infant who can't walk just because they can't walk at that time doesn't mean they won't grow into where they can sure sure so but you don't have control of the fact that they can in fact walk at some point no but they can learn to and choose yeah. to walk that yes, way yes but are you in control of the fact that they can learn to once you choose to learn to yeah well, I don't choose that you I don't think you can choose to believe anything. I think that beliefs I don't think you can be, choose to believe anything. What do you mean? Belief is not a choice. Right now. Right now. Could I put you up on top of my roof and then say, "Hey, choose to believe you're on the edge of the curb and just take a step off." And oh. and shoot no or could I put you could I okay, say so jump in a water? I kind of get what you mean to a certain degree. Well, well, I do to not. A well, very, well, to a very very certain like because well, I would choose I, not to obviously. Well, I was What's, raised in a Christian household. Yeah, and to when I decided that like you know that but like, you can't I choose you can't yeah, choose against a and belief. And this is this is why I actually like decided that i just like don't really necessarily believe in religion like i understand spirituality and i like actually find that like you know really right meaningful um you know just being mindful of you know yourself and you know interacting with fucking nature i guess to a certain degree too spiritually you have but, to be connected to your surroundings for sure no, and yeah there is that be rooted you know yeah. what i mean like kind of in, but in a sense i i think I think it goes to like, but I couldn't believe it. That's the fact that you don't have free will. You take like extreme cases of, uh, you know, the countries where there's war going on and stuff. Those people have no choice in being involved in that. It's not like they can just even they They do pack up and leave. They They, they choose choose to pack up and leave, but there there's no choice in the outcome. Sure, I understand that. It it, but at the same time, you what 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 people care about. As free will, I think, does exist. The fact that we inherently think during the day what we want to eat for dinner, what we're, what we're choosing to choose to Are eat for dinner. Are you touching on instinct? 
It's more like well, you, yeah, you have no I, control yeah. in that. Well, I think because I th- that has been you I know, think that's millions think, of years of evolution and yes, yes, evolved yes, as us. Yes. And, and as far as that goes, yeah, I would agree with that. There's no free will in that. And you are a product of your surrounding exposure breeds acceptance. So Wolves know, wolves have the choice on to look at an elk in the distance and should I choose that elk well, or not. They won't if they're not hungry. Or if the wind's wrong. Right. Or if all the other stuff, they don't have a choice in the wind. Right. We don't think that they inherently have a free will whether to choose their natural instinct or not. We are a product of the same evolution on the same planet in the same time scales. And I think you've you've already talked about it as being more connected to the people around you and feeling like communities. And I think part of that is being more connected to the earth. It has and, to start and, there, man. And in a time of enlightenment and being so smart and our science being so great, I think more F emphasis has to be put on the fact that the fact that we have phones does not mean we are above the There's animals. a reason the ancient cultures and uh, were so intertwined with nature. Yes. Okay. Yes. And, not, and and people assume the that uh, generally, ones. I'm speaking here, uh, that the ancient cultures were dumber than we are. Uh, no. Quite the opposite. They're very much more connected. And and Agreed. yes, there was separation with knowledge and being in power and the poor. But uh, generally speaking, that knowledge was way more available and way more accepted. Well, there was less at, people. Right. As well. Which they is were a huge problem, which is, you know. So here's the thing is they were a smarter culture. In certain per, areas. Per they lacked capita. knowledge sometimes in disease per, yes. and things like that. And that's actually yes. what like capped a lot of fucking, you know, you know. That's what made their culture small is disease. They uh, didn't oh, understand yeah, germs. From, the, from people coming over. But, but there math. was definitely certain areas that they would excel in. And this happens well, actually. They didn't worry about disease because they didn't deal with them. Right. Didn't have to. Right. It's the same thing we would deal with. Until you know? people got more populated, they didn't know how to deal with the sewage. They didn't know how to deal with the... Quite the opposite, man. If you look at some of the stuff, like even the Monte Picchu and these different uh, yeah, things, they had right. actual bathrooms. Uh, and they had holes, yeah. a f- and walls a foot or more thick like with drainage inside that, the walls that ran the drainage beside yeah. and it ran down no, along with right. the water and washed away. I mean, they were more cleaner than the European, you know, than white, you know, than we were. Oh, yeah. yeah. We lost some of that, We threw actually. it out the window out of the street. Right. Yeah. But they didn't have cell phones. So how could they be as smart as us Make. Yeah. Well, no, that's well, what that's what that's third the world problems, I guess. You know? That's yeah. that's the fucking that's the stupid arguments that people say is you know, I would if I could go back, I would love to go back to the time that they were erecting Stonehenge and see what civilization was oh, like. I love then. that kind of shit too, man. I, you, you know, know uh, you know what the shit okay. they were like I think I gotta be years. honest with you, man. I think when, there there is a lot of underestimating ancient people. All right. There well, is a lot gosh. I mean, think of the shit we do today. And I know there's these huge jumps in technology, but you guys I mean, it's just like it's like getting on a riding spurt. Like, you know, you don't write nothing for a while, and all of a sudden you write five songs. Yeah. Right? Or yeah. you get ideas. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So there had to be these huge inspirations with involving hard labor. 
And who to say they didn't ingenious some shit that got put in the ground and rotted and we're never going to know what the fuck they used. Okay, give me a break. Go put a dead body in the fucking Mount Hood forest and go see if you can find it in six months. Right. Right. Negative. And if most people built... (laughs) That's a hard no. And if most people... (laughs) Hard no. (laughs) If most people built most things out of wood... That's what I'm saying. They used organic shit. They didn't have the metal yet. So, you know, and... And then so there's this huge jump in technology. Well, why wouldn't there be? Somebody did something and somebody else did that and somebody else said, oh, fuck. And then they went blah, blah, blah. And well, even if they did find shit. We also are now learning how that we are way older technologically than we ever thought we were before. Yeah. We're, we're you know, we know that we at least had communities and spoken word at 30,000 years ago. Oh, at this than, point, yeah, older than at, that I mean, now. at least record. Older I mean, we have that. but evidence uh, yeah. of that far pre-ice age. Oh, dude. Like, you know, it's it's crazy how far back we're learning human evolution is. Like, how long ago right. we were smart, and in, in well, and the landscape was different. So there were different resources to yeah. to to make these ideas. Well, we had happen. We to, had to like, create these civilizations. Oh, you know, woolly mammoths and saber toothed tigers and. Fucking wolves. the whole surge of uh, of finding of uh, you know Native American uh, huge cities, way well, big. Well, so did you know they've now figured out that horses horses evolved on North America before the land bridge separated the first time. So horses evolved into horses on North America, zebras and all the other kinds uh-huh. of equine. Evolved on North America, spread across the land bridge into Eurasia, into Russia, Asia, Eurasia, over. And then as the geography changed and the land bridge separated between the North Americas and Russia, Uh it broke off. The climate changed enough that they all died out on America, but lived over there because it was hotter in the Indias and the Saharas. And so you right. had you had the Mongolian tribes of horses, which were long highlands runners. Yeah. You had the Saharan horses, and they all crazy. evolved over there. They completely died out in the, room, in the Americas. Camels came from North but America. Yes. Where they came yep, from. yep, yep. It all. And, you know. Also, people don't realize not, they and think then not until. The Spanish discovered the Americas again in the 1400s. Almost a hundred thousand years later, did horses get returned yeah. to the Americas yeah. for the first time? Yeah, it's crazy, man. And, and they, now they there were studies too wild. about like you know, man had a huge uh, influence in the extinction of like woolly mammoths and and other animals at the oh, time. Yeah. Yeah, man, you know, you, I mean, just like we just said, you put something in the woods, it's gone, you know, in a certain, I mean, we, you know, we're, we're very uh, arrogant to assume any anything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, I mean, you know, there's so much. It's wild. There's so, uh, so much under the ground, you don't know. Yeah. I, mean, I yeah. mean, what's in the ocean? I mean, come on, give me a break. <sighs> oh, man. No <sighs> Dude, I've that. been on a cephalopod kick for a while. <laughs> Dude, for real. Looking at uh, octopuses, octopi, those things are fucking crazy. Dude, the mother dies. Ultimate sacrifice. Dude, cephalopods are nuts. Okay. Where are we at? Another another tune? Let's do another tune. I'm going to ask you another question because that was a nice long ramble. Okay. What's your favorite Star Wars movie? Empire Strikes Back. 
<laughs> oh, yes. Surprising to me, but I like it. I yep, I'm an Empire guy too. I also yeah, really enjoy I really shit. enjoy the Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. I really enjoy those. I really like uh, Solo. I thought that was awesome. Oh, Han As, Solo uh, yeah, the movie? Yeah. Well, I, I read too. the trilogy. The trilogy, yeah. the books, I read those. Yeah. Uh, uh, I really dug Rogue One. Uh, I played Rogue One, the game. I read Rogue One, the books. I read all the X-Wing. They need to, X, the they should have did the Shadows of the Empire. I wish they would have done Shadows of the Empire, and then I think they should do X-Wing Alliance and just make a nice little trilogy. They need to Alliance. do a rated R Boba Fett movie like they were going to. Yeah. Yeah. You fucking kidding me? Yep. Yep. I, I'm glad they did the solo sweet. story. You know that was that was pretty good. Um, Just like they have like graded our Deadpool or something. Yeah. I think it's changing times. Yes. Lay down. Oh, changing times. Oh, you're giving me another good fucking drop, aren't you? Okay, I need to clean this one off. We're going to take a small break one more time. And then we're going to come back with... Hollywood stars, bro. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, man. Uh, Let's see here. Where is... (laughs) Okay, we're back again. Dude, I just want to say, this is such a fucking pleasure of oh, ours, dude. Bear. Oh, dude. You're amazing. You are, you. You are a treasure of a person. <laughs> well, well, here's the thing is is people out here don't hear the conversations we have off mic right, when we right. pause and right. pee and shit like that. And Joke. You're a fucking treasure, oh, man. I love you guys, it's been too, good. It's good shit. Fuck yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going we're gonna to go right in here to another song. Let's hope I get a good. Uh, good I believe you will. We'll use some of that. Good force. juju. <laughs> yeah, dude, we got to do a May May the Fourth, May Fourth. We got to do a Let's fucking do Star Wars yeah. podcast, dude. Okay, no, here's what I want to say. Okay, while while we're recording and I'm getting ready to drop That's this a thing, away. my cousin Matt, he's he's older than me, is the biggest star wars guy i've ever met <laughs> next you i i can't tell yet if you uh, actually rival him or not because well, you're blowing me away in, in your but he he's also a lego head and so oh, he has he has a whole room oh yeah of every lego thing star wars thing set up models Dude. out every every <laughs> every every lego advanced x-wing uh, I tie a, fighter the, i had uh, an old friend that could he i mean you don't have enough room yeah oh, wow. that's that's yeah. that's my cousin uh, yeah and, well i'm not like all, that it's all I, star I wars and he knows he knows every fact he knows every like so i got like I three four do, boxes of books you know what, what i, I want to do yeah. is i've been oh, wanting man, to a while to have a star wars podcast and just Dude. just an episode devoted to star wars with two or three 
fucking friends in here. Yeah. Three, four people. You know, a between panel. dude, I have a Star Wars barbecue book. We could make Star Wars treats and talk about Star Wars. <laughs> oh, dude, that'd be so fun. <laughs> well, well, we I want to hang out like, yeah. like fucking have like, like barbecue a whole lunch so and move it out so there. And, out. Yeah, and I want to have just a Star Wars themed night podcast everything. Okay, do we know do what we it. need to do? We need to find the Let's, soundtrack for the different movies and oh, you dude, play that in the background just the we soundtrack. We can get it on vinyl, dude. We, we, we can get, can get the Star whole Wars tracks on vinyl. Dude, I'm pretty excited I have right now. Seen it. <laughs> no, and, and, and I found it once because I, I would thought love we had it. Uh, I didn't buy it. I would I'm love serious. to just have a talk we and go for it. go for an hour and a half, two hours, just starting with. Uh, and I, I, I mean, we have to start with a new hope and just talk about the the original four, five, and six. Brother, first. my fourth grade teacher talked my parents and let me go to that movie. A new hope. Yeah. Yeah. They wouldn't let you at first? <laughs> they weren't sure what's up. They went with yeah. me. Oh, really? Cool. Oh, yeah. And they were like, oh, whatever. It's cool. You know yeah, right. It wasn't that bad. Dude, a new, <laughs> I want to tell you what. Even even as a so kid, cool. even as a kid watching so cool. A New Hope for a first time, for, for I, I still remember watching it for the first time. Like, even as a kid and it being 20 years, Dude. you know, after or almost damn near 20 years after it came out when I watched it for the first time. Yeah. Like, I I remember. I mean, it's on, and it was on shitty VHS on an old ass tube TV that like we had to fucking sit there and you know get close to. And I mean, that's how I watched it for the first time. So it wasn't far off the quality of the dude. The it time. stayed in the movie theater for like a year in those days. You know what I mean? Like there was oh, no yeah. VHS. There was none of that shit, man. <sighs> Remember how long? How excited! Okay, okay. Polar so, Polar so, School there on Dowling and, okay, and New wait. Seward. So that so, that was a theater, so, Polar Theater. So will you describe to me, Mick? Will you do this? This is another question time. Okay, okay question time. We're all still right. going, we're rolling right. on this. Before I'm gonna, we are gonna play this track. It's all good. Um, you had, you went to the theaters. You watched a New Hope. Blew your mind. <sighs> yeah. I I know it blew your mind. Big time. Uh, what did you course. feel? Going into Empire, having experienced and waited, watched A New Hope, done all that, got Star Wars depth, and then all of a sudden Empire's coming, and like you have the next thing to fulfill this. What the fuck just happened? Are you (laughs) fucking kidding me? Darth Vader's his dad? What? Yeah. Fucking yeah. (laughs) I mean, what do you say? Yeah, Fuck, right. Dude. What's gonna happen, dude? Is it? Do, I mean, oh my is God, that? Do you, you think? Me? Do you think? Snow that... speeders? What? <laughs> uh, Yoda. There's old Jedi. What? There's. There's. What? Wow. <laughs> That's what I thought, man. Fuck yeah. The me? fucking emperor, dude. And the old emperor with the, who was green with yeah. the weird left eye, yeah, man. Nah, they kind of fucked that up a little bit with return. Well, yeah. this one they CGI'd in who the emperor became, right? And I get why. I mean, you know, whatever. But I, I want to. I don't know. He was already fucked up. Yeah. What yeah. did you think? Yeah. Did you notice when the first time you watched uh, Empire Strikes Back? Did you notice the Darth Vader suit changed between? Uh, New Hope and Empire. 
I didn't notice the change in, but I noticed the shininess in return. Oh, because yes, when he yeah. came back, because it's really dull, like almost flat paint in yep, Luke yep. and a new hope. Yep, and yep. by the time he gets to return the Jedi, he's shiny. Yeah. He's sunny yeah. gloss. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not sure if he went to Satin and Empire, but uh, I don't know, man. I felt Empire was just, you know, it's the dirty one out of him. Now, obviously, I want the good guy to win, right? Yeah. I love Luke. Right. He's a little whiny. Well, I love Luke. <laughs> right, you know, right. I really like Qui Gon Jinn and the new ones. Oh, okay, yeah, but yeah. So you know, I mean, when I played D and D, like my characters were chaotic, good. You know what I mean? Like yep, they're good yep, dudes, yep. but you know, they're gonna fuck around a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's and Deadpool. Uh, it's Deadpool. Yeah, and that's what Return of the, or uh, Empire Strikes Back was. It was but like, how happy were you to see Luke in black in Return of the Jedi? Oh, he's badass. That's his best. That's you know, I was a little bummed, like. In the new ones and the last Jedi, like the fact that he was projecting that whole deal he did and made himself look younger. Yeah. Like, I don't know, that's pretty fucking cool, man. I thought, you know, like, and, you, know, right. you know, I'm not like with Star Wars because the, uh, you know, the first three are they're gonna be, are always going to be my favorite. You know what uh, I mean? Yeah, you me know, and, and Empire, Empire is probably my favorite because it outdid the New Hope. It really yeah. did. It was like one of the first uh, sequels uh, that I remember that were better. Right. You know uh, what about what about Rocky two versus Rocky? We're in space, man. I don't want to get yeah, the space. Rain. You're right. You're right. Okay. <laughs> I have I just, affinity for Rocky. I like them all. I love. I love uh, every Rocky I like movie, them, ever. even the latest ones. Yeah, me too. Uh, me too. And I love it that he owns me, a restaurant and just talks about. For me, it. <laughs> for like like the Rocky movies, just you. I watch them back now, and just like Star Wars, the old movies are shot old, but the stories hold up. The action holds up. Like oh, oh, when you like, watch the older movies, when you watch all the old Rockies, and lethal just weapon, like dude. You, well, Lethal Weapon's another I one like that's it. a little oh, more modern. Time Bandits? <laughs> yes! The Last Starfighter? Dark Crystal? Dark oh, Crystal. Uh, 100%. <laughs> do you see that they're doing the Dark Crystal oh, yeah. again? No. Yeah. I don't know if I want to. Yeah, they're doing that, the Dark man. Crystal again. It's they got to be doing it with Muppets. They can't do CGI. I, th I think it's all gonna be live action Muppet. Oh, that's okay. Maybe I think it's. I Could mean, it's gonna be modern the same shot. story or some twist. Twist. I, th uh, I. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't uh, know. I liked uh, what else? Uh, Never ending story. Slayer. Never ending story. I came into that late. I was kind of like in my older, yeah, older yeah. then, but I do like that movie yeah. because of my kids. But uh, Dragon Slayer. Dragons, hundred percent. Now, there's one they never touched, the remakes. You know what I'm saying? They Hollywood can't seem to think of something new. They got to use comic books and redos. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Though I did enjoy Prometheus, the spinoff of Aliens. Yeah, I did it, enjoy that. It was okay. I, it was a little weak. I, 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 I thought there were a couple little. <sighs> I don't get a big expectations. I do okay, the same yeah. with Star Wars. Sure. I really don't, man. Because yeah. at the end of the day, man, they're there, you're there to detach for two and a half hours sure. or hour and a half, whatever. Are you you know what I mean? You, yeah. I mean, obviously you want to see a good movie, but I mean, come on. And once again, coming down to attitude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, my, I got more shit going on in my my world that I don't need to have a super high expectations and be yeah. bummed about a movie I go spend forty dollars to go see because yeah. i want to eat popcorn and see it on a huge fucking screen right i'm i'm gonna uh, fuck it it's yeah, a star yeah. wars movie it ain't gonna be that bad yeah, yeah right, you know what right, i mean right. i mean i don't go to For movies sure. a lot you know what sure. I mean? yeah, are you a, are you a trekkie as well i love you, star trek man 
Good. Okay, so I'm, I'm I am happy to hear that you're not one of those f- either Star Trek or Andor. Star Wars. I yeah, think Andor. it goes hand in hand, man. You ain't getting no Me Star too. Wars without Star Trek. Sorry, man. And the fact that Gene Roddenberry was so far ahead and the underlying tones he put in his th- shit. Yeah. You know, and yet had to stay in the lines of All the right. time. What's your favorite what's your favorite Star Trek uh chronol- uh evolution? Which one's your favorite? Well, fuck. I really enjoy the original movies because it was a big deal when that came out. Because the movies, Star Wars did Star the- Wars came out and then Star Trek the Motion Picture, they were like, Yo, okay, we got sci fi fans, we're gonna do this. With and they, Jean-Luc Picard. No. Oh, the original ones with Viger. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah but yeah. what made it badass for me is the Klingons in the beginning. That the soundtrack, it's all gung, 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 and they're getting up on V'ger, and they, you can see the start, the actual Warbird, and fucking, they got the fucked up forehead a little bit. It's not as much as they do in the next, in generation, next generation, but right. it started oh, that. Yeah. And they're shit. really Klingons. They're not just some pissed off, dark haired humans. They're actually their own species. And I don't know, man. Pretty badass. I enjoy those movies. I enjoy the originals, obviously, probably first, just out of, out of, out of respect. But I really, when I really got into Star Trek, it was the next generation. Nice. Yeah, and I actually. So, uh, do you see the the trailer for the new Picard that's coming out? No. You haven't seen the the trailer for New Picard? No. Oh, Mick. Is it a movie or a series? Movie. What? Movie. Picard. Uh, let me with, see John Luke, man. With fucking what's his nuts as an. 20 years past Picard from the last movie that they did with Next Generation, the movie series, where, you know, they did uh, um, Star Trek. With the new ones, new ones? No, no, with with Jean-Luc Picard still, but they, they were doing in like the late 90s. Yeah, 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 where they, where they did the, the, the thing with, with the Whoopi board, Goldberg with and the everything. Whoopi, and the Borg yeah, yeah, and yeah, all yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so this is 20 years past that. Oh, fuck. Well, I like the new Star Trek too. They got playing the yeah. old. I, I thought it was great, man. It actually, were I thought they were fucking good. Okay. Yeah. God, they're still plugging away. This is coming. <laughs> so this is Star Trek Picard. After the ad, oh, conveniently. Oh, it's fifteen oh, years ago. Free. Today. That's it. You let us out of the darkness. You commanded the greatest rescue armada in history. You can skip ad before. This is not the end. The unimaginable. What did that cost you? Your faith? Your faith in us? Your faith in yourself? Tell us, why did you leave Starfleet, Admiral? Why did you leave Starfleet? Awesome. Uh, So maybe it's like a show? I don't know. I guess... Well, that's encouraging. Yeah. So they're doing like an 
CBS. Is Thanks to Indochino for oh, keeping Legal sh- Eagle in the air shut up. and helping me look fly. No, we did not spot Indochino's nothing. We don't do that. That's not our sponsor. Not That's us. not part of us. I don't even we know. We do not endorse it at all. <laughs> Who? I don't, I don't know uh, what you're talking I about. I don't know what you mean. Um, we're going to listen to Nazareth. <clears throat> Woo. Rock and roll. <laughs> okay, I, ho- I hope I have this. I hope I have this right. Drop that needle. You got it right, yo. Oh. That was so good. Oh, that was so good. Such an iconic voice. That's what you're thinking that. I mean, can you imagine being in the 70s and hearing this? Oh, my God. Like, what the fuck? Definitely. Rod Stewart on steroids. It must almost be like hearing like hearing Jimmy Page for the first... I mean, I mean Robert Plant for the first time. Right. Or, or uh, I mean, fuck, even hearing someone like um, Sebastian Bach. I'm not a big Skid Row fan. No? No. <laughs> I dug I dug Skid Row. I, I know. Everybody does. Uh, I mean, great band. Tesla? Love Tesla. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, what about um, Air Supply? I didn't mind me some Air Supply. A little bit. But I was in fourth grade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love me some Journey. Oh, yeah. For sure. Foreigner? Don't mind Foreigner. Like that. I, I was in the... It was a, it was a progression band. Stepping Stone. Journey and Foreigner, actually. And then to Kansas? No. I can do a big leap. Like, uh, Foreigner, Journey, uh, right into, like, ACDC Rush, Priest, all that. I mean, it just kind of went... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there was a cool definition of pop and like what's not, and then it was, you know, it's always been cool to listen to something that's not as popular. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, naturally. And it, for my time, definitely metal was the, well, the rebellion. Well, that's, that's where bands like Caius come yeah. in. Oh yeah, I love Caius. Hermano, Unita, Queens of Stone Age, all that shit. Man, we got Queens of Stone Age here at the Satyricon. Nobody was there, and then they were in a van. No, no, we saw them at EJ's. The place that ain't there no more. But they were the van, and nobody there. And then we saw them. Uh, they came back for Rated R, and they were, in, or maybe it was still the first album. But they were at Satyricon. It was like almost sold out, and they were in like an RV. And then they did Brabody's Pan, and they were in a white bus. Like there was every time they came back, it was just a, you know. And then we were doing festivals, and they were like one of the biggest bands, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Damn. But they always played Jelly. That's awesome. 
saw Caius Lives at the Roseland. And then when we went overseas once, uh, we got into town to Birmingham the day before the show to see uh, Vista Chino play. And they played like a tuner seat club. I quit drinking just to go stand and listen. Mike Dean from Corrosion of Conformity was playing bass. It's badass. I love man. Corrosion. I love Corrosion, dude. One of my favorite bands. Crowbar 2. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it solos out for a long time. <laughs> it's a little bit of that jam band root at the end of uh, this stuff. It's the 70s, man. Tired? Oh, dude, I uh, went to work at 3 a.m. 3 a.m.? Yes. I'm sorry, bro. Clocked in at 3 a.m. Oh. Uh, oh, it's all good. You're this up for 24 hours almost. We're going to. Sometimes uh, I do. Stunt your growth, bro. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I'm not that. T- <laughs> I'll always be short anyway, so no. I would have shared really my coffee sure. with you. <laughs> I love coffee. I, I, can just I tell, do, too. I can just, I'll drink some right now. I can just tell you're a construction man because you brought a thermos. Oh, yeah. I can, t- I just I can tell. Know. I, can I mean, tell I knew you guys would have some beers or something, but I was I like, am. I probably should bring it because I, I was up at 4.30, so. Oh, shit. Well, fuck. You know. It's you're, like, you're, but it's you're okay. A I've had a, I had that. <laughs> well, so uh, here you fun. want to. Uh, yeah. I like this. Let's give you another another good You're going to ask me a question. I am. Over the years, Kablarg has grown with you as a consumer. We were there throughout your childhood with our hopefully patented child finder. The top-selling doodle flip. Tear muffs. And the anti-cry device. We moved to adulthood with our utensil. Lawn care. And don't forget about the pizza. But Kablarg has come to realize that we've neglected the old people. I mean, they're easy to forget about. They kind of just sit there with their cats. And complain about being cold. Now Kablarg has a new line of products to make those geriatric folks not feel so shitty. The Kablarg, hopefully patented all-in-one, all-absorbent grundle catch. We just wrap the ass apparatus with the ass apparatus wrap. <laughs> to catch the crap when the ass wraps up the crap. This is Edgar P. The guys in R&D have been kicking ass for old folks like me. We now invented the double-sided back scratcher. Use your imagination to see what the other side's used for. We recently came up with the auto-chew with its munchifier technology. And coming soon, the old people finder. Our grundle catch now comes in distinctive patterns. Cats and cactuses for grandmas. For grandpas, we have camo. Because they want to go commando, but are afraid to do so. Because they can't back it no mo. Where's my cat? Fuck, I'm cold. Yeah, that's the market for old old people as well. <laughs> just, <laughs> just saying. Yeah, stay up for 24 hours and make funny commercials. Yeah. <laughs> Damn fun, right. Though, man. Damn Dude, right. Are you kidding me? I was telling you earlier, did those fucking uh, radio thingies for my friend. Yeah. And that's all we did, man. For hours, like, just. Yeah. Get baked and fucking. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, what do you like? Just, just bake up shit for what you like. It was fun. Yeah. Yep. All right. So, where is. Okay. How about this? What. When you go on tour in Europe, 
Yeah. What is the food that you most look forward to having? And stuck like what stopping in it like oh this fucking French toast here or like or what it could what's, be anywhere anywhere just like what yeah. like, what's that I really I really food. enjoy Germany because yeah. usually uh, it's been a size of club but uh, they have an in house cook and they cook like a home meal so they'll put like you show it like when we go to overseas you know you roll in and there's you know there's water there's beer there's uh, I mean really blessed there's like Sandwich makings, there's crisp chips, you know. Because Steve, uh, we asked Steve, we asked Steve this question. He's like, I eat like these pre-made po- like potatoes mash. Well, okay. What First mash? off, he's he's a dumbass, and <laughs> he gets pretty stressed just being. Yeah. I mean, he's he's prone to be a little just you know not isn't nothing serious, but he doesn't eat yeah. much. Just being away. Uh, my perspective is completely different. All right. The food's pretty much good wherever you go. Okay. All right. All right. I mean, we're rolling to Warsaw, Poland. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And they, somebody had taken the time to cut, like, you know, like, everything was cut up into bite-sized stuff. You know, like the sandwich, uh, like, you know, the vegetables. And then there was, like, celery with, like, cream cheese in it. And there, or, like, you know, over there it's uh, tomato, like, fresh mozzarella cheese with tomato on it. You know, or... uh uh, it, just, it was just like a spread like you went into your grandma's house you know and it was yeah, it was like, yeah. You know, like you know like three of these tables lined up with this spread <laughs> yeah. and you, it was for gee. all the bands but it's like you know it's so much more welcoming I mean, you do the same 200 seat club in in the states and you get water and beer and there and there's your five ten you know, if you're lucky twenty dollar buyout most right. likely five or ten yeah but over there there's a little more a little more level so there's a little more stuff on the rider you can we can afford because ultimately it comes out of your pocket anyways, out of the, you know, the whole package. Right. Fuck but yeah, I really enjoy, uh, Italy was obviously really good, man. You could, I mean, food, yeah. Italy. I mean, uh, uh, but you can find, what's the, people's weird? perspectives are different, man. It comes down to attitude well, But for again. you, like, True. like, like for you, yeah. what, what's like one of the most delicious things like you just love to eat over there? Well, the first time I went to Italy, uh, I found this cart that made hamburgers that were like oval, you know, four or five inches on like a, a big hoagie, you know, like yeah. uh, it was amazing. And then, uh, we were on tour with, it was kill switch us and bank all 5.0 and, uh, the 5.0 had a girl guitar player, Sharon. And, uh, we were, we were in Milan, I believe. And, uh, we passed a gelato shop. Right. And I'm in Italy and like, I gotta have some gelato. So, <laughs> I got some gelato and she was a vegan, right? So she didn't get no gelato. Of course not. But I got some coffee gelato and we're walking back and she's she, she broke down and wanted to taste. She was like, "Let's go back." So we went back. It's the best gelato I ever had in my life, and I don't know if it was just because of the time, the first time Everything, there, but it was yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. But and so we went back, and oh, the the dude awesome. was the dude was closing. Right, and we got back, and so he's like, I mean, we took back as much as we could carry. He was giving us the extra. We bought like one each, and he just gave it the rest to us. So we had like, you know, I don't can't remember, but we had a few. It was funny. She fell off the wagon. It was vegan for a gelato. <laughs> and, <laughs> Holy and then, shit! Uh, another time, I remember. Uh, I think it was Switzerland. It was just a home cooked meal. I can't remember what they had. It was just good. I just enjoyed it. It's different there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everything. Oh yeah. Kind of, you know what I mean? 
Okay, what's the weirdest thing you've eaten? Okay, the weirdest thing I ever had was... <laughs> yeah. Okay, yes. there's two. So I tried haggis in Scotland. Disgusting. Legit okay. haggis? This, fried. Yeah. Disgusting. Don't, don't, don't do that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is not so much disgusting as in just weird. Do you guys remember the Chinese food that came in a can? Chow mein, whatever. Not chow mein, but like... Well, chow mein, but like... I forget what it's called. It's old school, like... The can was like big like this and on top was like the you know, the meat and the sauce and everything and then the bottom was the noodles and <laughs> cup then, of yeah, noodle, you know cup what I mean? You cooked it on thing, it, not a cup no, of noodle, no. no like no, you it actually was like cooked a legit it. canned food. Yeah, yeah. but so <laughs> Chinese food, like it was canned Chinese food pretty much. Gotcha. But so we're first time on again on this roadways tour in I think two thousand two with Killswitch and five point We played Warsaw Poland and they fed us uh, like Chinese food like that. Like, <laughs> I was expecting cabbage and beef, and you know, you're in, you're in Warsaw. Yeah. No. Potatoes. No. No, no, no. no. Just, they're like, yeah, oh, they're yeah, Americans. Yeah, okay, yeah, they want the Chinese food. Yeah. Well, it, was, it came in. It was from a Chinese restaurant, but we're in Warsaw, Poland. Yeah, that's. I mean, we're kind of, I don't know. Okay, what but, was South Africa like? That's crazy. South Africa. <laughs> You've uh, been there twice now, right? Yeah. South Africa is beautiful. First time we went there, uh, we did the festival, the Cranked Up Festival. So we were only in Johannesburg. And the first thing you notice when you flow in is every building, every home, every, has a wall around it. And I don't mean a fence like you guys have. I mean 10, 12, 15 foot high, thick concrete, cement, stucco wall with barbed wire on top and electric wiring running through that. We asked why. At that time, I don't know if it still is, obviously, but at that time, the unemployment rate was like 25%. It's been the only place. Normally, we go someplace, you fly in, you walk around, you check it out. I mean, we did that in South America. Yeah, yeah. Do not go outside. The, we, the hotel we stayed at that they got us was kind of like a bungalow. We all roomed together in these two separate rooms. It's really cool, man. Uh, You know, really, I don't know if tropical is the right word, but outside bungalow you know yeah it was uh really cool and the the, the host the, the duncan and wayne they really treated us like gold and took us on a we got to go see a cool safari where you drive through and animals and stuff and a monkey sanctuary and uh, and the gig was awesome i mean there's close to two thousand people there there was and, and all the other bands were Does local it blow you away yeah completely much? yeah and but <laughs> The there's there's a weird Do you feel there's a weird underlying you know racist thing going on and not the the people we were around were were very really? I mean they were, I mean they're fine they're like hanging yeah. out with you guys it's, of course but all the help seemed to be not I you know not one hundred percent but most of the help was native African yeah. and you know and these there's like. 12 languages there yeah you know yeah. that are that are Just dialect, the dialect you know and people speak many people speak multi yeah, uh brock's wife's from there and she speaks many you know many i think she speaks multi languages but anyways and i didn't really see it the first time but the second time we went back uh, we did just two clubs we did uh cape town and then we did johannesburg yeah 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 and same thing really cool people everything 
But this time, man, I don't know. I had an experience where, like, I forget who was. Someone introduced me to this guy. And, I mean, basically, he was a waiter. But he, they were like, this is your guy. And he was a black man. And, I, uh, fuck, I forget his name. I normally don't forget his name. Because <laughs> I was, you know, I don't drink much. So I was drinking a lot of coffee. But uh, whatever you need. And I was like. And the room was like just up, you know, there was a bar and stage and then the stairs were bathrooms. But there was like a, I want to say a room. conference room that they turned into the green room. Gotcha. So, and they were being, they were just trying to be cool. Like, you don't have to go downstairs to the bar. They didn't say this, but basically like, you don't have to go anywhere. Make this whatever you want. Just get this guy and he'll get you what you want. And that's cool and everything. But like, he's working too, right? Like this is his gig. Okay, I get that, but like I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I, I, I the, nobody like... did anything weird, but it felt weird to me. So when he would, I would, yeah. he would, you know, would you like something? I'd like a cup of coffee, and I would go down and wait. <laughs> you know, I'd follow him downstairs, and then wait for it. And like, thanks, man, and then go upstairs. I don't know, man. It felt I don't, well, it, it, it just felt, I, have, and just different attitudes, not in the people that we were dealing no. with, but in the people I saw and the way they would talk to the native that would be the waiter or the whatever, the help for the sound man, whatever. It was, they didn't do anything wrong, but it was just, I don't know, man. I just yeah. felt something weird. And I'm not saying there was, that, a, it was pre, a beautiful country. A there, beautiful was country a, there was a but, pretense set that. I don't like, know if it's anybody's fault. I mean, I no, think this no, generation, no. Um, um, whether you're a native or, or, or a native white guy there or person, I think you're, it's this kind of weird, him. fucked up situation is thrown into your lap from your older generation. And you've you know, probably been raised one way or another, and yet you know right from wrong, and yet you have to live in this situation. And, you know, you know, I mean, it, I don't know. It, it's it, it just seemed, well, I felt bad. Because the people I met were amazing, man. Well, I mean, it, it, it's, I it's cannot sadly, say enough about them. I mean, yeah. really. But there was, I don't know. It's maybe I sadly, read too much into well, it. No, uh, no, but, I don't think so. I don't think so. But it's, it's, it's inherent. It's kind of sadly inherent in the same way that, like, in Muslim countries, women are told they're actually empowered by completely covering themselves from head to toe and not allowing them to show themselves right. to the world, when that actually is just truly oppressive. But yeah. within the culture and the way they're raised to think about it, that they're actually being empowered by it, right. you know, and they believe it. But the fact that women can't show skin is just kind of truly oppressive, no matter where you are and what yeah. frame of reference you're in. Yeah. In yeah. that same way, it's not like they're outright endorsing slavery or anything by that. But I can understand where you sitting there and them kind of expecting this one guy to just be your kind of lackey. For yeah. lack well, of I mean, a better you word, you get that other places too. You know, if hey, if you need something, talk to this guy. That's more what it is, though. It isn't like yeah. somebody specifically introduced. And he's in a white okay, thing yeah. and a white tie, and he's like, you know, you need, you know, I, I don't know, man. It was just, I don't know. It's weird, I, right? It was, I, it was just a weird vibe. I yeah. mean, and and it happens, and it was, but it was a beautiful place, and I mean, nobody. There wasn't like any outright racism. No, no, That's not no. What of I course, mean. there wouldn't but, be. No, uh, I no, don't know. No, I just I really that... was apparent to me that there was a definite separation, and not that the states don't have that. We have that bad too, uh, definitely. and definitely probably more than they do. But you know, I mean, I will say this though: nobody was on the street with a sign. 
Dudes were on the street trying to sell shit. Hustle. I was told to put my cell phone away. I was in the like shotgun riding and I was taking, you know, pictures and the guy that was driving was like, hey man, put your cell phone down because sometimes somebody will come up to the door with like a spark plug in their hand and break the glass and just reach in and give whatever they can. And he was dead serious. So there was that issue, you know. Yeah. So it was it was weird because you told these things, but you don't really see it. But there's this underlying tone, and there, you know, you drive by those shanties you'd see like on pages of National Geographic. I mean, you know, just as far as you could see, tin roofs and yeah. cardboard. Yeah. And so there was, and then you know, like a Lamborghini would drive by you. So there's this huge wealth gap. You know. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, it's wild. And not to, I don't know if I got too serious, but no, no. Overall, the people that brought us well, there and the people we dealt with, they were just everyday folk like we are and, and they were yeah. amazing. Well, it's, and good. there was a mix, like there was a, there was a, you know, there was a mix in the, in the music, that music scene. Uh, and there was a shit ton of local people. I mean, that's all it was when we did, uh, the festival, you know. All local bands, and there was a lot of good bands. Uh, yeah. God, I'm going to say the name wrong. Forgive me, Wayne, but Damien Muse or something like that. It reminds me of like Devin Townsend. You know, oh, like, wow. I mean, wow. It doesn't sound like that, but yeah. it's that quality of stuff, man. Wow. Yeah. And That's there was a, another instrumental band I saw. I don't know if they're still around. They were called Oh God with an exclamation point. Uh, I went to the bathroom and they stopped me. Oh God! I think I've heard of them. Oh God! Uh, I really enjoyed that. I like instruments, Pelican, Russian circles, that kind of stuff. Yeah, but yeah, it was cool. It was really cool. South America was really like fucking whole. Last time we were there, you bungee jumped with Kyle. Watch, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I asked both insane. of them about that. Chris and I were like, okay, we're gonna go. You know, we were all at this like restaurant, and uh, it was outside of it. Weren't you gonna go, and then you didn't? No, hell fucking no. I climb you, ladders for a living. I don't need to do that shit. Right. Uh, <laughs> a free fall with a fucking nope. bungee cord. I got ladders strapped with bungee cords. Fuck that. Uh, <laughs> fucking, <laughs> but what was funny was because uh, we didn't know Steve was going to jump. So Chris, the guy I was talking about earlier, uh, him and I, <clears throat> we roll over to the tower to watch Kyle jump. And oh, he's oh, he's jumping. We see somebody. I mean, it's tall, a couple hundred, three hundred feet high, something like that. Crazy. And we're like, that uh, that's not Kyle. That dude's got a beard. That's fucking Steve, <laughs> right? And they're like, what the <laughs> fuck? Not like, I, like he would never. Like he literally, like, fuck no, I'm not doing that. So when he gets off, like, whoa, you fucking jumped. He's like, yeah. I'm like. Would you ever do that again? He's like, hell fucking no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's what he said, Sig, right there, smiling almost the exact same yeah. way you're hell. smiling right now. <laughs> uh, hell fucking no. He said, it, uh, I, he's like, I had to know. That's what he told us sitting right there. He's like, I had to know. My brother Stephen Holt, when he gets something in his mind, like if he's got to figure something out or fix something or yeah. something like that, like he, he, he can't let it go. Yeah, and, and eats but, him. Well, it that's why away, you know, yeah. the creative juice flows too. So, so I have I have another question. Okay, I have to know. I have to know because <laughs> you're such an interesting guy. <laughs> I, when you're 
when you have a moment of free time mm-hmm. and you're like, I'm going to put my energy into something and mm-hmm. it's not music. Mm-hmm. You don't have it, kids to deal with. You don't have anything. What is that hobby that at that moment of free time you pick up and you're like, dude, sure. I, Chicken off. <laughs> sure. <laughs> no. It happens. It happens. Oh, it that's happens. the fucking greatest. Uh, uh, do you have well, no, Do you have uh, that one thing that you're like that is kind of awkwardly yeah. not related, like what? like model wow. building? You're like, you know, something. Do you have one of those? Just a hobby. Uh, nothing in specific. I mean, I do the softball we talked about earlier. Oh, softball. Yeah. Uh, softball's softball's yeah. perfect. Softball's but, actually a perfect example. But you know, uh, I do try to. Well, you know, and I, guess I do I try to get that. outside, even if it's just a you know, by a walk by a river or, or you know something like that. When, and when I'm working a lot, I don't get that chance. Or obviously we're on tour, but uh, uh, yeah, I, I mean just camping or stuff like that, really just to detach and get cool. by the fire. That, cool. That, 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 that I would say that would be it. But then you're fully the rest of the time, like you said, music is life. And it just, yeah, I mean, I really my life's consumed by you know. Uh, my daughter, music, and work. I mean, that's pretty much it. It's good life. Yeah. Oh, I'm blessed, man. I got no complaints. You know, I mean, I mean shit. I Keeps mean, you looking fucking good, man. Oh man, I just Keeps lucky young. motherfucker, yeah. man. You know, just what do you do, man? You know, you, just, <laughs> you take. You know, it's good to sleep nice, so you should yeah. be happy where you sleep. What kind of bed do you have? A a one that feels nice. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I do you be, like uh, do you like a soft bed or a firm bed? I need a little firm. Firm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I, the memory frame is nice, but it gets too. I need a little firm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I don't want solid. I don't need no rock or floor. Do you have how Every many pillows? How many pillows like do you sleep with? Currently two or three. Really? Do you I, stack them all up behind? I almost recliner-ish. If I had a recliner, that's probably where I'd Do sleep. Do you sleep flat on your back? Or I'm on a your side, side sleeper. Side, but at an angle. I have to switch. My shoulders sometimes will. Interesting. Ache. Interesting. Gotcha. Depending on how consistent I uh, do the stretching. Are you always a hot coffee guy or drink cold coffee too? Any kind of coffee. There it is. Next day, two days. No, I mean, like, do you go like get iced coffees or anything? Oh, fuck. Blended? I get the hot, man. And oh, take, hot uh, coffee. Continue quicker, yeah. <laughs> if I go to a barista, I'll get a 12 ounce four shot uh, hazelnut mocha. That's what I go with. It's amazing how many dumb fucks can't realize what quad means. Yeah. Yeah. Say, I want a quad. Yeah. <laughs> a 12 ounce quad. Uh, how many a shots? What? How many? Yeah. How many shots? Well, years ago, man. Like, years ago when I. Stumbled across this and liked it. Are you a coffee drink. connoisseur? Do you like that coffee that much that you have a specific blend? No, I'm a coffee slut. I don't really okay. care. I mean, yeah. I don't like a bitter, too bitter. Like, uh, I don't really like Starbucks. I think their coffee tastes burnt. Yeah. And the same, yep. the, the drink I just told you about is like almost 10 bucks there. And I get Dutch Brothers or Black Rock or even this a local. It's like four bucks. Yeah. That's it. Maybe five. Right. And I'm down with that. Fuck That's Starbucks. Enough. Oh, dude. It's just Fuck come on. Starbucks. How much more money would they make if they just evened it out a little bit? I mean, they, way more. They get way crowded anyways. Yeah. I, 
In Sandy, there's a goddamn Starbucks in the Safeway, and then two blocks down, they put up a building. Like, yeah, mm. and then the that building is crowded all the time. Dipshit's turning into that. I mean, I'm like, really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, but whatever, whatever. But uh, yeah, I love coffee, man. I and I just uh, I use it a lot when we're driving because I'm the night driver on tour. Oh yeah. Yeah, it gets through you quicker. I mean, a Red Bull doesn't really do much, and there's no. too much sugar in it. Yep, crash. Uh, the crash is the, the sugar. Five-hour energy is not bad. Yeah, uh, I can use that. And the worst thing I ever took though was have you ever had Red Line? Yes. Oh yeah. Fuck. Fuck. I thought I did a line of speed, Fuck, man. Redline. Are you for fucking real, kidding me, dude? I had to pull over. I was sweating. Fuck. Thought I was gonna throw up. I was all shaking. You gotta be like, eighteen to have that shit. Oh, dude, they I thought the heart was gonna come out of my. Never again. All right, you guys are on tour. Who's the smelly one? Rumble. And his feet. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, his feet. <laughs> I love it. Though he's yeah. way better now than he used to be. Uh, we're quite fortunate, actually, man. I mean, I don't really... Everybody takes care of themselves. That's and, good. And we're not <laughs> right. spooning yeah. all the time. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. no. Oh, nobody God. really... Rumble had feet issues, but he takes care of that now. That's good. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that's a good answer. <laughs> I probably have borderline foot issues. <laughs> like I take care of myself, but fuck. Oh motherfucker will change shit like this to deal with it. Yeah, I mean he's on he, you know, for most part he's on top of it, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, if we have a bus with a bunk like overseas, it, it can his bunk can get a little when you walk past it, you're like, uh, oh, hmm. But that he's not the only one. I mean, it can happen. You know, it if it's happen. hot, everybody's oh, sweating. Oh, blah yeah. blah blah. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if Conditions. you could have, if you could have any superpower, what superpower would you have? Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Superpower. Hmm. Pass. Pass. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. I got to think yeah. about that. I don't know. I don't, you know, uh, superpower, like Superman, Batman, that kind of shit, or whatever. Super street, super speed, super strength, telekinesis, fucking lightning X-ray fingers, oh, x vision. I would like to Fly. have a Jedi Master's uh, con- uh, control of the force. force. Okay. Yeah. That's so badass. So you just be basically the force would be real and be a Jedi. Yeah. All right. So, okay. Would you be a light side or dark side? Light side. Cool. I I can tell that. Maybe so, a little, maybe, but, a, maybe but, a little side jobs here and there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, well, you, the fact you that you can't said have all the, good. So, so you say lights. It's it's always funny to me the guys <laughs> who want to be on the on on the light side of the force, but yet empire is their favorite movie i see that balance my friend i see balance I see, yeah yeah because i'm the same way i, I want to be i would be a dark jedi I'd, I'd wear the black like like uh, re, uh have you read the books of, uh, you know who, uh darth bane is oh yes okay oh, yeah. and in the book there's the one dark jedi yeah who's basically money but it's yeah, cool shit yeah and and then actually my favorite um uh one of of the jedi council and, and he's actually illustrated in uh um the first two of the the re, the the new mm-hmm. jedis or the new star wars is um darth um or not darth i'm sorry um um 
oh god what's uru uruan uru he has the purple lightsaber curled at both ends what's his fucking name um oh god urukai no i yeah i don't know I can't remember his name, but he was he was in he was in a, a bunch of the, the the Jedi Council books, and he was also in all of the Star Wars video games. Okay, well, I don't know what that the fuck then. is his name. Uh, oh man, I have to find it now. It's okay. He's digging. It's okay. We'll be fine. I'll <laughs> find oh, it. Oh, I, th- I thought you were. I thought you were going. I was going to. It'd be I too you're good. Checking the okay. Books. We need. Here we go. All right, man. One more song. Oh. To. One more song to finish this out. All right. <sighs> Good call. That's a that's a great one. Okay, so let's go to. Um, I want a little bit more history from you. Cool. You guys are doing the Roadrunner stuff. Mm-hmm. You have snowcap, you have bitterness, well, bitterness and mm-hmm, snowcap. Mm-hmm. And then was kind of losing that Roadrunner thing, like in that all happening. And was that part of kind of. Well, from my perspective, man, Roadrunner fucked it up because uh, Rest Inside the Flames, uh, you know, they delayed the release of that. For like a yeah, year from, before they let us go. Because UK was first. And yeah, then- and everybody that you know was really going to buy it and give us any kind of numbers in the first week went ahead and got it the import. Uh, I don't, you know, I, I didn't really have much uh, participation in the business side of that. But uh, I don't want, yeah, it was really, I was just actually talking to Steve about this the other day. It's just really baffling because that's a really good record actually. Uh yeah, no, yeah. no, rest inside oh. the flames. Oh, rest, uh, yeah, rest inside dude. the flames. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. you was, know, it really is. But uh, it's just, uh, I don't know. It's a music business, and there's, I mean, they had blood work. We recorded blood work, you know, on the romance uh, with no screaming. Uh, they're gonna. Our manager was trying to get Roadrunner. This is how I remember it. I could be wrong. Uh, it was like seventy-five grand to get six months of spinning on like radio, like radio. And, you know, that whoever the high ups in Roadrunner were like, you know, no. You know, because we were just a no name band, not making them any revenue. And the uh, art of an A&R guy from a record label taking a band and helping them grow is gone. You know? That's rough. They want results now. Yeah. Unless you're really buddy buddy. I mean, who you know? You know, it really. That's why everyone's doing like. EPs, well, the technology you know. has made it, you know, anybody can record. True. I mean, the real proof yeah, of the pudding kinda. is live, and then they're going to, I mean, I can't count the bands, even at small clubs that use ta- you know, tape. Backing, Backing tracks. tracks. Yeah, oh, fuck. It, pu- it bugs me so long. bad. It's crazy. We've been, we, with my band now, we'll go and we get played with some guys who, I guess, in local scenes have bigger names in mm. local, however the fucking politics of that may play I, out. May I? Oh, yeah. Um, I think I have. I need to run and go get more. No, we will no, in just no, a second. We will in just a second. Um, but yeah, dude, they, it's crazy. We'll, we'll play for, there'll be like 30 people in a small club yeah. and they'll use them. And in-ears and backing tracks. Yeah. 
Do you play? Yeah. Not necessary. I mean, it's one thing to it. like, you know, and there's a big move cool. with a, at a certain level where they, they don't use amps anymore either. They got the Kempers and all that stuff. Sure. Or, or right, just bass right. players are using. The guy from Mary Tomorrow had two dark glasses, one for high, one for low. That's what he did. And out front, it was a monster. But on stage, I mean, we stand there and talk, sound like this. Yeah. You know, uh, I don't know, man. man I don't old like school. It. I don't like it. We rolled into some places, man, with our amps and the old school sound guys are like, wow, a rock band. Cool. You know, you know, I don't know. It is definitely an age thing. Yeah. Technology. People Dude. more concerned about the lights, though. I wouldn't mind some lights. <laughs> with yeah. 36 but i don't want to get rid of the amps yeah you know but yeah i mean literally we're uh, very tomorrow and i love those guys i'm not trying I do, they are they play their instruments i'm not yep dissing yep. them at all but they don't have amps on stage and then it is replaced by light stands and they have a killer light show you know they really do but uh it's just crazy to me no amps and that uh to be fair in their defense that was the f- that was something that they were just trying because they were playing bigger venues. Yeah. So before that, well, they were I mean, amp I guys. Guess in, but in years are so good now. Well, I mean, if you're going from a technology standpoint and you're really playing big enough venues, I mean, I understand it. But I know what you're talking about. Like I'm playing Portland, Oregon. I'm from Portland, Oregon. I'm playing fucking 200 seats. There's 30 people there. Maybe I don't need all this gear, guys. Let's yeah. let's look at the set list. What can we pull off without, you know, help? just to be a band and that's not the mindset no it's, it's all of it yeah i mean you said you have a pedal board you know and, and a I lot do. of times in the certain bands well it sounds like you're doing some for you need it but i see guys with like a huge pedal board man and, and yeah you're not what do you what do you have all that for sure i mean i have a tuner and a sans amp that's it yeah, you I know, run, but I, because there's no call for a chorus or say a delay or I don't yeah. have any call for that. Yeah, yeah, I have, I have, a, I have, I have one kind of like multi effects pedal that I just use for like preset b- bass treble, like like almost a preset EQ setup. Wow. And and so a couple times I want mids boosted a little more. I want right. mids scooped a little more if I'm going to go to like a lead or something like that. So I you have... change it for parts in the song or from song to song? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's like changing guitars. It's like different tunings yeah. or, or yeah. And then, this and guitar then, sounds like this. I need that for this song. And then I just have that's, a chorus. Uh, that's just have different. A, that's a, cool. And then I just have a chorus pedal that yeah. I do on and off that is the, the lead in my chain to give the whole chain a chorus or no chorus. Right. Yeah, no, that's cool. I'm talking about guys that got like, you know, they're running five, six different things. <laughs> yeah. And actually probably running, you know, the AB switch and the tuner. Yeah. Like. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, what are you yeah. doing? Yeah. I had this conversation with some bass players last time we were on tour. I had a little buzz and I was like, look, man, you, you get your bass and you don't plug it in and you play it and you play it really hard like you would on stage or however you do. Yep. Okay. And that's your tone. Right? That's that's how that bass sounds is what you sound like. So then you plug it in and then you zero the EQ. And you slowly turn up the bass. And then you slowly turn up the mids. And then you slowly turn up the EQ. You go up and down with all these until you find tone. Then you turn up your gain. Then you turn up your mat. And like you know, like like guys. Yep. Hold the mid up. 
catch the ball, throw it first. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. it. A hundred percent. Don't overthink it. Yep. Yep. Don't overthink it's it. It's not all here. This is, you know, this is just helping you. Like, it's here through all the electronic. And you're starting with the electronic trying to get to here. And it's the other way around. Yeah. You know. Yep. For real. Man, this has been such a fucking pleasure. We're gonna Indeed. we're gonna play probably my favorite instrumental song. I Ever. I go back and forth between Orion and Call of Cthulhu. Yeah, Orion, man. For me, yeah. I, I, I love them both. Yeah. But yeah, and the one on Justice too has remnants, you know. Well, as far as Cliff goes, yeah, yeah. it really does. Yeah, the middle part though makes me cry. Oh man! Every time, yeah. But Orion wins oh. all the time, so we're gonna do this, and uh, yeah, cool. love it. Fuck yeah, man! This is fucking great. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Mick. I love it. <laughs> When's your guys' next shows? Uh, 20, 25th, 27th in Alaska and Soldana. Oh, uh, actually, yeah, going, going up there right at I mean. fi- fish time. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse me. I don't think there's, I mean, there's nothing, a new album. Yeah. You gotta be rogue yet. What about Coke Wolf? I'm going to finish that album when we get back. Be able to put it out. I'm excited for that. Yeah. I need oh, to yeah. have, I need to have, we, well, we, okay, so we need to do a Star Wars podcast. Yeah. And have a few Star Wars nerds in here uh, and really get some geek talk going. Uh, we also need to have you and Holt in here to talk Coke Wolf shit. And oh, that, man. and that writing side of your guy's talk. <laughs> yeah. Is, that'd be because, a good because he should. When he was in here, he showed us a couple stuff that he yeah. had going, and sounded Man, fucking cool. It's fucking well, cool. it started out, you know. I mean, he—I wasn't in the band then, and he was writing that stuff with uh, Drew, sings it, yeah. And, yeah. and they were getting hammered and just trying to be retro, you know, whatever, just having a good time. And you know, it came out with some pretty good stuff. And then uh, yeah. he was like, "Mickey, I need you down here. You know, I need you to do your '80s thing." So, yeah, it was pretty, you know, it's, it, it's really—it's actually. So we're relearning something. We're going to play it up there. We're going to do like three or five songs. Oh, nice. And, uh, yeah, it's good stuff. It's it's riffy, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, 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 yeah. A, it's a little bit different ballgame. Yeah. And it's, in, you know, straight tuning, um, which is a mindfuck sometimes. It's an old stone. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Most of your stuff's drop. Yeah, all of 36. All? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, Bury Me Where I Fall on Bitterness, that's like a sharp drop. Oh, uh, way detuned. Yeah. Okay. But that's the only one. I don't know why we did that, but... Interesting. Everything is just drop C. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've been playing like that forever. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Full step down. This is one of my favorite little bass lines to play all the time. Oh, yeah. 
you know, this slow part in here with rocks talking sometimes. <laughs> Nice to hear him a little better with the remaster.
Yeah, they love this. They love this uh, cut time trail off. I love this riff. Yeah, man. Fucking Orion. What a way to end it. I love, you know, it's. I love, I love that those songs are the songs that came out of the giant selection you picked. I just wish, <laughs> I just wish that our, our listeners right now could see <laughs> the pile, the pile uh, yeah, of stuff. what was, was a possibility. Uh, of tonight, you know. and so here's here here's what I was thinking of as we were listening to Orion, huh? and I was like, how fucking fitting is it that of probably the most influential band in just wanting to be metal for me, uh-huh. Metallica is, and that ending on a song like that of the possibility. Do you think he could have gone back and chosen different albums? Totally. Given the, given the same yeah, beginning? He could have. I could have. I don't know if I would have. There's always. That's to play math. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all That's never know. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Kind of crazy, though. Isn't it weird? Yeah, Isn't yeah. it weird? It is. I, you know. I agree. Oh, yeah. fuck, man. This has been such a pleasure. Yeah. Hey, man. Thank you, guys. Really. I know we didn't get to... I mean, Dude, they're scratch the surface. Yeah, yeah. 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 we scratch the surface. Man, I'd love to. Well, yeah, we yeah, will, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I would absolutely love. You know, and it's funny. This is great. This is like 128 episodes for us, or something awesome. like that. This Congratulations! Podcast. And uh, we feel we were as we were just out there on the last break. Me and him looked at each other. We're like. Dude, this is like the fucking greatest time. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, getting to have really you, is. but but. Everybody that right. we get to actually have yeah. down here, you totally, know, man. it's it, always it's such a privilege. And and for us, we get done, and and our guests leave, and in the evening finish, and we look at each other, and goes, God, we need them back in here. And then it's always like, do we want to bug them this early? Again? Uh-huh. So, in the same way that, you know, yes, I know you would love to be back on. Uh-huh. We'd love to have any time, dude. Like oh, for yeah, real, yeah, yeah for right. real. You know, we don't feel like there needs to be a. Uh, uh, mandatory waiting right, period right, right. of freshness or anything no, before. Man, no, there's a lot to talk about, man. Yeah. Definitely. It's <laughs> great. Well, let's and do lots this. of fucking vinyls. I know. <laughs> and lots of fucking vinyls, which will spark gonna, all We're going to set those right down there as the mix stash uh, oh. and just go through, <laughs> oh, yeah. go oh, yeah. through those. Uh, we got plenty of storage some. down there. <laughs> oh, guys, I brought some. You have, you have some. You have your own. I have a not not nothing like that. I yeah, you know a little, bit, a little bit, not much. You'll have to bring a bring an album that is like an influencer. I'll have to find you. them first. <laughs> There you yeah, go. Man. Love you, brother. Love you, man. Thank, Thank you, you so guys. Much. Thank you. 